Hey, everyone out there in podcast land. I, I don't know. Hey, this is Sam uh, from Nerd Overload. So today's April Fool's Day. And historically on the show, we always like to play a little prank on the listener, whether we, you know, have a weird theme or like play weird music in the background that we don't comment on, you know, stuff. Just we like to have fun on the show. And uh, this year, um, because it's also falling on uh, Easter, we actually didn't have a chance to put up an actual episode of the Nerd Overload show. So uh, for April Fool's Day, I decided all on my own that uh, we're going to do little things a little different. And uh, instead of pranking all of you fine folks out there, I am going to prank one person in particular... And that's right, it's my co-host, Josh. Now, this takes a little setting up. And I don't know if this this audio track is going to be really for anyone, uh, so feel free to skip it. But uh, years and years ago, back before we were on WZMO, back before we were on the other radio station that we were on very, very briefly, back when we were just kind of goofing around with a couple of mics, you know, having fun, not really caring about the show, we had an idea for another show. And uh, it was just hosted by Josh and I, and uh, the idea was we were going to go through and watch every episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from the beginning, because we're both humongous nerds, and Power Rangers holds a very special place in both of our hearts. As this audio track's going to show, we didn't get very far into it. In fact, I think we only got like four episodes in, so not too terribly far. Now... Keep in mind, we were very unprofessional at the time of this. So there's going to be a lot of ums. There's going to be a lot of uhs. Our equipment wasn't as great. In fact, we recorded this in Josh's kitchen, I think, over the course of like two or three weeks. It was basically an excuse for us to just kind of horse around and hang out and have fun watching Power Rangers. But I've been sitting on this audio for a really long time, and I kind of didn't want it to just disappear. So... I am splicing all four episodes of the Go Go Power podcast, real original name there, and uh, splicing them all together into one big, long, super, super track. And this is an online exclusive. This isn't going to go on the air anywhere else. So unless you're subscribed to the podcast through like iTunes or whatever, no one else is going to hear this. This is only for you, the fine listeners of our podcast. So, yeah. And I don't know, I, Josh will probably never hear about this either. But if he does, hey, buddy, how you doing? You've been franked. Hi. So uh, anyway, I'm just going to slap all these together into one big uh, audio file. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be fancy. But uh, we're going to do it. And here it is. I present to you all what remains of the Go Go Power podcast. Enjoy. You're listening to the Go Go Power podcast with Sam and Josh. All right, hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Go Go Power Podcast. The podcast about Power Rangers and all sorts of other stuff. 
I'm uh, I'm one of your hosts, the uh, the Orange Ranger, Sam. Hi, I'm Josh. I am the Short Ranger. <laughs> and um, if you're listening to this, congratulations. You're probably one of the first. So, yeah, just to kind of get into what this show is going to be about, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to be looking at the uh, Power Rangers show in, in its entirety from... Mighty Morphin all the way up to, um, what are they at now? Like Samurai? I'm, I think it's called Megaforce now. Oh, yeah, I think Megaforce, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, a new, there's a new series. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at it, what, like five shows at a time, I think? And um, kind of just do one episode, five shows, with a little review, kind of make, crack some wise, and, you know, ho- hopefully ent- entertain you for about an hour, you know, every couple of weeks or whatever. And then we'll grow as a family. We'll grow as a family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um... We'll try to wear the same colors every week. Yeah, there we go. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, we thought we'd take this first episode and just kind of give you guys a little background about us and how, you know, why you should care what we say about Power Rangers and all this stuff. So, uh, so Josh, why do you like Power Rangers? How did you get into it? You know, that sort of stuff. Well, I think I got into it much like in the same way that everybody our generation did. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, it just happened to come on one day. We're like, and, you know, I was, you know, little kids at the time and wow these are superheroes with giant fighting robots fighting monsters this is amazing and it just kind of cascaded from there i mean it i would say it defined a lot of my childhood as far as what i watched what i played with how what games i played with my friends oh sure absolutely i mean I mean, I had a neighbor friend of mine who had, like, all the toys, and I had, like, none of the toys, so it worked out really, really well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it was just fun and goofy, and at the time, it was so different and new, because we really didn't have anything like that in America. No, we really hadn't, at least not in the past, not in our generation. Mm -mm. I mean, there had been live-action shows for kids previous, but never, like, fighting Giant robots, dudes in suits, all explosions, yeah, whole sparks, yards. And yeah, choreographed weirdness and bad dubbing. Oh, terrible oh, dubbing! Terrible dubbing. Yeah, um, you know, I was, the, you know, I was exactly the same way. I, I kind of was the kid that had all the toys. I had all, I, Jerk. well, had, still have all the toys. Still have them. The original, the first three Megazords, whole set. Not, yeah, perfect. I'm actually going through and trying to get them. Uh, Going to um, clean them up, get some new decals, and get them, you know, like I say, pristine my, uh, I display. Had a, I had a very, um, I, want, I can't say, I don't want to say wealthy, but they, his family was a lot well more well-off than mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he got all the new toys as soon as they came out, and I was so jealous. See, I was never the, the as soon as they came out, but, I mean, they would be like, you know, once one, once one dropped down in price a little bit, we'd, you know, we'd get them. But, yeah. But, uh, but no, actually... Uh, Power Rangers influenced me quite a bit as well. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know it by looking at me, but I was uh, I was in karate. I took oh, yeah. karate class. So was I. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I took I took Shrendu Kempo for a while. Yeah. and uh, I talked about it at school one day, and then my gym teacher made fun of me, saying, "Okay, you're just you know you're a little Power Ranger," and I'm like, "Of course." And I, like I showed off my katas and stuff, and it just it didn't help. No, but, <laughs> no, of course not. No, same same here for for sure. I mean, I didn't stick with it for. A super long time, but yeah, um, Taekwondo I did take for uh, for about two or three years. Well, and, taekwondo, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep. And actually, I'll tell you what, it has really, um, it really in- kind of almost influenced the way I view movies 
today in in cinema because because of Power Rangers, I got into um, martial arts films, which led me to you know foreign language films, which uh, has actually looped back around to uh, Power Rangers because I've been start I've started going through and watching some of the original Japanese versions of it, which there are a lot of differences, but um, but it actually broadened. As weird as it sounds, Power Rangers broadened my scope of cinema and of and of media to where, you know, if it's if not for that, who who's to say I, you know, wouldn't have seen, you know, like Seven Samurai or, you know, that's a great film. It is a great film. But uh but yeah, I was kind of the same way. Like that kind of opened it up to um my my love of just like I've I've had a love affair with Japan for a really long time. Oh sure, and it pretty much started with the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. even though I didn't subconsciously, you know, I didn't consciously know it because you know in my young mind I didn't know this was all Japanese and this you know Japanese buildings and all this. Oh sure, on. yeah. But uh, as I got a little older, you know, Sci Fi Channel had their anime, you know, Saturday anime stuff they do, and it was like it all connected. And then it, the same way, I I fell into foreign films and martial arts films, Bruce Lee. Uh, yeah, every every Godzilla film oh, ever made, without a doubt, except for the American one because that's awful. Well, yeah, and uh, you know it's just from there, and I I now have this you know almost like a nostalgia, even though I know it's cheesy and bad, mm-hmm. it still holds a special place for me. You yeah, know? and oh, it's that's, and that's kind of why I still care. Yeah, and you know what? It's you know, Power Rangers nowadays is almost like a a badge of honor for our generation because you you always know you can connect, you can connect with someone that you're talking to on whether they remember Power Rangers or not. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have the same thing with a lot of my coworkers, and then the fact that you know, we had the past, you know, the Mid Ohio Comic Con, mm-hmm. Wizard World Con, you know, the fact that you know the Green Ranger was there. Yes. And even though I didn't personally talk to him, I was super excited about oh, that. Oh, he was a cool dude. I, I saw some of the stuff when I was standing in line, but yeah, it was amazing. And, you know, it's as much as, you know, I caught flack for liking Power Rangers as I got older. Um, oh, there was definitely a few, uh, there there was a stretch where it was not, you know, you didn't. It was not cool. It was not cool. You didn't you didn't think about it. You didn't really talk about it. You didn't and admit it. Was, <laughs> well, yeah. Ex- well, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's, it's the, the whole n- wave of nostalgia has actually, like, looped back around to where it's, it's now cool to be into this stuff again. Yeah, well, it's the same for everything, you know. It's oh, sure. Eventually, there's a dead period, but then it's, hey, this is cool again. Yeah. And then you feel kind of hipstery about it, like, hey, I never stopped. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, um, where, you know, people who enjoyed it as kids are at an age where they can um, appreciate it without, they can owe it up to it. They can say, you know... And then, Whatever. thus, getting at our ages now, uh, you know, you can open the doors for your kids to watch. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, and which which they should. And you know what? Power Rangers helped me get into uh, comic books. There was a, I mean, between Power Rangers and uh, the '66 Batman, that's what got me like hardcore into comics. I mean, I had picked them up, you know, here and there, but n- never like big hardcore until you know, until Power Rangers. Oh yeah, um, Power Rangers. Uh, 90s Spider-Man cartoon, 90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's that, it. And the fact that you know, I was just already, a, I was already a, a fan of Batman. Oh, sure. And then getting well, into yeah. the comics for Batman, mm-hmm. which is a really big step. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and it's just like it. Uh, you can almost trace Power Rangers as to being because you know I was like in third grade when it first came out. Yeah, I well, think. that sounds about right. I was in first. 
So yeah, yeah it's, that sounds and that so, sounds right there. Uh, you know, it almost opened up the gates. I mean, I already had a pseudo nerdiness then, but mm-hmm. it's like it opened the gates and defined me who I grew up to be. Yeah. And, you know, the things I liked and the people I gravitated toward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, in a way, it sounds kind of weird saying it, but Power Rangers shaped who I am. Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I would never change that for anything oh, in the world. absolutely not. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Okay, so uh, next question is, why, why then, why do you think Power Rangers has persisted? I mean... The show has had its ups and downs. I mean, there was, like I said, there's definitely a lull where, Turbo you know, Rangers. Turbo Rangers and Lightspeed Rescue, Wild Force, you know, all these Ooh. series that, I'll be honest, I haven't seen. I, I mean, either, would, so this, I don't so this think show they lasted was, very long. Um, they lasted the, the length of a season. I mean, they were, they were one season series. But, uh, no, I mean, that's why part of this show is going to be a discovery because you know, there's a lot beyond My- Mighty Morphin, the first chunk mm-hmm. Yeah, which is actually like the first what? How many three. actual seri- series? Uh, first three. Um, the first three seasons of Mighty Morphin um, took three, three Japanese series. And even though, in actually, even our Power Rangers starts like after like the what, third series in Japan. Oh, fourteenth. Oh, geez, it's even more yeah. than I thought. No, there's a no. There's a reason why I say that Power Rangers in uh, in Japan is almost Doctor Who. True. Because it's True. been because it it has been. Consistently every year since 1977, I think. Yeah, and then and then Doctor Who has that, that almost ten year gap. Right. Yeah. See, but Power Rangers in America and Japan has gone straight through. There's always this is true. It's, it's, it hasn't always been on Fox. It hasn't always been readily available. Yeah, it's Nickelodeon now. I think it is Nickelodeon now. I mean, it was it was ABC. But I remember. But I remember it, it was, was ABC Fox. Family for a while. It was Disney for a while. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was Fox when we were kids. Yeah. But I mean, so yeah, why is it, you know, persisted for so long? You know, um, I don't know. I think part of it is because um, they pull in the younger crowds. Yeah, and it's um, more of just the, uh, you know, I think it's kind of, the, I think it's how it was for us. It's mm-hmm. the same for every generation that comes after us. Yeah, I agree. And yep. so it's it's like, oh, this is cool and exciting. Oh, this is cool and exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an ooh piece of candy. Yeah, <laughs> every generation. Yeah, and then the yeah. fact that we 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 started well, it started with us, and it's just, we've kind of tried to move with it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of what was just kept it. It's yeah, it gets a little fresher every time. Sure. Um, and yes, they do sometimes harken back to the old ones. You know, the once in a while you have that anniversary episode or whatever. Oh or yeah, the, the Forever Red, Forever Red. You know, stuff like yeah. that where they yeah. pull, they pull a lot of. Not necessarily the same Rangers, but they look like the same Rangers. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, it's... I think that the characters are very archetypical. You always... Yeah. I mean, the, it's the five-man... It's the classic five-man team. You know, you have the, the, the main the main hero. You have the, the Lancer guy that's that wants to go off and do on his own. You have the kid appeal character that's kind of the, the more childish kind of. Mm-hmm. They have the smart guy. And I think those base... While, while they're very simplistic... And their setup, I think, by being that base team, has really helped it stay. I don't know if fresh is the term, but I'm struggling for the um, word. Like, oh, I, I think I know what you're trying. Relevant, to say. kind of relevant, but also 
uh, you can identify with. Yes. With a character. That's it. Yes. Maybe not necessarily identifiable. Your favorite, yeah. But not necessarily your favorite character. Mm-hmm. But there is a character on the team that you identify with. You just, hey, I'm like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 exactly like, it. Like, you know, that, growing it. up, I was kind of the Billy. Oh, yeah. But, you know, at the time, the Red Ranger, uh, Jason, was my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. the T-Rex, the strong, the, the brave. Okay. So, yeah, and that so was Tommy actually comes gonna... along, and then it's well, awesome. Well, sure. Well, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my next question was going to be, okay, favorite, favorite Ranger. Well, it well, was yeah. originally, you know, the Red Ranger. Red Ranger. Well, sure. But all, you know, but Zach the Black Ranger, the Mammoth, also you know he had that power axe. So that was pretty cool too. That was, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think when it started out, you know, I was like most kids. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like every kid likes Leonardo. Every kid likes the Red Ranger, Jason. Oh, sure, everyone but likes then, a leader. Yeah, and then the Green Ranger comes along, and it's like, okay, this is so much cooler. Plus, he has a Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's it. That's that's almost right where I'm. I always liked I always liked Zach the Black Ranger. I always thought he was kind of a cool. Well, he's supposed cool to be the dude. cool character. He was the, he's, yeah. he's the rhythm. He's the dancer. Yeah. He's fun. Yeah, I'm. I'm right there with you. Okay, so uh, I guess you know. Let's do some. Um, what do we remember from the first series? The the first, the first chunk, the first season of Power Ranger. That is the entire run of Rita Repulsa escaping her trash can on the moon to um, the introduction of the Thunderzords. So we're just talking about which ones were the Thunderzords? The that was the dragon guy. Oh that yeah, turned yeah, into the, the red yeah. dragon. That was, and... the, that was the second season with with Lord Zed as the villain. Oh okay. That's 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 the that's the cutoff point for the first and second season. Yes. Okay. Yes, they the second season they got new Zord. The the Dino Megazords were blown up. Ah, that's right. Yeah. I, oh god, I remember being really sad. Oh yeah, when, me too. Uh, when Titanus uh-huh. was like being sucked into the earth. Oh and yeah. Trying to pull him up and uh-huh. stuff. And yeah, I was sitting there. I was like, one, he was like the Brachiosaurus, which was mm-hmm. one of my favorite dinosaurs growing up as a kid. I think it was another thing that helped. Is they had dinosaurs. 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 Yes. Were, were not. They're they're not as big a thing now. But when we were kids, oh my god, everything was dinosaurs. Oh yeah, Jurassic Park, all that stuff. Was yeah, dinosaurs. dinosaurs everything. Dinosaurs. Everything. And I think that's another pr- r- thing that led to its popularity. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, plus they're robots and they fight. But, well, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the t- t- Titanus and um, you know, just I remember, I remember being really depressed and going to school one day because um, the one monster was he a frog? I think I don't remember, but he ate all of the Rangers except for Kimberly the Pink Ranger. Yes, I think so. Uh, yeah, and I, I remember right. going to school crying because I thought the Power Rangers <laughs> were dead. <laughs> But it was like a two-part oh, episode. Yeah. I think it was a two-part episode, mm-hmm. or just might have seen that way in my young child mind. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, Kimberly had to try to like find her inner strength or something like Some, that. Yeah, something because like she had her bow, and she it, all the Rangers had like their faces on his stomach. Or yeah, whatever. something, something like and, that. Like sure. his weak spot was like in on his throat or yep. something, and he had like he leaned his head back or something, and then she could hit it. Right, you know, like yep. a shadow of Colossus weak point kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember something, something along those lines. I remember, I remember there was a, uh, a pig. Oh yeah, the pig with the, like the Roman helmet with the with the Spartan helmet, and yeah. his, and his he, body was just his face, and he ate their weapons. Yeah, he ate everything, everything. Yep, and I, they had they defeated him with spicy food, something like yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they made like a giant sandwich, and they put like a lot of spice and stuff on it, and it yeah. caused him to like burp up or throw up the weapons or whatever, and they were like able to form their. I think it's one of the first times they 
they combine their weapons together and make the you know mm-hmm. the big superpose of the, oh, big, man. the big multi-color yeah. laser. Oh thing going man, on. that was the best. I remember <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, I just be honest, I really am having a hard time recalling some of the villains. I mean, I know... I mean, you have Rita and Goldar and... Uh, Squat and Babu. Squat and the... Babu, you know, the monocle and the fat little thing. That, yeah. They almost remind me of, of Wizard of Oz characters. Almost, yeah. I mean, Goldar had the flying wings, and then Babu was pretty much a monkey. Babu a was monocle, a monkey. With, and, with a monocle. And actually, Squat... Well, no, um, the short one, the blue one. Yeah, I think that's Squat. I think that squat was the was the monkey. Babu, I thought was no, like Babu a, was taller and skinny. Ba- he was, was, was monkey like, and he had I, like I, a monocle. I thought he had like um, things like a spider. Like he had bug legs on his shoulders. No, and he's like no? covered in fur, and he has like fur on his face. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's, he looked kind of monkey like. Okay, well, okay, even more monkey like yep. than than what um, Goldar looked like, even though right. they're both very ape like. I true. think it's what part of the reason why it makes me think of Wizard of Oz. That could be it. Yeah. Um, especially after Goldar gets his wings back from Lord Zed. Oh yeah, right. Up. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then uh, uh, the the Finster. The, Finster. Yeah. Finster. Yep. Yeah. The monster maker with his little his little molds. I or always, his little I always liked Finster because he didn't seem like a bad guy. He just seemed like, well, no. you know, this is my job. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll make this. I'll make this stuff. And that's, I mean, it's not that's that he, it. it's not that he 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 hated making monsters, and he he had. It seemed like he didn't, he didn't not like destroying Angel Grove and attacking the Rangers. He just right. like, I make, I make monsters for Rita, and that's pretty much my thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he knew himself as a person. Mm-hmm. And then Rita, I remember her her voice reminding me kind of like Roseanne. Oh yeah, nope, yeah, and uh, without a doubt, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh lord. Yep. Okay. Well, let's let's switch to the Rangers themselves. I remember. I remember, I don't know if it was one of the first episodes, but I remember there was like a kung fu tournament that introduced the characters. Well, they're always kind of doing martial arts. Yeah, it's a rec center thing. Yeah, it was like the, the juice bar rec center, you know. Hangout. Hangout, yeah. I remember I remember that. And I remember, I remember Bulk and Skull. Oh, yeah, of course. They they have been mainstays through the entire series. I guess they, I, I don't know about the entire series. I know he pops up. I know Bulk pops up in in uh, Mega Force. Yeah, with with Skull's nephew. Okay, or Skull's kid or something. Some, something. Yeah, because yeah. he's Uncle Bulk. Right, and he's okay, pretty so much his skull, but he's not the Skull. He's right. like Skull's son or something. Right, right. Okay. See, I yeah. See, that's where I'm starting. I kind of get a little hazy beyond the when we move beyond. I've only Mighty caught Morphin. a couple episodes here and there on yeah. TV, so you know it's right. That's yeah. about all the information I really have. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, we'll get into it. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> we will. It's it's just a great old show that you know. I think a lot of it's the nostalgia factor. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, nostalgia fuels about ninety ninety percent of my of my being. I'll be honest. I mean, I I very much live while I try to stay current with things. Oh, I yeah. very much live in the past. Without a doubt. If we could go back to the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Totally. Word. Or, no, that's not right. That's more of a new thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. No, go ahead. Bogus. I don't know. I was oh, trying to think bogus. of these. I was trying to think of things. We, sweet. Oh, sweet. Dude is sweet. Yes. That. Oh, my mom used to get so mad. <laughs> Call her dude. And she yep. goes, I'm not a dude. Yep. Yep. I've got, I got that. Uh, <laughs> I got that talk as well. <laughs> All the right. The 90s are alive in Portland. <laughs> yeah, kids, yep. you probably won't get that reference, but there's a show oh, called Portlandia, and it's right. really, really funny. That's right, kids. 
But uh, let's let's get in the nuts and bolts of this show. Like I said, we're going to try to do like what five episodes. We're going to sit and watch five episodes. Yeah, they're about twenty minutes long. They're about each. twenty minutes long, and we're going to talk. We're going to kind of go over them for about ten minutes apiece. So our shows are usually going to be about an hour long, I'd say here or there. And um, we're going to try to keep the show clean. That's we want this. You know, we want people of all ages to be able to just pick up and listen to the show. We want. We don't want to be as we don't want to be exclusive to, you know, anything like that, right? We're looking at you, Penny Arcade. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a whole different... Oh, yeah, that's a that, whole that, new that, can of worms. That's there. a whole different thing for a, for a different show where we're, where we're allowed to curse, say say bad words. But, uh, but yeah, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this, uh, this episode for now. Um, be watching for the next one. We're going to try to put these out. Well, it all depends on when we can sit down to record. What are we... What what are you thinking, Josh? Um, well, I would hopefully say weekly, but given the fact that we were supposed to record last week, yeah, and we couldn't because of work schedules and everything, yeah. Um, solid what every a solid two weeks, yeah, every two weeks. Okay, I mean, if we can do more than that, we'll try. Yeah, we'll we'll. This def- is a labor of love. Yes, we are definitely. Yeah, we're not. We are certainly not getting paid for this. Although, if you're a sponsor, you know, I'd have no problem pimping ourselves out for. You know, I could talk about audible.com. Oh, yeah. Sure. You know, Warby Parker, those glasses guys. Hey, I actually went to their website. They have some cool stuff. I Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See? Free advertisement right there. The first one's for free. Go, 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 power podcast is brought to you by imdb.com. Yeah, right. But, uh, but no, we're going to try to do this one, once every couple of weeks. Um, we're going to set up an email account. You know what? Um, I'll put that in, in the post show for this episode. And we'll, um, yeah, we'll get into it. So the next episode will be the first five episodes of season one of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the original five-man team with, you know, Tommy and, not Tommy. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, right there. Shoot. Yeah. uh, Jason, was it Jason, Zach? Jason, Zach, Billy, Kimberly, Trini. Trini. That's it. Alpha Five and Zordon. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, until the next episode, uh, how do you want to sign off? Make our podcast grow! <laughs> this show is a part of the Nerd Overload Podcast Network. Listen to our other shows and much more at nerdoverload.com. Alpha, readers escaped. Recruit a team of podcasters with attitude. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. We're the host of Go Go Power Podcast. A show where two grown men review every episode of Power Rangers, a 20-year-old show for children. You'll laugh, you'll cry. Well, maybe not. But at least you'll be entertained for an hour. Check us out at nerdoverload.com or on iTunes. Kia! You're listening to the Go Go Power Podcast with Sam and Josh. Welcome to the uh, the second episode of the Go Go Power Podcast, the show where we take a uh, really in depth look at a twenty year old children's show. 
I'm uh, I'm one of your hosts, Sam the Orange Ranger. I am Josh the Bearded Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you for tuning back in after our uh, our intro episode. I'm glad you came back. This is it, folks. We're going to jump right into it. The first five episodes, straight from 1993. I'm pretty excited, Josh. Are you excited? Oh yeah, I'm. You know, definitely looking forward to going back and reliving the childhood of monochromatic and you know colorized action. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it. All right. So the first episode up. Episode 1, Season 1, called Day of the Dumpster, original air date, August 28th, 1993. So, I mean, that's like, what, 20 years ago? Yeah. 20 years ago. A little over 20 years ago. That's wild. So I would have been 9 years old. I would have been 7. Do you want to do a quick plot synopsis of this episode? Kind of just the broad strokes of what happened in it, I guess? Yep. Two unsuspecting uh, astronauts of undiscernible nationality uh, travel to an unnamed planet that is somehow close to Earth because mm-hmm. it is, is seen in the distance. It releases the evil Rita Repulsa from her space dumpster prison and her minions to wreak havoc upon uh, the hap- hapless citizens of Earth. Yes. And, and more specifically, Angel, Angel Grove. Grove. USA. California? Probably California. Yeah. I mean, they do have a lot of earthquakes, apparently. They do, yes. And volcanoes uh, and monster attacks, apparently. Yes. Uh, Insurance premiums must be killer. Yeah, right. But, uh, and sensing that Rita is, well, seeing that Rita is beginning to attack from her flying bicycle via the viewing globe, Zordon, the all-knowing head, floating head, (laughs) and his robot assistant, Alpha 5, I think it's, yeah. Alpha 5, yeah. Yes. Recruit five teenagers to become his new fighting force to combat the evil. Teenagers with attitude. That's right. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So, this is the first episode. They're they're introducing, they have a Herculean task of introducing a ton of characters. All at once. I mean, pretty much all at once. I mean, you get Rita, you get Squat and Babu, you get Goldar and Finster within the first two minutes. And, I mean, they don't... They jump right into it. They, I mean, it is like, you know, right after the credits, boom, you're on that alien planet with a dumpster. Uh, cuts to the dumpster. the Angel Grove, what is it, the Juice Bar? What Angel Grove uh, Juice Bar and Recreational Youth Center. Yes, yes. So Kung Fu, Kung Fu and, and smoothies, apparently. Two, two tastes. And gymnastics yep. and exercise equipment. Oh, yeah. And... It's, the, it's kind of the catch-all. Yeah. Yeah, never had anything that cool. Yep. So, so you see, so it kind of really quickly sets up the archetypes. You have Jason, who you know, he's he's the, the he's the strong, you know, you know, got to do what's right all the time guy. Um, martial arts instructor. Martial arts instructor. You have you have Zach, who's also a, a, a martial arts guy, but he's the cool guy who you know is kind of out for himself, kinda, but is kind of you know he you know he's got the flow, he's got the dance, you know he's yeah. on, he's like Jason's best friend, yeah. maybe possibly assistant, maybe yeah maybe yeah right maybe that's yikes. <laughs> We're not um, getting into that one. Yeah right. Nope, not for this podcast. Uh, we get uh, Billy, who is definitely the nerd, probably the the least um, proficient in martial arts. But still friends with all of them. Also, he's like 30 token years old. <laughs> token, token nerd friend. Yes. Um, you get um, Kimberly, the, the girly girl, 
uh, gymnastics, you know, you know, valley girl type, and you get Trini the Asian girl. So who does <laughs> appear to have does tai chi, tai chi while everyone well, that, else is doing karate. Well, that's right. Well, like I said, the Asian one. <laughs> and but then you have Bulk and Skull, the comedy relief bullies of yes. the their class. That's, I I guess. Yep. And I mean they're they're just going through just rattling off. And I mean this is all within the first five minutes they set these these characters up. And I mean it's like boom, 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 boom. It pretty much, exactly. So I mean and I mean shoot, within ten, fifteen minutes, they're already they're in the command center in the middle of nowhere. And did it seem did it seem to you that they were pretty quick to not panic about there's this giant blue face talking at us? Not one of them would Oh god oh. They were all like, Oh well, okay. Blue face, alien robot, you know. Everything makes sense, and I feel obligated to assist you. Yeah. With no... You want us to fight monsters? Yeah, sure. And anyone else would be like, uh, I may die? Yeah, right. How am I going to fight these creatures? Oh, I get superpowers and a super suit that doesn't seem to be all that protective other yeah. than the helmet that you bolt on my head. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so they get to that, and, you know, right away, they just get to the fighting. I mean, they fight. I've, I forgot their first monster that they fight was Goldar. Goldar the, Goldar the minion. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, they they introduce the putties, the, the disposable, you know, henchmen of the series. They, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and you know, by the end, they're they're in the giant robot. They they pull no punches. They you know they don't leave anything. And yet they automatically back. know how to work everything. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a theory about that. I think it's like Shazam. Like when they get the suit on, it gives them the knowledge, specific knowledge on how to do things. Because I mean, like Billy, he became a competent fighter when he put on the suit. And, True. You know, yeah. And I mean, the suit does give them some sort of protection because they're getting they're getting punched pretty bad by those putties. Yeah, with the sparks flying yep. and whatnot. And yeah, but I mean, as as a first episode, what what did you think? Did you did this? Um, rewatching it now, did, <laughs> uh, watching it now, comparatively to other things that have much better storyline storytelling, especially as compared to you know shows that are designed for that age group now. Mm-hmm. Um. Fairly pretty weak. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's too much too much going on. This is something that would have been a, you know, maybe a 40-minute show in two parts. Yeah, it, it, did, it did seem almost like... You know, like, Day of the Dumpster Part 1, Day of the Dumpster Part 2. Yeah, it did almost seem like the first part of a, of a two-parter, but it definitely wasn't. No, no. No. So, I mean, they... But, I mean, as a kid's show, I mean, it did, it did introduce the characters. It did, you know, everything. The no, nothing is deep. No. And I'll tell you who I totally forgot about? Ernie, the owner of the juice bar. I totally forgot about that guy. And sometimes I forget there's even a juice bar. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's like, you know, hey, uh, we're sitting here hanging out, and all of a sudden, our, you know, we're summoned to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another, <laughs> another thing, um, right off the bat, I noticed there was a definite change in film quality between the American footage and the Japanese footage that I did not, that I did not remember from, from a kit from one. Of course. No, you don't think about that kind of stuff. Well, sure. All you see is the shiny robot and the sparking and the Mm -hmm. fighting and the, even as a kid, sometimes you don't even notice the bad, the bad, bad lip dubbing. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. When it exactly. comes to characters who don't wear a mask and have to emote what they're saying as they're oh, doing yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Rita's, Rita's um, um, dubbing was just not anywhere close. No. Nowhere close. She says, like, maybe, like, six English words comparatively to what's probably more closer to three Japanese words. Pretty much, yeah. With a very large mouth. Yep. And I just want to point out, first time, I was right. Babu was some kind of was some kind of bug monster, right? Or a, spi- or a spider monkey. Spi- he, spider monkey. He's a spider monkey. That's it. He's a spider monkey. <laughs> he came at them like well, he didn't really come at them with anything, but he could come at them as a spider monkey. He could. He could. He won't, but he could. Yeah, let's blast him, smash him, and crush him. Episode two, season one, uh, titled High Five. First air date September fourth, nineteen ninety three. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and synopsize it for us, man. Start off with our intrepid heroes hanging out in their favorite, and pretty much seems like the only place in Angel Grove, the juice bar, doing random athletic things, including climbing a rope, which my gym, my gym class had in <laughs> elementary, Yeah, and finding out that, well, a big hint that Trini, the Yellow Ranger, has an extreme fear of heights, and you start getting into the morality messages within uh, happened in a lot of 90s shows Mm -hmm. rita decides that somehow she's going to create a time device to trap the power rangers within another dimension just like how she did with zordon right so we so we've learned that uh zordon's in the tube because of rita so that's so that's new a couple other things that were um this is episode was a first of the first time the term it's morphin time was spoken. It did not show up in the first episode. No, nope, it did not. Okay, who's who's the first one that said it's morphin time? Zordon. Zordon. That's right. And um, this is the first time the introduction of the communicator teleport watches that Billy, a high school student, built. But no, this episode was um, a very weak attempt at like a um, Trini like spotlight episode. You don't really again. You don't really get a whole lot of backstory. On any of the characters, they're still pretty much just, you know, kung fu guy, black kung fu guy, nerd kung fu guy, and two kung fu girls. But, um, yes, Trini is definitely the, you know, the highlight with the uh, the fear of heights or whatever. And bringing your, the message of the, of the, you can, you can get past your, your fears, face your fears. Yes. Yes, be brave, face your fears. And also... Um, made sure and highlighted the fact, the the point that um, they don't transform until they can't handle it as humans. Because there was a whole point where they could have they could have very easily wiped the floor with the villain and all the putties and everything. But no, they say at one point, no, we got to try this by ourselves first. As so Zordon think, said. As Zordon said. So I so I have a feeling that's going to be a running thing. You know, we got to try it. We gotta do do on our own first. Oh yeah, because you gotta have the actors getting some, you know, getting some face, some time. face time. Of course, of course. But no, this one was a this one was a step up, I guess. I mean, um, kinda, yeah. I mean, you you have the introduction of the 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 power blasters. Oh yeah, the power blasters that are also swords somehow knife. I I had that toy actually. And I, I loved that. Thing. I did too. Yeah, oh, yeah, I loved that thing. And you also have, for some, I think it's one of the few times this actually only happens, is you have 
technically two separate monsters they fight. Yeah, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? I mean, it? they have they have Bones, mm-hmm. who they defeat on the ground in yep. the pocket dimension that they create. Uh, he created mm-hmm. and get rid of him. But then all of a sudden, Rita pulls out this weird giant Talos yeah. Greek warrior. Yeah, who punches a hole through the dimension to grab the Red Ranger. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, you know? I mean, it looked like in the, 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 the Japanese cut, he punched into a building. Yeah. And pulled the Ranger out. Yeah, that's so kind of what somehow it looked like. the, you went from the pocket dimension being near a cave in the desert where they mm-hmm. were, where the space shuttle thing was with the very, um, Japanese government oh. de- decals on them. Oh yeah, if they, yeah, this this one was very apparent that there were a lot of city scenes taken from the Japanese show. I mean, they yes. I mean, you had the Japanese city workers, you had Japanese citizens running around. You had the cars driving on the opposite side of the street. Mhm. Very and, very apparent. And the very Japanese crosswalks. Yes, yes. So, yeah, it was um I mean, I really don't know what else to say about this one. I really I, yeah, it's like you know what it what was even the point of the second monster? You don't you don't get a name or, yeah. or any kind of other than he looks like Greek warrior A who's mm-hmm. huge and the Red Ranger fights him alone. Yeah, fights him alone. Fights him as just the just uh, the T Rex. The T Rex. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because um, the giant was sent down without being turned into. She didn't. Yeah, Rita it didn't throw just, the staff. It yeah. just summoned a giant. Yeah. Very very weird. It was very contradictory to some of the first episodes and I'm I'm sure they I'm sure they were just trying to kind of flesh out the series as they were going, but yeah. I mean, cuz I definitely remember as a kid always being they fought the same monster twice in the show. Yeah. You defeated it as a as the team and then you defeated it as the robots mm-hmm. or robot. Yeah. And then, you know, it, like I said, it's probably just fleshing out or just they probably didn't have any idea what they were doing or how what direction they wanted to go with oh, it. Oh, sure. And yeah. probably just whatever um, Saban pulled from mm-hmm. the, the Japanese company, it's like, well, these are the scenes. Well, what are we, gonna, we, we just got to edit it together. Yeah, what are we going to do with this? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why that just didn't take, much like the popularity of anime, just taking the original footage and just one for one, just dub it. Yeah, well... You know, they wanted to make sure it, it appealed, appealed to American audiences. Yeah. I get that, yeah. yes. But, I mean, nowadays, if they did that, you know, just pulled it straight, I'm sure. Well, be- because kids are, be- well, because we're more connected now than we were then, I think. True, I true. think it's, and it would also, be anime is like this big thing now. Yeah, it, it would as, be. As per when we were kids, it was, it was a small thing. Yeah. I mean, what little what little exposure to anime did we have? Uh, Speed Racer, uh, mm-hmm. Gigantor. Yeah. Uh, uh, Astro Sailor Boy. Sailor Moon, Astro Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, another verse <laughs> no, on this episode. The first time the word morph attempted to put into another word to make, you know, special catchphrases. This time, morphal... <laughs> I can't even write, read what I wrote down. Um, morphitudinous. Was that it? Yes, yes. Morphitudinous. What the f*** <laughs> was that? <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't remember if they made a, a trend of doing that. I mean, you, when you've got Billy talking and half the stuff that just falls out of his mouth. Just, yeah. Just, just jargon. Just, yeah. I mean, it's 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 almost as bad as uh, Star, like Star Trek, you know, you know, techno jargon. Yeah, right. I mean, it's Well, what did what did Billy say when the when the sirens went off inside the command center? It was like audio 
Oh, God. Something or other. It was auditory, uh, oh, something. Basically, it said, like, basically, sound shaking. Yeah, pretty I mean, much. it wasn't, like, a loud sound. It was just sound shaking if you took the actual words. Yeah, I mean, right. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's, growing up a nerd, I never talked like that. No, oh, no, never. Contact the Power Rangers at once. Episode three, called Teamwork. I wonder what this one's about. Original air date. September 8th, 1993. Um, you want to do the plot on this one again? Or Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Could be my, that could be my thing. That'll be your thing. All right, all right. So we have the episode Teamwork, where Kimberly and Trini are trying to get petitions signed to close down a waste dump mm-hmm. of unknown purpose mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, very much 90s cliche of uh, let's clean up the environment. Yeah. Which I which I think is a uh, I think it's a theme that repeats itself quite a bit if I'm remembering right. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sure uh, J- Japan being a very industrialized nation as sure, it is. Sure. And then of course you have the very short appearance of Vulcan Skull and the uh, a unnamed female um, bully bully that goes along with them. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I wonder if her name was Heather. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then Rita needing a, uh, a monster to fight them, or, uh, a trap set in the industrial zone to, or whatever, to separate the team, the, the Rangers so they can't fight at full strength. They, they so she sends down a Minotaur. Minotaur. Theme appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and pretty much it all boils down to they're fighting a army of putties by themselves. And then for some reason, Goldar shows up much, much later after they've already powered up. Yeah. And the the men fighting the Manitar. Yeah. It, and, you know, it all kind of wrapped up around the same way. You know, I'm, I'm sensing a theme with these episodes. They yeah. all kind of end about the same way. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and then they, Zordon makes a cryptic uh, kind of lead into the revealing an ancient secret. That oh, he the, needs to reveal to them. Oh, the power weapons? The power weapons. Yeah, first appearance of the power weapons. And it's weird, he pulls them out of giant robot battle to give them weapons. Yeah, they're rolling around in the in the, the, the mega tank. Yeah, right. Not even in full Megazord, you know, status. Right, right. Uh, trying to fight the Minotaur, and he's like, Come back, oh, you, and, you know, need, for more instructions. Yeah. What? Before they even left, why didn't he just bring up the weapons then? Yeah. It's, it's it's the fact that he could just pull them out of combat like that. You could have pulled Kimberly and Trini out of the putty fight yeah. to bring everybody back. Here, here's these weapons. Boom. Yeah. You know? Yep. Now, this this episode seems like another like spotlight episode between, you know, um, Trini and Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, it was the second time we forgot to mention this on the on the previous episode, but this is the second time that Zach's been a bit of a dick. Yeah, a wee bit, uh, just a wee bit. This episode, um, the you know the main crux is you know they want to go to the the toxic waste plant or dump or whatever and go to close it or clean it up or whatever. And the three guys all have different things to do. Jason is teaching a class, which is a legitimate excuse. I mean, he is a martial arts instructor. Instructor. I mean, he's probably getting paid for it, so I mean, that is a legitimate thing. Billy is uh, 
had, holding the first science meeting club. of his science science fair science fair club. Yeah, he's like the he's the the leader of it, the chairman or whatever. Which again is a is a legitimate excuse. I mean, he has other responsibilities. Zach, on the other hand, makes up some bullcrap excuse about going to the command center to, for Alpha to show him something. Yeah, for Alpha to show him something, which turns out they were just breakdancing. They were just dancing in, in the command center for no reason, putting on a little show for Zordon, I guess. But Zach was just very clearly just didn't want to be there. It was just trying to get out of it. I mean, you know, you had the previous episode where at the end he scares Trini with a skeleton with a with a skull mask. Yeah, right. After fighting a skull monster. Yeah. And making her climb the rope and go, oh look, she's not afraid of heights anymore. Yeah. I mean, just Zach is a dick. Zach is Zach is kind of a jerk. He's a, and I did not remember that. I mean, he's a a liar and a he's like your he's like your dick friend. Yeah, you know? yeah, he I is. Mean, yeah, you you like him and you hang out with him, but he's kind of a jerk. Yeah, right. Yeah, but like, but you know, like we said, this is the first episode with the uh, power weapons, and you know, I always like the power weapons. I oh, always yeah, say of course, kind of you know, it's it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's later on they fight more and more with them, and you know, that gets cool. You know, instead of just you know shooting stuff with the with the Whatever they call them, the uh, blasters. I just call them yeah, the blasters. blasters. They're 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 dagger they're dagger pistols. Yeah, they're gun blades. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, and you know, you actually, you know, you get their themed weapons. You get the sword and the daggers and the, you know, Zach, even though being a jerk, has the really cool blaster axe. Yeah, and, yeah. His his thing was like two things. Was, yeah, was I know. Weird. It's it's a freaking laser cannon and an axe. Yeah, but also we see the cut from the Japanese show where their primitive caveman weapons. A uh, bit of trivia that Mr. Sam Dunham there taught me is uh, it they are cavemen. They're, yeah, the original series they were cavemen, but uh, but yeah, it's like when they get their weapons, it's weird because the primitive weapon morphs into the futuristic super weapon. Yeah, but they do it so quick you can barely catch it. Oh but yeah, as you know, as as adults watching this, yes. you can totally catch it now. You know, this episode definitely had a one of, another one of those touchy feely like you know messages about you know teamwork. And an environmental bend to it and everything. So, I mean... I guess because combining the weapons together, you're able to defeat the monster. So, it's mm-hmm. the teamwork. You all had to be there and do your part. Yep, exactly. Although, and that and that theme would have hit home a lot better if they hadn't already... If that hadn't already been a crux of the show. Because, you know, the whole, the whole idea... Well, the whole idea behind the Zords is, you know, you get together. And when only when you get together, you can be your... Your best, yeah. So I mean, it seems like this. The plot of the 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 uh, the theme of this show has already been done twice already, and will continue to be done every episode from here on out. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, they even had the whole part where you know each separate Zord was doing its little attack against the Minotaur creature. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the the ice breath from the mammoth. And yeah, the, the weird chain horns and mm-hmm. tail blaster from the Triceratops. Yeah, I and you know, I'll be honest, I don't remember that happening a whole lot in the series. No, it does not. I mean, I do remember it at times because I remember those were my favorite episodes because like you get to see them, you know, shine their as own their thing. own personal thing. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, and it, you're right, it does not happen. It's pretty. I don't, I'm sure in the Japanese show it happens a lot more often. I uh, yeah. But uh, it just seems like it, they go instantly from summon, combine, boom. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I don't know. I mean, if, I feel like the message of the episode, though they kind of state it within the title itself, you know, you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's very weakly brought together. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very, very, it's a, it was just a very weak attempt at putting a message into the show. Well, it seems like, 
it seems like Power Rangers, at least so far, is going for they're going for uh, broad strokes. They're not. They're definitely taking wide swipes at you know whatever theme is coming our way. So. I mean, it's you know it's. I don't know. It's it, it was it was just in my opinion, it was a very weak, weak um, attempt at it. I mean, I'm yeah. granted, it's a it's a early early '90s. Uh, a show for kids. Show for kids. You know, with cuts of a Japanese show in it. I mean, yeah, it's, that's that's something we got. We need to kind of keep in mind is that you know this is for, this is a show for children. Yes, I I understand that, and we are you know yeah in our late our mid to late twenties. Yeah, all right. about it here. Yeah, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> this is a Go Go Power Podcast. <laughs> Episode four. Titled A Pressing Engagement, uh, original air date, September 9th, 1993. It almost seems like we're getting to the point where they're Wasn't playing like the next day? Every day, yeah. yeah. See, that's something I didn't, I guess I didn't remember. I thought I it was thought a, I like every Saturday. I thought it was a weekly thing, but yeah. I know, I guess it's, I guess it was a five day a week show. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and synopsize it for us. A, a pressing engagement where Jason, in a way to prove his superior physical aptitude decides to try to break the bench pressing record held at the Jim and Juice. Yeah, the Angel Grove Jim and Juice. Held, which was previously uh, started by bulk of all people. Yeah, that was surprising. That was really surprising. But then um, totally, like, um, doesn't... Doesn't have anything to do with the episode. There, like, no. There, there is no... There, aside from proving that Jason is the leader, mm-hmm. but still needs the team to fight. Yeah. Uh, really, no message in this episode whatsoever. No, I mean, yeah, the 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 bench press, which which is what the title of the episode comes from. What they were just bookends. I mean, the the villain was a uh, was King Sphinx, and I mean that had nothing to do with. I mean, Jason didn't have to you know like exert his super strength at any point to like save the day. It had nothing to do with anything. It was just... Or having book- to prove himself, either. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was just nothing. bookends. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, uh, Zach the Jerk comes back in classic style of riding his skateboard through the gym. Who does that? Exactly. Who does that? And yes. hitting Kimberly in the face while she's blowing a bubblegum bubble, which yeah. is very much a pink balloon. It was just a pink balloon, sure. Uh, causing Jason to not meet his record and lose count of how many bench presses he had done. Yeah, this this one was kind of a really light on the thing, and it seemed like there was a lot of filler. Did you notice that? Oh, extreme! I mean, there's always a bit of filler, but I mean, it seemed like they were transforming into the 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 robots for like a good five ten minutes. Oh, and yeah. this was a nineteen minute episode with two with three three or four minute bookends on each side of bench pressing. So there's not a whole lot of action in this one. It's just, you know... And at one point, didn't they transform from the robot to the tank to dodge an attack and then transform back into the robot? Well, there was one point where Megazord pulled, like, a Neo and did, like, an extreme... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, did, like, that's an extreme it. backbend to dodge. But then yeah. all of a sudden, they're, like... They went from Megazord to tank mode, rammed Goldar, and, and then back to Megazord form to yeah. continue the fight. This one was... This this episode was the pits. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I mean, King Sphinx had like no motivation of being whatever. There was no plan aside from separate Jason from the rest of the group and chase him down. And which they really didn't even 
do. No, no. I mean, there's a scene of of the Red Ranger running through a quarry, being chased by a giant Goldar and a giant King Sphinx, and that's and that's it. I mean, there's the, the only the only notable thing I could say about this episode is you. This is the first time you get to see Billy's uh, garage lab. Yep, his garage I mean, lab kitchen. I mean, it doesn't. He doesn't do anything in there, nope. but at least they went through it and made another set, and that was interesting. Yeah. Also. What the heck is up with Ernie? I mean, his his table his tablecloth uh, bib. Yeah, he was like, you know, while at the beginning of the episode, while Jason was doing his his, he's um, doing the counting his, and eating a hoagie, eating a hoagie with like a full like tablecloth, checkered tablecloth around his neck. Yeah, which I mean, it fit him quite well because Ernie Ernie's a big guy, but I just never trust a skinny cook. Yeah, man, <laughs> this episode was just the worst. it was awful. It was, it was just, bad. I mean, if if this would have been the first episode, I doubt this show would have even been popular. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was extreme. It was definitely a uh, it was definitely a uh, a light day in Angel Grove on this one. Yep. I mean, there was honestly there was no real peril. There was not even a fight in the city. Yeah. It was all out in the quarry, out in the pits. No, this the only one... thing the only thing that's really notable in this episode is the the, the power crystals are. Even though, technically, if you've looked real close, they've already been in they've play. Used them, they've used them two or three times, yeah. But this is the first time they actually acknowledge their they, existence and the fact and they, they actually check them. do something. Yeah, yeah. Just just the worst. Yes, ugh, it was a very poor attempt at a- anything and everything in this episode. Well, I certainly regret your displeasure. It wasn't my fault. I was asleep. Episode 5, titled A Different Drum. Uh, original air date, September 10th, 1993. Go ahead and with the plot there. Well, we have uh, Kimberly teaching a aerobics dance class, mm-hmm. wherein her deaf friend has, which I can't remember the name. Uh, of. Melissa. Melissa. But they wait till the, enti- the the end of the episode to uh, to say yes, and uh, has trouble keeping up and staying in rhythm with everyone else because she has her obvious handicap. Mm-hmm. And so, apparently not knowing that this girl existed, Rita has a Pied Piper accordion-playing gnome (laughs) to uh, play his music and hypnotize hypnotize the the kids to The dance class. The dance class, yeah. Yeah. And sneak them away to lure the Power Rangers out and then hypnotize them to get rid of them. And, of course, fighting and transformations and giant robots happen. Like you do. Yep. And the, uh, the the deaf girl saves the day. Now, I actually like this episode. I think this one was all right. This is, I think this is the first time we've seen uh, a monster beyond the putties interact with any Amer- any of the American cast. Yeah. Um, aside from, you know, just, you know, running or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he actually does, you know, stand outside the, the gym and juice and play his little accordion. And sure. With the bad special effects and everything. Mm-hmm. And lure them to the cave where he has a dinner party, and they them, dance like a gypsy wedding. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but no, I, th- I this one actually works pretty well. The um, the A and B plots tie together, and yeah. I, th- I think that's and that's the first time this has really happened. Well, yeah. it was a lot better than the the you know the bench pressing one or oh, the, yeah. you know I, I think we we haven't seen this since the the second episode with the uh, with the heights thing. But this one was done a lot better, I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you actually had where, you know, 
you're if you have a handicap. They had a decent message. You know, if you have mm-hmm. a handicap, it doesn't mean you are you know uh, behind or. Uh, not worth anything, right? Because if it wasn't for her handicap, she would have just been hypnotized like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. No, this one had a good message. This one was this one was good. And I mean, you know, the the fight scenes weren't that. It wasn't as jarring. Again, I think it's because we saw the the monster interact with the human characters. Yeah, at, at um, one point. I mean, there was less fighting per se, yeah. and more getting to the point where you have the the monster with the people. Yeah. It just seemed like as soon as the Rangers got there, it turned into, uh, well, we shot him. Mm-hmm. But this is also the first time we see Rita bringing a defeated monster back. Back from the dead. Back right. from the dead and making him a colossal creature to fight the Megazord. Right, right. And uh, there, there is one, there's one weird part about this episode. It's pretty glaring. And I, and I think you know what I'm talking about. During the giant fight scene, for whatever reason, the... Gnome turns into a building that smashes into him, the, the 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 Megazord. Yeah, and also a giant boulder that smashes into the Megazord, and it it came out of nowhere. It may had yeah. no. It's like they're they're fighting they're out, they're fighting out in the wilderness somewhere, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the background and everything starts flashing between wilderness cityscape wilderness cityscape. Yeah, and as the gnome is running at the Megazord, he's flashing between. Gnome skyscraper, gnome skyscraper, right? And then gnome boulder, gnome boulder. Yeah, it just it it was a very weird disconnect. And I mean, I I know they can only do so much with the Japanese footage. I realize that, but it was it was just it was weird. It was it was weird. I mean, it, it, it's not explained, and there's no reference material within the episode. Yeah, to explain. Like, I mean, does the gnome have some kind of power? No, it does, it does, they don't even really talk about it. Right, I right. Mean, it's just it's there, and all it, you're just sitting. You're left, you're left more scratching your head than you are with anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's the first five episodes. Um, Josh, what did you think? I'll definitely say taking a trip down memory lane. Uh, it definitely looks. I remember it better than it actually being. Yeah, so far, so far, not super impressed. I'll be honest. I'm sure the show is going to pick up. I mean, it has to, right? So, yeah. So overall, so just looking at the first five episodes, what what do you suppose were the uh, your fav- the best and the worst of the fo- of the first five? Well, in your opinion, uh, probably the best of the five. Uh, probably the second episode. Uh, the high five. The high five was was wasn't bad. I mean, it's where they started getting into your morality and actually having a message in your episodes, even a weak as it is. Right. And the um, oh god, the the one with the deaf girl. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, the different drum. Different the, drum. The, yeah. Episode five. Yep. And those are probably the two best. Um, the, I yeah, I would agree with I I def I definitely liked different drum. It had a good it had a good message, and it seemed like it was the most cohesive of of oh, the yeah. bunch. It minus like, the building. Well, minus the building. But yes, uh, it seemed like the, the one that they had actually put the most thought into trying to take, you splice the, the show and try to make it a make it gel. Yeah, and, and have, they, it seemed like they started to kind of feel their footing a little better for yes, the writing. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, worst one. Oh, God. Uh, I know, the, it's tough. The pressing engagement was Oh, awful. yes, yep, that's I it. I mean, there is literally nothing going on in that episode. It, it, was, it was like 15 minutes of filler. 
Oh yeah, there was nothing to I it. I mean, any more filler and it'd be a hot dog on the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, so yeah, so that's been the show. Um, if you have any questions, email us at uh, some email address. I'll put it. I'll put it after the credits or whatever. We haven't quite set up our email accounts or anything yet but uh it's a work in progress it, it is it is absolutely a work in progress but uh once we get our email we'll let you know if you have any uh questions comments uh if you're watching along with us on everything's on netflix so i mean it's all readily available um check us out and uh yeah we'll be back in two weeks with episodes six through ten um yeah, that sounds about right. yeah it sounds about right uh josh any last words it seems like aside from the other themes of superpowered teenagers, the other themes are uh, little hands on Megazords and cake. Yes, there is a definite theme of cake. So we'll be looking forward to more cake, more tiny hands, and more more fortuitous uh, action in uh, upcoming episodes. Take care, guys. This show is a part of the Nerd Overload Podcast Network. Listen to our other shows and much more at nerdoverload.com. Okay. Aye, 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 Go, go, Power Podcast. The Power Rangers are in trouble. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Go, Go, Power Podcast with Sam and Josh. So welcome back for another exciting installment of Go Go Power Podcast. I'm Josh, Gandalf the Grey Ranger. I'm Sam, I'm the Pizza Delivery Ranger. Thank you for coming back, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in to the first couple. We're just about ready to get into the uh, episodes, what is it, 6, six through six ten. through 10 of the first season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But before we do that, we kind of want to run through uh, where you can find our show. If you're listening to this, you probably, well, you probably know us on Facebook, uh, <laughs> you know, you can check the show out on nerdoverload.com. You can also go check it out on our Tumblr, uh, ggpowerpodcast.tumblr.com. I was going to say, if you have any questions or uh, comments or uh, maybe suggestions, you can send it to uh, ggpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, that's right. And uh, if you're subscribed to this in iTunes, go over there, uh, uh, give us a star rating and a review. The more star ratings and reviews we get, the more people... We'll listen to our show because iTunes bumps us up in the ratings based on all those things. So uh, so I think we've stumbled through this opening enough. Uh, let's get into some Power Rangers. What do you say? I say it's morphin time. We heard the voices. If we can hear them, we can touch them. We're going to find out who they really are. Episode 6, Food Fight. Original air date, September 4th, 1993. Now, granted, there might be some issues with these dates, because this is the information we're getting from IMDb on this one. So, Sam, do you want to go ahead and give us the lowdown on the episode? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, well, it's uh, Food Fair Day at the uh, Angel Grove Cafe Gymnatorium, um, where they're saving, they're making money, to, or they're raising money, rather, to um, buy playground equipment. Why high schoolers need playground equipment? Beats the hell out of me. 
you know, they're selling their foods. It's from, you know, all different, like, countries and stuff. Like, they have the American, real, really, just American, Asian, and, and Jamaican food to, so that they... It was Mexican food because there was the guy wearing the sombrero oh, yes, the and the poncho. Yes, the comically oversized sombrero, yes. Unfortunately, um, Bulk Skull and his now two extra cronies in unspeaking roles decide that it's, uh, they want to wreck the, wreck the place by uh, starting a food fight. Uh, of course, you know, everything kind of goes downhill from there. Um, while this is happening, Rita decides to uh, send down a new monster... Uh, essentially a giant pig face with arms and legs and a uh, Spartan helmet that eats everything. Uh, the idea being that the monster will eat everything, everything on the planet within 48 hours. That's pretty insane. Uh, of course, the Power Rangers come in, uh, try to fight them. Unfortunately, they get their weapons eaten, and uh, after a, little discussion, a short discussion, they determine that they can get the monster to throw up all of their weapons and all the food by feeding him something spicy, which they do. One blown-up monster later, and the episode's over. Again, a Zordless episode. Yes, yes. I mean, eventually I think they kind of, you know, they don't don't do many of those often because, you know, come on, get the fight with the giant robots all the time. That's the the pull of the show, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just... Another one of those really cheesy episodes. Yeah. The the principal's getting his wig yeah, knocked Mr. off. Mr. Kathlin. This one seemed very cartoony. And the and the non fight scenes, they see it seemed very, very cartoony. Like sound effects and oh, like yeah. cartoon logic with, you know, bulking getting hit and knocked onto a table and he slides across the table like a cartoon with food dumped on him and with a train sound effect. Oh, the nonetheless. Train yes, that's right, that's right. Another thing I want to point out, this this episode had the monster interact with American actors a lot more often, which, you know, is interesting. Not exactly the best because the American interpretation of the costume was awful. Oh, my God. It was so terrible. It was because you, just between the Japanese and American footage, the Japanese version of it, where it was bigger it was plumper. The mouth didn't just hang open. It, it actually had a little bit of articulation in there. The American costume was just, it looked like a plastic, like pink plastic just draped over some fat dude. It was, oh God, it was awful. And the fact that when the monster came out of the Monster Maker, it had weapons. And yet, there is very little of a fight Never. we actually see between the rangers and the creature. The, yeah. You have the eating of the weapons, and then you have the throwing up the weapons, and then they, the, they do the giant weapon combiner mm-hmm. and blow it up. Yeah, there wasn't, really wasn't a whole lot of fighting in this episode. We get another instance of the making up words, uh, more phenomenal. More, more phenomenal. That's yeah, it. There we yeah, go. that's it. And, and Kimberly said it. To, Ke- to yeah. Billy. That's right, yeah. It's like they're, it's like they're learning Billy speak. Yep, and for the first time, I think we we saw Alpha, you know, be interrupted by Zordon. Alpha, ain't nobody got time for this. But <laughs> I mean, it's this. I know, I understand Power Rangers is cheesy, but man, it, it makes me feel like I would have gotten more substance actually just watching the original Japanese episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just rough. Well, I mean. It, Thing we got to remember though, this show was made for children, so we yeah, gotta, so I we know, gotta I know. Look at it that way. Um, it is, I'll, although I will say, this is probably one of the better ones so far. I did, I did enjoy this one quite a bit. 
What about you? I mean, yeah, it's it's God, it's it's better than the one. Oh, the God. one? Oh, just shoot! I don't remember now. The one we only talked about four minutes on now. Oh, the yeah, the one with the bench pressing. Oh yeah, pressing engagement. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one was. That one oh, was that was. Rough. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but like. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a couple little details here and there that were kind of interesting, like Finster and his um, kind of getting a little bit of a an ego with this monster, even though he said it's it, it's not his best work, and yet the monster succeeded in eating the the ranger's weapons, and so he was kind of like, oh, well, I can kind of treat Rita the way I want, you know, she's calling for me, but I'm just going to hang out back here and giggle about it, yeah. and I'll let her wait. And then, and, and there's some other, like, details, like... Um, like Zack and his, you know, his, you know, you tell how fresh and cool he is. He's got, you know, his his bicolored hat and his uh, Rasta Bear T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I, the Rasta Bear. That was that was an interesting choice. Um, one thing I did kind of notice: the detail work on the main set of monsters is phenomenal compared to the the Monster of the Week costumes, like the Finster. His he was incredibly detailed, and I guess I never never caught that. Well, yeah, he's got his uh, his uh, his artisan apron on. He's got various mm-hmm. little tools and stuff. And I mean, when they when the when when they when they made this made these these costumes in Japan, they're they're very well done. Yeah. And even going through other episodes, other episodes, and other episode or other series of Power Rangers, I I have noticed some costumes are quite detailed. Yeah. You know, yeah. little moving mouths. This thing, a cape there. Uh, this thing there, I mean, they look interesting. They look cool, and that's another thing. I think it's another one of the you know the pulls of the show was we never really had as far when it came to live action shows, especially live action shows for children. Nothing to this kind of a, a scale that maybe you don't notice then, but maybe you can notice now and appreciate now. Right, right. Um, like you know, look at the look at the American set of the of the command center. It's very, very generic. I mean, it you've is got, very sparse. You've yes. got the you've got the 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 black background with the white Christmas lights is kind of twinkling in the background, and the generic control panels of here's the all these little you know these kind of switches, kind of kind of colors, mm-hmm. and the matte painting tube that they that they uh, blast Zordon's face onto. Yeah, know? I mean it's. It's it's really really it's kind of eye opening in a way because it's like man it's it's just really kind of just really I I understand they probably have were really low budget before you know in you know the early nineteen nineties with this sure. but you know I think eventually you know uh, the show does get better and everything and come on they had a theatrical release later on and right that's that's probably the high point of mighty morphin but we'll get to that later oh yeah much much later yeah but i think uh for the most part i think that wraps it up for this episode and so we'll be back with the next one okay power rangers let's do it episode seven big sisters air date september 11th 1993 take it away sam uh in this episode um trini and kimberly are volunteering as a you know, in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program for one day, and they get assigned to one kid for one day, this little hellion named Maria. She is probably the most unfortunate-looking child I have ever seen. Plus, they dubbed her for some reason. I can't explain it, but this little girl has been dubbed by someone clearly over the age of 20. This kid has been pulling pranks, or in this case, prank, just one, but anyway, they decide 
to get her out of the uh, out of Ernie's cafe for one afternoon. So uh, they take her on a uh, picnic. Picnic. That's the word. God, <laughs> I'm I'm tired, folks. Bear with me. While this is happening, Rita decides in her quest to destroy the Power Rangers and take over the Earth, she needs the power of these two eggs that have some indeterminate amount of galactic power within them. Unfortunately, she can't get to them unless she has a child. An innocent child. An innocent child with her. Which, And, and she decides to pick Maria as the child she wants to abduct to get doesn't make any sense because the kid is far from innocent. She's been pulling pranks all day. Or at right? least one that we know of. At least one. Anyway, uh, to aid them with this, they introduce the villainous Chunky Chicken, which I think is the first time they've given like a, a an alliterative name to the monster before it's just been no, a pig they, I, I or... Think, I think they, the other ones had names. I just don't think we really realized. What, okay, well, this is the first were. time they actually came right out. They like made it apparent. They called it the Chunky Chicken. Which we had to go back and check because it sounded like they said choky chicken. They, yeah, it did sound like choky chicken. Uh, anyways, the chicken abducts Maria. Well, actually, the chicken doesn't really abduct Maria. Nope, the, the putty chi- squad does. The putty does. The putty squad does. And you never actually see Maria like get at the eggs. They just cuts to a scene where they say the chicken says, "Oh well, it's, it was a snap to get this little girl to get, get go get me these eggs." So it that wraps up. They have the girl tied up. In, a, in some elaborate death trap, uh, they summoned the Zords, and after a very, very lengthy transformation sequence that took up almost half of the episode, <laughs> they saved the girl, and in one giant slash, uh, wipe out the chicken. The whole thing wraps up at Ernie's um, with a mishap with uh, involving vegetarian chili and Vulcan Skull, who, up until that point, had nothing to do with this episode. They're just there. They were just there. I mean, Bulk was just enjoying his ice cream. He wasn't bothering anybody. You know what? He was taking a day off from being a bully. And what does he get for it? He gets a, a face full of veg- vegetarian chili. What the heck? What? What? All right. So, Josh, what do you think of this episode? Oh, God. Let's see here. There was the the, the, the horrid dubbing of the little girl. Oh, that was, yeah, that was pretty rough. I mean, it was blatant. It wasn't, like, just remotely. I mean, it was blatant. Yeah, they didn't even try to get a, someone who had a voice that sounded remotely like a little girl's. And then, you know... It was, it was bad. And then there's the point where the little girl is hanging from whatever she's hanging from in the sky. They don't actually show what the rope's attached to. Just Chunky Chicken is floating up there in the air with her, with his menacing scissors. Not to mention when they summon, when they initially summon Ch- Chunky Chicken, they decide to play a very sinister rendition of "Old MacDonald Had a Farm." I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, um, this episode is notable for introducing Billy's newest invention, the Rad Bug, a, Volks- a white Volkswagen Beetle with a bunch of crap just glued all over it. I mean, it looked like it had like a like a steam boiler on the back. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, apparently it does zero to three thousand in like a couple seconds. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, you know, cartoon logic. I understand that, but you know, aside from being superheroes, that would that would turn them into mush. Just just going. I mean, you would die. Yeah. Yeah. Although you know, it's kind of funny. This episode also did, I think, attempt to develop their characters just a little tiny bit. They showed this episode showed that Zach likes to eat. He ordered. They made a very uh, the, the a Ernie, Ernie special, the Ernie special, which was cream. like five like 
plates of like ice cream just all mushed together into one. It was like the banana split of the gods. Yes. And Jason's like, you can't eat that. You can't eat that. And Zach's like, like, oh, yes, I can. <laughs> and then and then he's interrupted with, with Kimberly and Trina, like, oh, no, Maria got kidnapped by Rita. We right. have to stop them. Right. But at least at least they tried a little bit of character development. Um, this, yeah. I mean, the, so the, far. Yeah, there's that. Um, they get points for trying. Uh, let's see here. What else was there? There's the, um, there was the rad bug, which is pretty much the highlight of the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the first time we see the uh, the cheerleader tower of the Rangers using their power blasters. Yeah, yeah, the first, probably not the last. Yeah, probably. But, and doing uh, their little their little triforce light attack. Yeah, against uh, against Goldar and and uh, Squat and Babu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, really, not much else to talk about with this episode. I mean, it's still pretty formulaic. Um, which I mean, let's be let's be honest, it's going to be formulaic. Oh yeah. Monster comes, monster does something, rangers fight, monster grows, Zord fight, wrap up at Ernie's. Yep. One thing I have noticed that the acting is all pretty rough, even for the rangers themselves. Oh, yeah. Ernie is acting the hell out of it. <laughs> he really is. Well, I can't remember I can't remember what the guy's name is. It's um, His last name starts with a G. We're going to look it up real quick. Richard Janelle? Richard Janelle, that's it. Yep, that's it. He is he is really you know legitimately acting in these episodes, and unfortunately, I think he passed away a few years ago. Um, uh, wow, they actually have credits for Putty Patrollers. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, the wonders of uh, <laughs> of IMDb. one of them was a girl. Yeah. Uh, he passed away in two thousand eight. It looks like okay, so about five years ago. Wow. Well, yeah, but I mean, he was a he was a pretty big mainstay, and then he, uh, I I think he left show business to open a uh, a taxi service. Uh, it says he's an oh. entrepreneur. Do, 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 do. Go to the trivia. Yeah, I'm um, hold on. Um, overcome his smoking problems and obesity, successfully losing over forty pounds. He yeah. also started Retail Logistics Solutions Incorporated, providing transportation services. Okay, so he started a taxi company, basically. Yeah. Okay, well that's well good on him. You know what? I I've really come to enjoy the uh the Ernie bits. Yeah. I mean, it it's it, it's weird, but it it is it is kind of good. Yeah. Oh wow. One of these putty patrollers was pretty 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 girl. Really? Which one? Uh Bridget Riley. Yeah. Dang. Oh that's, man. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Come to the dark side. We've got hot putties. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> and that and that and that, boys and girls and ladies and gentlemen, it wraps it up for this episode. Yep. And on to the next one. Contact the Power Rangers at once. Episode eight, I I Guy, September fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. Take and, it away. All right, and before I get into the synopsis, I just want to mention that if you're lo- watching these along with us on um, Netflix, you'll notice that we haven't gone in order. That's on Netflix. We're going by air, original air date and not production order because we did, we we had a long discussion about this and we decided that it's because we want to watch them in the order that we originally saw them. Yeah, because I mean, trust me, it was very confusing there for a second. It's like, oh wait, woo, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I I guy, this is a kind of a Billy centric episode where Billy and his young uh, super genius child protege Willie are working on a. Uh, Virtual reality simulator for a junior high science fair. Of course, 
held at the Angel Grove Juice Bar Gymnatorium. As per usual, Bulk and Skull come in and wreck stuff. Um, because it's what they do. Because it's what they do. And despite the the uh, the teens, you know, doing everything they can to not like to prevent fights and prevent things from getting broken up, Willie gets disqualified because he is our scapegoat for the episode. Um, oh, child angst! I know, I know. Uh, Rita uh, re- notices that you know this kid is a super genius and uh, conscribes one of her um, longer-running monsters, Eye Guy, to go down and capture the kid. Apparently, Eye Guy has the ability to absorb smart children and take their intelligence by s- sticking them in some sort of gyroscope thing, swing thing, thing. Uh, so, you know, long story short, I guy flies down, uh, uh, abducts the kid, and the rangers have to go in and save him. And then, you know, fight ensues, yada yada, yeah. monster, robot, fight, death. Yep, pretty much. So, um, right off the bat, I just want to say, when I was a kid, this episode freaked me the heck out. It mm-hmm. was, it was the monster. The weird guy made entirely out of eyes just did not sit right with six-year-old Sam's brain. <laughs> yeah. And going back, I could see why. He was a little unsettling. Oh, yeah, especially since, you know, he breaks apart and then he comes back together. Yeah. And then he's got nipple eye-beam things. Yeah, the nipple eye-beams with mouths. That was that were, that was kind of weird. And, I think Joel uh, Schumacher made a design that fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. Um, This is a pretty standard episode. I mean... You get the, the the wacky sound effects, especially when Billy and Willie are doing their their super special high five. Oh yeah, their 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 secret handshake where they and they the they both wear denim blue overalls. Not just overalls, but they are uh, jorts. Oh they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're short short. They're, 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 <laughs> they're short sh- pants or long shorts. I can't tell which, <laughs> but they're also they're Kevin Smith pants. Yeah, is what they are. Yeah, with suspenders. And then, you know, the little ending flare of it where they grab the, the suspenders and go, and, or the overhaul things and go, wah, wah, again yeah. with the cheesy cartoonish sound effects. Like, yeah. they do everything. Yep. Also, what was with what was up with the really pretty hot girl at the science fair who I, designed the I noticed that the, too. The yeah. fashion tube. Yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. She did not uh, fit the mold of all the other super geniuses that were walking, wandering oh, yeah. around with their because everything like, else was very, very uh, kind of old school, you know, stereotypical nerd mm-hmm. like my glasses and my pocket protector. Yeah, well, like Billy. Yeah, like Billy, <laughs> more phenomenal. Yeah, right. And we again, get, we get that word we get again. That again, that's the second time in the in this batch of episodes so far. And then. Uh, Oh, and of course, uh, Skull takes the one invention, sprays bulk with it, and it makes his pants disappear. Yeah, but leaves his gigundous boxer, boxer shorts. That <laughs> is that is something I want to bring up with this episode. <laughs> there was an overabundance of uh, how do I crotch shots? Crotch shots. I was trying to determine how I would say this on a on a family friendly podcast, but no, there's really no way around it. There was a lot of crotch shot. Like Rita sends the put, the, the putty patrollers down to kidnap. Uh, the kid before um, before I guy even uh, gets a chance to do anything, and they they recycled the same footage of the putties falling down, and by you keep end, getting crotch shot, crotch shot, yeah, crotch shot. By, by the end, it was the same shot three times, just in rapid succession. Just bam, 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 crotch, crotch, crotch. <laughs> 
Oh god! And tell you, like anything else, with those with those those skin tight costumes, it leads nothing to the imagination. Well, luckily it was the American versions of the putties because there there was a little bit of give. Yeah, but those. there was there was the one the one putty that oh. fell down, and it was very much oh uh, yeah. you, 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 junk. You see, <laughs> you see you see full bulge. Yes. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Oh, and then there was a the 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 bulk bulge. Oh, <laughs> oh. we saw bulk bulk. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. Yikes. Um, but all in all, this was a pretty standard episode. It was kind of nice to see Billy get a um, a, uh, a, spy, a spotlight episode. And yeah. And kind of show that, you know, despite not being probably the weakest fighter, he still had, he probably has the most heart of the of the. Group. Oh, yeah. He's definitely got the, the whole heart of the hero thing. Yeah. Granted, you've got the weird part where from the Japanese footage where the Blue Ranger steps in to save a child. Yeah, yeah, they were using a shot of Billy just getting zapped by the eye guy's eye, but uh, the Japanese, yeah, if you look real close, there is a small Japanese girl wearing a, a red and white striped dress that he that the character is clearly like protecting, like steps in front of, and like they're cowering yeah. in fear, and it, it flashes just for a sec. So yeah, uh, go watch this episode and check that out. And then of course, uh, there's the vindication at the end with the science fair judge using Willie's invention and really liking it, and he gets the blue ribbon. Uh, and an apology from the really dickish adult, and it seems like any adult who's not Ernie in this freaking series is a dick. Is, is yeah, is a jerk. Is a jerk. Yes. Giant jerk. You got the principal who's a jerk to the Rangers, even though mm. it's very blatant that the Rangers didn't do anything wrong. And the same thing with this instance, Willie did not do anything. It was just bulk and skull mm-hmm. interfering mm-hmm. with things, and he didn't even interfere with his invention. Yeah, and all of a sudden Willie gets. Disqualified. Lame. Yeah. Lame. Well, we're starting to see a pattern, I think. Oh, yeah. I think well, of course we're going to see patterns. Yep. All right. So, uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, head on to the next episode, shall we? All right. Let's go. Ay, 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 ay. Episode 9, For Whom the Bell Trolls. September 15th, 1993. It is show-and-tell day at Angel Grove High School, <laughs> where everyone in um, some... Nebulous English. I'm assuming it's an English class because the teacher says the next day's topic is question marks. Why do we need them? Oh yeah, which is a riveting, riveting <laughs> uh, uh, lecture. I loved it. Listen to, um, and frankly, a lot of kids these days on the typing things on the internet need to need to know. Oh, they need a lot more than just why do you need question marks? Oh yes. Well, anyways, uh, we get into a little bit of a background of some of the hobbies and things that the other Rangers enjoy. For example, Zach enjoys surfing. Kimberly is a uh, gymnastics fan, which we kind of already knew. Uh, Jason, of course, is martial lo- arts. Loves mar- martial arts, something that we have never seen before because he is a deep and three-dimensional character. <laughs> Billy loves volcano science. His model volcano. His model volcano. And Trini has a massive collection of creepy. Creepy ass dolls. <laughs> uh, her favorite of these dolls is Mr. Tickle Sneezer, a uh, a troll doll that looks surprisingly like a Olsen twin. So you know we get our, we get our framing device with that, and uh, Rita decides, you know what? I never got to play with dolls when I was a kid, so I'm gonna steal this doll and make it do terrible, terrible things. So she, I'm a jerk. Because yes, exactly. So she, so they sneak into Trini's bedroom while she's sleeping, 
bring the troll to life. With a scientific device rather than some kind of magic. Magic, which you, you would think it would be some kind of magic, but no. Um, and they enthrall this doll to go around town collecting things. Because apparently, Mr. Ticklesneezer loves to collect things. So it's just going around town, really not being a bad guy. It's just, you know, say, going, hey, that's kind of neat. You know, I collected a train in my little gla- my magic glass jar. Or, hey, that skyscraper looks awesome. I'm going to collect that. Or maybe that Japanese, the uh, Tokyo Tower looks pretty <laughs> neat. I'm going to suck that up. And, of course, one of the things that they suck up is the minivan that Trini and uh, Billy are Billy driving, are driving in. in. Uh, uh, long story short, they have to. Uh, the other rangers have to go and rescue Billy and Trini, uh, which they do. They they call down the Megazord. Um, the Megazord gets sucked up for about ten seconds and is immediately re-released because they call down the Power Sword, make Mister T- Tickle Sneezer drop the bottle, yep. and they actually thwart uh, Rita and her cronies by threatening to uh, permanently entrap trap them within the jar forever, which. I would have just gone ahead and done anyway. Oh yeah, because you know it would, it would solve at least three more television seasons worth of problems, right? Well, it, or at least one and a half until Lord Zed popped up. Yeah, I, and I don't even remember how he came back. Honestly, <laughs> well, we'll get to it. Yeah, um, the whole thing wraps up with you know Mr. Tickle Sneezer giving back everything, and then this blew my hair back. Would both of ours, in fact. Trini woke up. It was all a dream. This episode was a complete bait and switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was... Thank I'm... you, Stuart St. John. Yeah, right. No relation to, to lead actor, as, as we de- determined after looking it up for like a half hour. <laughs> but no, what'd you think of this episode? I mean, it was... It was uh... Probably one of the better ones. Um, you have a you have a, a a monster they fight that they don't actually technically fight themselves. They were fighting Goldar and the putties yeah, yeah. around Mr. him. Mister Tickle was not a fighter. He he was hiding behind the barrels. Yeah, and you know he wasn't a bad guy. No, you know, he was a doll, be it a very creepy creepy doll mm-hmm. with a very um, American troll doll face. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Uh, oh and by the way. If you want to get into the the craziness that is the Power Rangers costume wardrobe, Trini's pajamas are also yellow, and she has a yellow troll doll keychain. Oh yeah, oh it just keeps going. Yep. yep. But uh, and you know they don't actually you know yeah even though uh, Rita made Missile Tickle Sneezer big and they had to get some of the Megazord to actually combat him, they didn't really combat him. They got sucked up, spit out, and you know what? Hey Rita, get in the, get in the flask, yeah. or uh, you know, and it wasn't that he, he was not a bad guy, and I liked it. I, I I liked it a lot, and you know, and then you have the show and tell thing that was weird, and Trini's room full of creepy dolls. Oh yeah, that was that was a bit weird. Dude, Billy, go get yeah. get out of there. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. No creepy dolls, bro. Well, you know, Billy, he has that Asian fever. <laughs> yeah, but who doesn't? But I mean, it, he's a geek. Who who can blame him? This is true. It's very typical. In a, in a very Otacon Metal Gear kind of way. It's like one of my animes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then you have, well, then you've got, you know, Bulk of Skull are jerks, uh, face full of volcano goo 
on mm. Bulk. And then their show and tell is a flea circus. Right. Which apparently gave their teacher crabs. Yep. Uh, that's what it looked like. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was getting all hot and bothered with those fleas. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, you know what? I'll be honest. This is probably one of my favorite episodes so far because... It was so unconventional. Yeah, I mean, the, it was. The, they didn't fight them. They didn't find the main bad guy. The main bad guy wasn't a clay monster that they bring to life. It um, it had a twist ending, and it helped uh, define some of the characters uh, ever so slightly. Oh yeah, you know, Jason is very still two dimensional. Oh of, yeah. Uh, I do karate. I do karate good. Yeah. <laughs> and when I'm not doing karate, I'm doing more karate. <laughs> so karate seption. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, good episode. I liked the episode a lot, mm-hmm. and the Mario Two twist that was definitely—I think it was needed to try to keep some of the episodes kind of fresh. Yeah, and I definitely look forward to more things like this in the future. Yes, and we'll be right back with another episode. Those were the Power Rangers. Episode ten. Happy birthday, Zach. Air date September sixteenth, nineteen ninety-three. Take it away. Well, as the title would suggest, uh, it's Zach's birthday. The uh, the gang is all setting up for the party. Of course, it's being held at Ernie's Angel Grove Cafe Gymnatorium. <laughs> um, and Zach is actually feeling pretty down because in order to keep the, the party a secret, the rest of his friends are all giving him the cold shoulder. And so, you know, he's out moping around. And uh, Rita decides to wreck his party by creating a knight with a, some sort of magic sword, a I guess. A nasty knight. A nasty knight. In fact, the name was the Nasty Knight. They fight the Nasty Knight. They, their weapons get corroded. They jump into the Megazord. Its weapon gets corroded. They do some weird I-beam laser thing. Energy reversal. Energy reversal. Defeat the monster. And then wrap up um, with Zach's birthday party. All the while, Billy's newest invention, the Keikomatic. Just the Keikomatic. It was just the Keikomatic. I thought it was like the Keikomatic 3000. Nah, just the okay. Keikomatic. Just the Keikomatic. Well, either way, it keeps um, just overflowing with this goopy, not even remotely advertising looking um, cake, mix. cake mix. So, uh, So, yeah, so this episode is the first time. I can remember that Bulk and Skull were not available. They were in it they in were. the very beginning. They, they were. They were. Uh, they were crashing the party uh, decoration Planning. session. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Because remember, because Skull got kind of rapey with. Trini oh, that's right. He did. That's right. That's yep, right. They're there. I they're there. That. Okay. Uh, that just goes they're to show just you not how. There at the end. I just goes to show you how forgettable this episode is, man. <laughs> it's if you want to talk about formulaic. This is absolutely 100% the most formulaic episode of this batch that we have seen. There's no real conflict. There's no tie. The monster doesn't tie in with the... The A and B plots don't mix at all. Oh, no, no, no. This is, this is almost um, a weightlifting episode yeah. level of disconnect. And although this episode, I thought, had one... One glorious moment, and that was the happy birthday song. Oh, yeah. Right at the end. And you know what? Uh, I think I'm going to isolate that and stick that in right here. Solid day is your 
Though we have uh, the, you know, actually the Megazord actually having to like fight, fight. Oh yeah, this is yeah you yeah you mentioned this might be the first time that the Megazord actually kind of got its got its ass kicked. Yeah, I mean they're sitting there fighting and they actually got like knocked over and yeah. the knight is actually you know triumphing over it. It actually feels like a fight rather than here's the Megazord, here's the big Mega Slash. And everyone goes home, yay! Except for Rita, goes, ah, I have a headache. <laughs> All of you are useless. <laughs> but like, you know, the, the fight was the fight was actually cool. You know, it wasn't just boom and done. It was actually an interesting fight. Yeah, it's a shame that they that they wasted such an interesting fight on such a just boring, boring story. Oh yeah, and then the fact that you have. Uh, Rita and her gang uh, isolating Zack in the mountains on his on his emo mope of his uh, walkabout and his walkabout of oh everyone forgot my birthday when yeah. and all of a sudden oh got to morph real quick because we have we we don't have this costume to yeah. to fight with the American actor quick transform into your Japanese footage we don't have the budget to bring over this costume <laughs> this monster costume so but also yeah. we have a flashback when they talk about the nasty night and on another planet they used is actually a fight scene where the original Black Ranger yes is fighting the yeah, night Gushi yeah isn't yeah Night <laughs> of the Mammoth Gushi. Yeah, that's your. That's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, you've seen the first episode yeah. of Zoo Ranger. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. That's that's about it right there. Um, cool fight scene. Just blah in the whole in the whole storyline of the of the episode, which is so depressing because we just come off of such a good episode. Mm-hmm as far as storytelling goes from the American standpoint, do such a blah episode. It's, it's seriously, it is the, it's the weightlifting episode. Yep. Again. Yep. I hate the Power Rangers! Okay, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up here. So uh, before we get to our pleasantries, uh, let's talk real quick, real quick about um, this uh, group of episodes as a whole. Josh, what were your highlights of these episodes? Like, favorite parts of out of the five, I guess. Well, um, I would say I really liked the monster battle in Happy Birthday, Zach. Okay. About the only thing I could say that's good with that episode. Mm-hmm. Come on, you don't even get any, any kind of context with with the the evil minions making the sword. That's They're, true. They explain nothing. Right. Just like in, uh, in Big Sisters, they don't explain anything with these mysterious eggs from the Morphin Masters yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, right. there there seems like there are, there are, there are elements they pull to try to connect it with the Japanese series that they don't we don't get any context with. Right, and it's it's aggravating beyond all. I agree. For whom the 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 bell trolls, you know, with the doll and stuff, mm-hmm. that was a really good episode. You know, I liked the twist. I, the I writing really, was pretty good. I really enjoyed the writing on that. That was that was the first time I think they tried to go a little outside of the box with this power with the power Rangers as a series. Yeah. And the, and, and the first kind of hints that, you know, there's, you know, continuity outside and there's, you know, depth character building is yeah. what I meant. Character building, you know, beyond, Hey, we're a chromatic super team. Let's go punch things. Yeah. 
Um, and you got a, you know, food fight where the monster ad- actually they have the monster interacting with yes. American actors. Yep, I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, even though the the American reproduction or the rental or whatever they they did with it, this looked a lot. Oh. A, really bad compared to the original Japanese well, sure, but, costume. I mean, yeah, the costume was terrible, but at least they, they, the, uh, it interacted. It wasn't, yeah. you know, just straight, you know, here's the Japanese footage, here's the American footage. Unlike um, Happy Birthday, Zach, where they per- they actually had to make it a point to transform before they fought the monster because there was no interaction between the, the monster and, and American actors. There's yeah. none. There's yeah. nothing there. Um, I will say about um, Happy Birthday, Zach, Again, I really enjoyed that birthday song. That was that was the most '90s thing I think I've heard in a while. Happy birthday, baby! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so out of these five episodes, which would you say was the best, and which was would you say was the worst? Um, with this grouping, I would probably say for whom the bell trolls, uh, episode nine was probably the best. Agreed. Of the group, absolutely agreed. The worst. Uh, it's almost like a three-way split. It's I mean, like a Sophie's Choice, right? Yeah, I mean, Happy Birthday, Zach, is as a whole is very little redeemable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's one good part, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. And the I guy, despite your uh, childhood fear of oh, that particular man, monster, just, yeah, yeah, um, was again kind of a lame-ish episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think that one was more trying to maybe connect with their target audience maybe a little bit. I guess. Um, yeah. But even then, when I was a kid and a nerdy kid at that, it's still kind of, especially with the very improbable science fair projects yeah. they have. I mean, come on, the kid basically invented Oculus Rift 20 years before it actually <laughs> came out. Yeah. Like I said, Hector Bertie's act, I would probably say, is the worst. Yep. Yeah. Especially with the the story the story writing and everything with that episode yep. was and if, if you noticed uh, Stuart St John did not write that episode right right no that seemed that seemed just the most slapdash put together oh yeah with, definitely yeah definitely it's it's got the most just kind of just really weak story I mean it's mm-hmm. just lame yep yep I I agree okay one final question here um, taking this group of five as as a whole as one big chunk. How does it compare to the the previous five? Um, is it getting better? Has it stayed about the same? Is it has it taken a dip? What what are your thoughts? I think I think it's kind of it's risen a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not going to say it, it's it's a lot better than the grouping. Right. But it's it's definitely uh, as they're getting um, they're kind of finding their footing with it. Like decide, this is how the show is going. Right. Uh, and especially with bringing on more writers and stuff. I would agree. Uh, it's, yes. it's 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 improving, just not a steep improvement. Right. Yep. It's uh, incremental, but you know what? If we steadily rise like this, eventually the show's going to get good. Oh yeah. It's, and and we know it's going to get good. Oh, of course, or else so, we wouldn't be doing this project right now. Yep. Exactly. So uh, so yeah, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. So uh, Josh, you want to run through um, some of the things some of the places they can find this show and some of the places they can find us? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, this is, of course, part of the Nerd Overload uh, networks. Mm-hmm. You know, go to our website, uh, nerdoverload.com, and uh, find the link there. We're also on iTunes. Be sure to star rate and uh, subscribe to our show. Help 
you know, get us in there. And of course, we have uh, GG uh, Power Podcast at Tumblr and uh, GG Power Podcast at gmail.com. Right. Yep. Um, if send us any questions, comments you have, and uh, if we get enough, we'll do a, a show dedicated to uh, questions and comments. It'll give us a nice break from Power Rangers. <laughs> um, I think that pretty well wraps it up. So from here at um, the Power Podcast Command Center. Aye, aye, aye. This show is a part of the Nerd Overload Podcast Network. Listen to our other shows and much more at nerdoverload.com. Aye, 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 aye. Go, go, Power Podcast. The Power Rangers are in trouble. You're listening to the Go, Go, Power Podcast with Sam and Josh. And welcome to another episode of the Go Go Power Podcast, the podcast where two grown men watch and review episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm Sam, the Bat Ranger. And I'm Josh, the Dwarven Ranger. All right. Before we get into the episodes, let's do the rundown real quick of where you can find us. You can find us at nerdoverload.com or uh, ggpowerpodcast.tumblr.com I swear I'm going to do more with that eventually <laughs> uh, you can email the show at uh, ggpowerpodcast at gmail.com and um, also your cat wants to be on the show so Josh you looking forward to this next uh, batch of episodes today yeah because today we got a, spe- a little slightly sp- uh, different spin on it for today we're doing six episodes instead of five because the next five are the green with evil Green Ranger miniseries, and that's I'm sure that's what everyone's just waiting on right now. Oh, yeah, we got to burn through these before we can get to the good ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in theory, the good ones. All right, so, uh, so without further ado, let's jump right into it, shall we? Don't frown, my fellow clown. We'll get them. We'll get them all. <laughs> all right, starting things off with episode 11. Season 1, called No Clowning Around, original air date, September 17th, 1993. Josh, take it away. All right. So we start off this episode with the Power Rangers at the local Angel Grove Fair slash Circus event, where Zack is sh- uh, showing off his amazing dance skills on a pair of stilts. Of course, in true comedic effect, uh, he falls down, because... That's what he does. Oh, not just falls down. Falls on top of the Red Ranger. Oh, yes. Yeah, so falls on top of Jason. Yes. Or no, Jason catches him, and Jason falls on top of him. And he goes, oh, my big, strong hero, and gives him a big old bro smooch on the... And not even like a cartoon smooch. It was like a weird, creepy... Yeah, like like, like he'd put his head tender. next to his. Yeah. and Like kissed him on the neck, and that's, that's gross. That's not comedy. <laughs> that's not comedy. But gross and, and creepy is... Just beginning in this episode. Oh, yeah. There's more creep to be had than Brokeback Power Rangers. <laughs> but, uh... Ooh, that was bad. <laughs> oh, I don't care. But, uh... So, uh... And taking in the fair and taking in the uh, the sights and the sounds. 
Trini, smells. the smells. I'm sure it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Trini brings her cousin along, Sylvia, along for the the festivities. And of course, Bulk and Skull do make a, their contractual agreement of uh, being jerkwads to the Power Rangers for no apparent reason. Yep. Uh, clown. It seems like the 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 this fair only employs clowns. Because every every uh, employee you seem to see is a clown. Mm-hmm. But here's a M Night Shyamalan twist for you: they're all putty patrollers. Yeah, it's weird. The first time I think the putty patrollers have disguised themselves as humans. Yeah, and then they lose their ability to just go and actually talk. Yeah, and they all sound kind of serial killery. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and uh, their leader is um, Pineapple the Clown, who's also known as. Pine was it pine octopus? Yeah, pine octopus. Yes, <laughs> which is exactly as it sounds—a pineapple octopus combo. Yeah, he was, I've seen enough Japanese anime to know where this is going. Oh, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, and so they go around and they're juggling. Well, pineapple is juggling and tries to get Sylvia to come along and juggle with him, but then Billy jumps in and goes, "No, I'll do it!" In his Weird Billy speak. Yeah, like juggling eggs or something. Yeah, juggling eggs. And, of course, all the eggs fall on Bulk and Skull. Yeah. Uh, and so they go again to go ride rides and stuff. And Sylvia wants to hang out with Pineapple the Clown. But Trini's like, no, we got to stay together. You know, we're, you know, we're doing the buddy system. And not even like she wants to hang out with them. It's like Pineapple the Clown just walks up and says, hey, we're going to be friends now. Come with me and leave your everyone else or... And go come with me to this dark corner. I'll show you a magic trick. Oh, it is, yeah. and I'm I'm not I'm not adding anything to it. This that is as creepy as it sounds. There's, I mean, there there is definite like pedophilic like undertones to oh, yeah. Pineapple the Clown. Oh yeah, they're definitely playing in the don't go with strangers. In and fact, it, that's that's the message of the episode, as it turns out. And it doesn't get much stranger than that. Yeah. So then. Uh, and when we they, should say this is all a ploy by Rita to separate the Power Rangers yeah, from, from everyone else. Yeah. Because the Pine opti- Octopus wants to turn them into cardboard card- cutouts, which is apparently his special power. He throws yeah. this dust and you become a cardboard cutout. Yeah. Which happens to poor Sylvia when she gets taken away from the group by Pineapple the Clown. Yep. And, of course, then... Billy's like, "Hey, I have this really complicated, made-up scientific machine in my garage. You can go. You and Alpha can go use it and somehow save the girl." Yeah. While all of this is happening, um, you know, our heroes fight the putties. They fight Goldar. Not to mention that all the putties have these weird clown neck rings on the entire oh, yeah. time, and they all have like circus equipment, like spinning rings and the like. Yep, and the uh, the music, the fight. I, I enjoyed the fight music behind. It was like the um, the Power Ranger uh, fight style music, but it was you know do 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 do. Yeah, a lot of that with like screaming guitars and stuff in the background. It was pretty great. It's kind of interesting, um, and you know, it just kind of all wraps up the Power Rangers fight and win and all that stuff. I mean, well, it's kind of weird because once the Pine Octopus reveals his true form and everything, mm-hmm. you know. They're they're fighting in the monster and stuff, and then before the, and the monster's not even defeated, mm-hmm. just in the mid fight, Rita's like, "Hey, I want to make her gr- make this monster grow." So she makes the monster grow. 
Well, Rita's not screwing around this episode. Oh, no. No, definitely not. She's like, oh, this is my plan. Oh, it's going to work this time. Like we wasted too much time at the, at the circus. we got to speed this up. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was like, there was literally, they spent too much time on the American half. They're just like, we're just going to throw all this footage at you at once. And just boom, 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 boom. They they form the Megazord. Well, first, the, the Zords themselves fight the monster. Which was nice to see. It was nice. Cause you were the, As separate. Yeah. It's more than just... Uh, Megazord Go. Yeah. Which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I always enjoy it when you have the individual Zords. Yeah. That's just me, though. And, uh, they form the, uh, the Mega Tank, and they use the, uh, no, they don't even form the Mega Tank yet. Uh, the Mastodon uses his Ice Breath for the first time. Yeah, and that was cool to see. And freezes the, uh, the Pineoptopus. Freezes? Okay, wraps it in cellophane, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's because that's pretty much what it looked like. Mm-hmm. Way to keep your vegetables fresh. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and then they form the battle tank, shoot the monster, and then which does damage, I guess. Monster doesn't move. Monster doesn't do anything for the rest of the fight. No. And then they form there and takes it. Yeah, and then they form the uh, then they form the Megazord just to use the uh, the crest lightning laser thing, and they win. And then, of course, Rita gets mad, and it's everyone's fault but hers, and has to come up with a new plan. Right. That's pretty much the episode in the quick and dirty. Yeah. Actually, it's not even really that quick and dirty. That's pretty much exactly how it happened. Yeah, that's like beat by beat. Minus the really awful, uh, awful dialogue. I mean, well, it's bad. Uh, Billy's dialogue was particularly rough in this episode. The, the, yeah. the techno jargon was, was thick. Oh, it was so th- it was so thick. And I could see why... Why, uh, and from interviews and stuff we've we've seen, or as far as me and Sam goes, he gets really frustrated as an actor. Yeah, with David Joss was really kind of, yeah. I mean, I could completely get it because yeah. it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Star Trek makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Spock, Spock would look at Billy's dialogue and go, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, but no, man. this is actually, you know what? I kind of like this episode. I, I enjoyed the um, how they spent more time with the American actors. They didn't jump straight to the Japanese footage. It yeah. was it was kind of interesting to see uh, when they switched to their suits. And I I called it when we were watching this. I said there is no way that the Japanese footage takes place at a circus. I said it's they're going to change location. And sure enough, they did. It actually it looks like the fight with them versus Goldar and the putties was taken from the ep- the same episode that had the Sphinx. Because it was the same kind of amphitheater-looking thing. Yeah. And then um, they fought the pineoctopus? Pineapple octopus monster. Pineapple clown. (laughs) Yes. Um, They fought him, like, in a wooded area. Well, he kind of appeared on the steps, so I'm I'm wondering if maybe they, if him and the Sphinx weren't in the same episode. Or at least they shared, you know... Something, yeah. Filming. I mean, you know, they... In Japan, they felt they filmed these things on the cheap anyway, so they had a set number of what sets. Doctor Who in a in a quarry down in Wales. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and um, it was kind of interesting. This um, this monster monologued a lot. Oh yeah, and he's like, "I am the great part octopus. You can't defeat me. I am so awesome. Look at me. I'm going to use my magic. Oh no, your magic doesn't work on you. But I'm still going. I'm still going to beat you anyway. Ha ha." <laughs> Speedway, speed racer talk. Yeah, well, it, it worked out because he doesn't have a mouth. Yeah, so he can right. say whatever he wanted. Exactly, exactly. But uh, but no, overall, I think this was a good episode. I mean, they they did a little more with the uh, with the Zords, like we said. They mm-hmm. did a little more with the American footage, and 
it had a moral to it. It wasn't just look at these American actors, you know, do some funny stuff and then, you know, punch some monsters. It had a actual moral to it. This, this is right up there with, I think the, uh, the, um, their own drum. Oh, with the, with the deaf girl, with the deaf girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it definitely did have a message, which a lot of the early '90s, mid '90s shows did try to pos- try to put out there was a message. Because I remember all the PSAs. Yeah, but um, another thing uh, was something else in the episode is it's the first time we see Alpha outside of the command yes. center. Yes, yes, because he was actually in Billy's garage lab. Oh, and we should probably mention the uh, the big, huge scientific machine that Billy needed for to, to save Sylvia. Just splash some water on her. Yeah, apparently that's, that's what it is. According to Alpha, oh, she just has a lack of water, and that's why so, she's completely flat and cardboard. So humans minus water equals cardboard cutout. Oh my God! All those target, all those, all those targets are shot at the range. No, they were people <laughs> the entire time. I'm a monster. Oh man. But yeah, um, on the whole, it's not the worst episode ever. But there are definitely some elements that kind of make it. Camp and cheese, but granted, the whole thing is packaged in camp and cheese yeah. and branded that way. Yeah, I mean, definitely not <laughs> on the scale of uh, on the scale of one to ten. It is not pressing engagement. No, <laughs> oh. well, not that's much pretty is. much going to be my that's pretty much going to be my measurement system. That if it's, is, if it's not as old... bad as bench pressing, yeah, we're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, greenhead, why don't you quit fucking that frog and let it? Yeah, you big brain geekoid. <laughs> Episode 12, titled Power Ranger Punks. This is a special one. September 20th, 1993. Go ahead. All right, Power Ranger Punks. This episode was actually really good because a lot of my young memory was remembering this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. And I was like, because this, this particular episode really stuck out with me as a kid. But I'll get into that in a minute. So, Power Ranger Punks. So, Babu, in his want of, I guess, wanting to be a better minion? Well, he wanted he wanted to gain favor with Rita Repulsa yeah. so he can uh, run a smaller Small planet, or planet when yeah, she yeah. conquers the universe. Yeah. But, uh, so he's doing a little bit of science slash alchemy to create this potion... That is going to turn the Rangers into uh, bad versions of themselves. Uh, you know, a, kind of a, a persona switch, uh, making them into bad people, punks, asshole juice. Yeah, asshole juice. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, as Archer would say, phrasing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so we start off with the Rangers engaging in a fun game of volleyball at their local park or whatever. So, yay, another scene not in the school or in the cafeteria gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're playing vo- First, it's Billy uh, Billy and Kim against Zach and uh, Jason. Kind of seems one no, side. No, Trini. Of- Trini. Sorry, yes, Jason and Trini. And, Zach uh, is off to the side, like, doing a... African dance or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh... (laughs) God. (laughs) So they're uh, they're playing volleyball. Obviously, Billy sucks, because he's not the athletic one. He's the science guy. Mm -hmm. And so he switches out to uh, taking some high-quality H2O 
And let, so, so does Kim. Yes. Same time. Yep. Yep. And um, no, no, because there's five of them, and it was two on two. Billy was just sitting out for a minute. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was sitting out for a minute. He was just sitting out. And uh, they're playing volleyball. And then uh, some putty patrollers show up as kind of more of a distractionary thing than anything. It's like, oh, oh, God, putties. And they start fighting as Babu is flying over on Rita's bike. That giant big-wheeled bike? Yeah. It's not even that big. It's not, not quite a, it's not quite a penny farthing, but yeah. it, it definitely looks like one. Yeah. And uh, drips the, the jerk juice. Nice phrasing. Nice. Let's keep, move on. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, into the drinks, which it turns them red for a minute, and then they turn back to clear. And so Putty's defeated. They're like, "Oh man, we're thirsty, so let's drink." And Billy and Kim are the first ones to drink, and they immediately go to bitter beer face and rage out and break all the other glasses of water. So they got roofied. Yeah, they basically got roofied and they got roofied. <laughs> And uh, bangerang, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden they become they're, they're they're very hostile toward the others and uh, kind of storm off, and everyone's like, "Well, must have got too much sun then." So we come to the next day at school, and Zach, Trini, and Jason are hanging out by their lockers, in which we find out Zach has uh, pictures of bikini clad ladies in his locker. Yeah, bikini girls all over the place. Oh yeah. So it's uh, definitely uh, finding your target audience on this one. Uh-huh. And Even uh, more so here in a minute. Yeah. And here comes Billy and Kimberly in a very dr- uh, drastically different wardrobe. Still wearing... Still, still wearing, blue and pink, yeah, but drastically different. You got uh, Kimberly wearing this black leather jacket on top of some pink tight thing. Skin tight, like, bodysuit with, like... A collar. <laughs> with booty shorts. Yeah, it and like a onesie. Uh, it's like a booty short onesie. Yeah, with more kind of see-through legs. Or, well, yeah, sheer. Yeah. But uh, and Billy wearing a jean cut-off vest and uh, a blue bandana and blue and blue shades. Yeah, which so apparently when he's a jerk, his vision problems don't persist. Yeah, right. Um, he's a fake geek guy. Oh, and uh, and they and they come and uh, give them the cold shoulder like. Oh, look at you. You're dorks. Ugh, study geeks. And Billy's bully voice is a very high octave beyond his normal speaking voice. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. And uh, they go over to Bulk and Skull, and all of a sudden, Kim starts hitting on Skull pretty bad. And it gets a bit, uh... It gets hot. It gets a bit steamy. It gets with, hot. With the biting. Yeah. That's, uh... Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a the fan of this one. Collar, the spiked collar on Kim. I helped forgot too. about that part. That helped, too. And uh, yeah. Billy asserting his dominance over, over uh, Bulk, which really worked out for his favor for a minute. Yeah, he, like, beats him up and pees on him. <laughs> no, he, he does not mark his territory. He might as well have. He was pretty much doing that. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, so... So then Rita's like, hey, I want a monster. And Babu's falling along. Hey, Rita, hey, Rita, I made that potion. See how cool I am. Ooh, 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 praise me, praise me. And she's basically not giving the time of day. And Finster creates this monster, the Terror Toad, to kind of further uh, distract from the situation. Mm-hmm. And so that causes Zordon to call everybody to the uh, command center and imprison Kim and Billy in this force field of uh, fluorescent lights. Very uh, very next gen Star Trek on that one. Yeah, 
And so then Zordon discusses about what happened to Kimberly and Billy, which apparently, if he knew, why didn't he say something or why didn't he, yeah, he had, contact he them had sooner? Yeah, he had video of it. I mean, yeah. he showed them the replay. And so it's like, what? What a dick. Yeah. It's like, well, hey, this is interesting. Let's see what happens. Do, do, do. Yeah. And then uh, they play a video of uh, Zordon in the past, thousands of years ago, gathering this basically mandrake yeah, root because it screams mandrake. as soon as you pull it up. Yeah. To and it's that is the antidote to this potion. But it's kind of interesting because the footage is of the White Wizard Barza from Japanese Zoo Ranger fighting who, off putties. Who was the Zordon of that show? Yeah. Who was? Yeah. Who essentially was the Zordon s character? And. Um, but then Terror Toad comes down, and the remaining unaffected rangers have to go fight, in which Zordon requires Alpha, because Zordon's trapped in another dimension or whatever, yeah. to go get this root, which apparently exists in trash bag land. Yeah, trash bag dimension. <laughs> trash bags on everything. This yeah. is this is our this is our uh, our otherworldly set. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's spill proof, and which the putties attack. Alpha and Alpha's like, you know what? I'm basically the Nautilus from, you know, uh, fifty thousand leagues under the sea. Zap, and he wins. What? Yeah. Why isn't he out fighting monsters? Yeah, right. No kidding. No kidding. And uh, they get the uh, the root, the root, and they they're cured. But then we get to the interesting fight with the monster, mm-hmm. Terror Toad, who is able to eat the Rangers. This is the episode that I went to school bawling because I was so upset. You know, first you've got Zack getting getting energy e- eaten, which wasn't... It was, ooh, he turned into an energy ball. It's not that bad. It's not yeah. that bad. But once you get down to where Kimberly is like the only ranger left, mm-hmm. a real tongue comes out of this terror toad, and he physically eats Jason and Billy. And Billy. Yeah. And it's like... It's it was in my in my young mind. I could see why it was so disturbing because they are fe- full on eating, legs kicking. Oh, like yeah. no, it was a great effect. Like it, feed me, Seymour, feed oh, me. Oh, I love the effect in that. That was oh, that was great. Oh yeah, and I mean, it's definitely a monster to be to be afraid of. Like mm-hmm. I could see not being afraid of other monsters when I was a kid because they truly weren't that terrifying. This one, it ate people. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it got stronger as it was eating people. So, yeah. I mean, it was, you know. But then, you know, Kimberly shows up, or Kimberly's there, starts shooting the uh, monster in his little weak point under his neck, mm-hmm. and he spits out the rangers. And it's actually interesting because it's another fight with no Zord. Yeah. I mean, they they defeat, and actually pretty much, it wasn't even defeating with all the weapons. It was Kimberly just pumping this thing full of arrows yeah, until was, it blew up. That was interesting. It was nice, and I, mean, I did like it. It showed a little more... Um, strength of her character because pretty much at this point she's been practically a uh, a Daphne s character. More she's this kind of a background ranger. Yeah, more or less. Not a core fighter like like Billy and or not Billy. Well, kind of Billy, but uh, Jason and Zach mostly mm-hmm. are the ones who do a lot of the fighting. Yeah, and I liked that, and it was nice. Of course, then we have a nice little sh- uh, close up shot of her bow, and it says Zoo Ranger on it. Yeah, but you know we wouldn't have noticed that when we were younger. Oh, of course not. Of course not. But uh, I definitely liked this episode a lot. No, this was a re- this was a really good one. This one was actually kind of s- was solidly put together. I mean, it had a a through line plot from beginning to end. The A and B plots all tied together with the punk stuff and the uh, the toad eating 
and the uh, having having to send Alpha out to to do something while all the other Rangers are preoccupied. I mean, there were some stakes in this episode. I think that um, the writing is definitely getting better. I think this is a good one. I mean, I didn't look. I didn't really pay attention to who wrote this particular episode, but it was definitely a. It was a way more solid episode. It, it absolutely was. Which I tr- I truly enjoyed that. And it's like, finally, something that actually had a story. And of course then, uh, because when punk Kimberly, Kimberly was hitting on Skull, she set up a date on Saturday. Yeah. Well, by the end of the episode, Saturday rolls around, and he comes looking to collect. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, in classic fashion, he gets they get... Uh, rejected and they go to play volleyball against the Rangers for some whatever reason and Bulk and Skull run to the net like lemmings and get caught in a in a foot in a foot wide net. Yeah. I mean Well, you know, cartoon cartoon logic. I know, it's cartoon cartoon. logic and how do they how do their brains even know to breathe? Remember that it's cartoon logic. But yeah, but no, overall this was a this was a solid one. It was a solid episode I mean it was definitely even as even um you know, twenty years later, or yeah, twenty years 20 later. Twenty years. It's it definitely hold it holds up as a as an entertaining story. For this particular episode, anyway, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, and the monster was great. Granted, there was no; it was all Japanese footage. There was no American footage to go along with yeah, this one. But but it worked out really really well, and I really like this episode a lot. And I I really hope we start getting into more things like this right and it'll try to keep the uh the flow going and the attention in the show and you know well i'll tell i'll tell you what helps with the uh with the flow it helps that this episode was taken almost um word for word scene for scene from the japanese the the japanese episode that they pulled this monster from was an episode where the pink and blue rangers became punks and so i mean they they didn't have to work around the footage as much and i think that helped uh, integrate the Japanese and American footage together uh, a little more seamlessly than uh, than most episodes. Yeah, and so you know that means you know, of course the writing and the story actually has perspective and things going on with it. Mm-hmm. But also, and then there's the uh, <laughs> the little the little I must have been a typo in the in the in the thing or whatever. But the fact that Kimberly Punk Kimberly and Punk Billy called Zordon Big Green Geek. Geekoid. Ge- geekoid head. <laughs> Big green geekazoid head. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's a, it, but you know, he's blue. But yeah. But you know what? Whatever. Little little goofs here and there, not a big deal. It's gonna happen. But definitely so far definitely on my top of episodes we watched so far. So far so good. No thanks. I'm not really interested in engaging feminine attention through bodily gyrations. Say what? Billy here doesn't want to dance just to attract girls. <laughs> yeah, well uh uh, to each his own, Billy boy. <laughs> Episode 13, Peace, Love, and Woe. Uh, original air date, September 21st, 1993. Take it away. All right. So, we have our intrepid gang of lovable heroes getting ready for the big social dance. Yeah. Don't know if it's school related or not, but well, it's, it's taking place at the uh, the Jump and Juice and Angel Grove, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Ernie's Ju- place, Juice and Jive, Ernie's place. So it, there's about a fifty fifty chance it's school related. Yeah, because it's weird like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Max from uh, uh, Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah, have we made that comparison yet? I don't because I, I think it's an apt one. Yeah, it does. It is. It does fit. It yeah. does fit. Yeah, 
But uh, anyway, and the gang is trying to uh, well start off with Jason teaching Trini karate, which I already assume she knew martial arts. That is racist. And I'm offended. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Fine. Right. Just because she's Asian. Anyway. And uh, so they're decorating, getting everything ready to go. Uh, Bulk and Skull come in, create a ruckus. Bulk on a skateboard comes flying through there and wrecks a cake. Yeah. Who would have thought? But this time, Ernie gets mad. And kicks Bulk and Skull out because they can't follow the rules and they owe him money for well, that Well, they cake. can't pay for it. Because they got to pay for that cake. Yeah. Which is actually kind of nice to see uh, Ernie taking some initiative against those uh, those horrible delinquents. It's also nice just to see Ernie. He's been missing the last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm glad he's back. I feel a little more normal yeah. and at home now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so Zach is trying to teach Billy, hey, why don't you dance so you can pick up some nice ladies at the social thing? And he's like, Billy's like, well, I don't feel like I shouldn't have to dance to be able to get bully, get women. Well, no, he said it in about five extra minutes because it's all a bunch of Billy, Billy, speak. Billy speak. Yeah. And it was the return of Trini having to translate for Billy, which yeah. they did in the early episodes. Yes, and they, they did that a few times in this episode. Yeah, they did. And uh, But as Billy is leaving, he, by destiny or density runs into a, a very pretty young lady named Marge. She loses a necklace, and she kind of has a cross between scientific billy-speak and almost like Ren Fair <laughs> role-player kind of speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean... No, if you love billy-speak, this is the episode for you. <laughs> and uh, they seem to hit it off, and Billy definitely has an instant attraction, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that would happen with any girl he ran into. Oh, yeah. Love me. Yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they kind of hit it off real well, and they start kind of hanging out and talking and having like a little mini speed day right there at the uh, at a table. Now, while all this is happening, um, Rita. Rita is trying to come up with her next scheme. Interesting twist. She doesn't have a monster made this time. Um, she hires a, a wandering magic priestess named Madame Woe. Who has the ability to control the weather. Yes. And has the wind, all of the elements. She has the power of earth, wind, and fire. There we go. I was wondering who was going to say it. <laughs> Alright, we both made that joke. So. <laughs> Alright. Um, and her amazing sword fingers. Yes. She she looked kind of like um, she looked like a cross between a Kabuki woman and um, Lady Deathstrike from Marvel Comics. Yeah. With, she, uh, with the, with the yeah, the adamantium knife. fingers. Yeah, and she had a, she had a very um, almost like Shinto priestess. Yes, kind that's of look what, to her. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would it would be intentional, of course. And she's got blue hair. Gotta have the blue hair. Gotta have blue hair. <laughs> we do this podcast wearing boxing gloves. That's from two thousand two. Ask your children. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> or ask your parents. Yeah, depending that's on if you're watching. That's yeah. what I meant. All right. Anyway, 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 anyway. and uh, and. Rita tells Madam Woe, hey, a Power Ranger is going to be at the park at exactly 4 o'clock. I need you to kidnap that Power Ranger and put him in another dimension. Well, turns out Marge gets there before Billy right at 4 o'clock. And Madam Woe just happens to go, yoink, and thinks she has a Power Ranger. But then Rita starts yelling, yelling. well, granted, Madam Woe can't, yell, can't hear her because 
Rita's yelling on the moon. Yeah. And is mad about, I told you to get a Power Ranger. Well, obviously, Madame Woe has never met a Power Ranger, so she's not going to know who they look like when they're not in their freaking yeah, uniform. Exactly. And uh, so we have another episode outside the first episode, or what's no second episode, where the Rangers are thrust into another dimension. Mm-hmm. At least this one doesn't look like trash bags. Yes, this one doesn't look like trash bags, but it definitely has that smoky, spooky forest vibe that the mm-hmm. other one had. Yes, yeah, it's probably the same a, set. Very, uh, very Star Trek season three original series. A lot of black <laughs> backgrounds with very sparse like props here and there, and smoke. Yes, Rem- smoke, smoke, and fake trees. Yeah, it reminds me of um, which one is it? Um, Methuselah Yo, episode where yeah. they go to they go to Flint's castle, and it's just like a big black background with like just stuff. <laughs> yeah, but uh. That's for another podcast. Yes. But uh, Madame Moe is actually really in, a really interesting character. I mean, she seems to have a lot going on with her. And she has a lot of abilities. And she's in, the Rangers find out that she, that uh, Marge has been kidnapped. And they find Madame Woe. And, of course, Zordon tells them, the only way you can beat Madame Woe is by combining all your powers. Into, or, one, or into your, one person. Into one person. You're combining all your power coins. So they immediately get down to the planet and forget... Completely forget about that. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, we can't beat her. Why can't we beat her? We don't know how. Zordon literally just told you. Yeah. Are you not paying attention? Yeah. I mean, it's like, really? It's like, why does the big blue head even start talking? Yeah. Um, don't you mean green? Yes. Blue, green. Gotta have the blue head. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... And, of course, you were looking and found out that Madame Woe's voice... Yeah, she was voiced by uh, Alex Bornstein. Uh, most people would know her uh, today as uh, Lois Griffin from Family Guy. She was also uh, on Mad TV, done a bunch of different things there. Where and she had played, most notably, um, uh, Miss Swan. Miss Swan, which this character, Madame Woe, is like a toned... Her voice is like a very toned-down version of Miss Swan. He looked like a Power Ranger. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, I like this monster. This monster actually was fight was fighting really well. Yeah. And literally kicking the crap well, out of the Well, you know what? Madame Wu almost seems like a contemporary to Rita Repulsa instead yeah. of a, a, a minion. Yeah. Like I someone mean, that like could have been an equal. Like a like a ringer. She called yeah. in a ringer essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like a you know it's. You know, Doctor Doom calling in the Sinister Six or something like that. Right. But, um, I mean, it was definitely a, uh, a decent fight. You know, she's got her, her weather control powers, which she mostly just blew wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she blew wind and then it exploded. Yes. <laughs> and then it exploded. Yeah. And, uh, you know, her sword fingers, obviously. And then the crazy stuff she was doing with her, her blue hair dr- braids with the... Almost mm-hmm. seemed like they have like ninja knives there. Like, Kinda at the yeah. end, yeah. Uh, um, and she was like wrapping around, swinging around. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was a really decent fight. Was it at one point she like lifted Billy up with her hair and electrocuted her hair up to him? Yes, yeah, something like it. And he was really just getting his ass kicked. Oh yeah, this was yeah. If you like Billy speak and watching the Blue Ranger get his ass kicked for like ten minutes, this is it. And, of course, you know, when they finally realize, oh, we have to combine our power coins, and that's how they, at least there was enough to get Billy out of the, um, out of this other dimension to fight in the real world, which mm-hmm. would later on free them all. 
Yeah. Again, a Zordless fight. Yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, it's definitely um, kind of a departure from the from the normal pattern, which is which is nice because it keeps it from getting stale. Yeah. Um, and then, oh god, the horrible, horrible. Um, whoever the stunt actor who plays the Black Ranger. Oh, in this episode. Yes. Yeah. He. Was for so the American sh- footage. For the American footage. Was so short. Well, he's about a head and, foot sh- uh, a head and shoulders shorter than most of the other Rangers, including the Yellow Ranger. And the actors playing Marge. I yeah. mean, he was... Oh, he was tiny. Oh, little I was guy. like, wow! Yeah, little guy. Um, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming he probably had all his fingers. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, it was Sorry, a decent... Sorry, Walter Jones. <laughs> Whoops. But then you know it, it was just a decent fight, and it was a, a Billy a Billy centric episode, which mm-hmm. hopefully you know Jason gets one, even though he's a very two dimensional character. Maybe yeah. it'll be about karate. Yeah, probably. But uh, and then they combine their power weapons and you know blew the monster up, mm-hmm. and well the whole thing wraps up back at Ernie's place where they have their their super dance, and uh, Bulk and Skull try to sneak in wearing really bad disguises, bad disguises including. Uh, you know those joke glasses and, and nose combo the Mar- things? The Marx Brothers glasses. The Marx glasses. Brothers, but Bolt had a Hitler mustache, <laughs> which was, was fascinating. That? Although Actually, he was dressed like a woman, but had a Hitler mustache. Yeah, it was very, it was like, I was sitting there, I was thinking, I was like, okay, if you're going to pull the babushka look with the, uh, with, with the, head, with the headscarf on, mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't wear the, the fake nose with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, wraps up, hilarity ensues the end. Exactly. So this was another pretty solid one. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. They played a lot with the with the Japanese footage because mm-hmm. there was no, there was literally no interaction between said monster, Madame Wo, and American actors at all. Uh, well, no, I guess not really. No, because... there wasn't because the only time you really saw you saw Marge was against this one part that didn't even quite look like all the rest of the set. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, all you heard was talking. She didn't really interact with... But it's it's better than most than a lot of the episodes where there's just no connection between the American and Japanese footage. No. Um, so at least they tried. These kind of, kind of put some uh, continuity yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, fights, the, the fight was pretty good. Um, story was a little lacking. A little lacking. It, it, it seemed a little formulaic. You know, oh, Billy can't get a girl, but he meets the girl that is just like him. Exactly. Exactly. It's been, it's been done on on um, uh, kids sitcoms. Oh yeah, teenage sitcoms. Oh yeah. I mean, to, you know, back to back. You know, I think I think Screech eventually found a, a girl that was. Oh, Violet. Yeah, yeah she was just like him. Tori Spelling. Yeah. Yeah, in like three episodes, three or four. And episodes. you know, and Sheldon has Amy Farrah Fowler, which yeah. is exactly like him. Exactly like him. Yep. But, so I mean, it happens. It happens, and you know, there's the whole point at the end. It's like, oh, especially you know, I met the Power Rangers and. The blue one was especially gallant, and she knew. Yeah. Oh, she had Marge to. Had, Marge had to know. Had to. Yeah. But uh, I mean, all in all, decent episode. It feels like we're we're in a good. Um, we're hitting the, the the show's starting to. Hit we're hitting a, a sweet a spot bit. here. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. But uh, we'll come back with a with a another a bit here in a second. Oh look, Kimberly's flying the plane. Episode 14, titled Foul Play in the Sky, September 22nd, 1993. 
It's all yours. All right. So we have a uh, a Kimberly centered episode on this one, where she decide or her and her uncle Steve, who is also a writer for uh, other works for Saban and we, other Power Ranger series, as we yeah came we, to read. we looked this up. Yeah, writer of um, for most of the Power Ranger series and also the entirety of the RoboCop cartoon. So you know, fun which fact I remember, there. which I remember hearing of, but I never actually watched. Oh yeah, no, I've. I've watched maybe half an episode on YouTube. It's not not good. Anyway. And uh, before takeoff, Squat comes down. Did we mention that they're going to, that she's a he's a pilot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, sorry. He's a pilot. He's a pilot, and he's going to take uh, Kimberly up for a flight. Yep, in his, uh, his single-engine aircraft. Yes. Anyway, so uh, Squat comes down and pours Mountain Dew in his... Uh, in his cola can. Essentially. Essentially. Which looked a lot like a Bud Light can. A lot like a Bud Light can. Yeah. The blue. Yeah. It kind of did, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he pours uh, pours the this potion concoction in his in his soda can, and uh, the whole plan is the uh, he's going to fall asleep, and the plane's going to crash, and Rita's going to be down one less Power Ranger. So as they're sitting there uh, getting ready for takeoff, Bulk and Skull are plane watching, apparently as a hobby, mm-hmm. and see Kimberly and get all kinds of excited. Hey, even though we're not really nice to this girl, we know her. And they run up like crazy fanboys. Kimberly, 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 let's go ride in the plane. Doo-doo-doo. And uh, Uncle Steve, unbeknownst that these guys are jerks, goes, hey, Kimberly, we can have room with your friends. And the whole family goes up in the plane together. Yep. Of course, flying around and... Uh, over the mountains and stuff, seeing the park. And apparently the uh, the rec center is not connected to the school whatsoever. Yes, definitive proof that the rec center is a separate building than the than the, the Angelbrook Grove High School. So yeah. that mystery solved. Yep. Myth busted. <laughs> Bam. And uh, as they're flying over the mountains, Kimberly reminisces of the first time that the group got together as Power Rangers. Yeah. And burned up a good couple minutes of the episode with a flashback. With a flashback from the first episode. We're what twelve episodes in? Twelve. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen episodes in, and <laughs> yeah, already, already having, burning time with a with a flashback. The best of yeah. And so, as they're flying around, Steve begins to not feel so well, and passes out. But being the take charge girl she she is. Kimberly grabs the hold of the yoke of the aircraft and... Uh, with the help of Alpha. With the help of, of Alpha. Yeah. Yes. Steve passes out and they go into the slowest, the longest death spiral <laughs> ever. It's like a 15 minute, you know, we're going down in a very gradual manner. <laughs> we're only moderately in danger. Yeah. We could have probably landed it with this. Yeah, right. But, uh, but using this as a distraction... Rita sends down the Snizzard. Yes. Half snake, half, half lizard man. Half snake, half other snakes. <laughs> yes. Essentially, he is, a, he is a snake made out of snakes. Yes, he is a snake man. Yes. Um, you know, everyone fights him. The, the Snizzard has uh, some kind of bow thing that he... Launches other snakes other with. Other snakes with. He also has snake tonsils. Tonsil snakes. Tonsil snakes. Which he even calls them tonsil snakes. Yes. As as an attack, yeah. but uh, long story short, 
Kimberly lands the plane, joins the group, and uh, arrows the crap out of the snizzard. Oh, yeah. It definitely turns into an archery fight. Yeah. And he has this magic apple thing on top of his head, which they don't even explain what it does, really, other than it saps energy? Yeah. I don't know. It was... It's one of those vague things that they probably went into a lot more detail in the original material. Yeah. But uh, really really glossed over it on this it, one. Well, there was there we're back we're right back to the disconnect between the American and Japanese yeah. footage. There's no there's no there's no cross between the two. No, there really I mean, there's no connecting points Although really. we did get a look at Babu's or Squat's um American costume because he had yeah. to, he had to dr- yeah. punch, drop the stuff in. And I mean it looked okay. Yeah, it, it didn't But it beyond didn't look that there's no that the AMB plots make no yeah, there's no there's no real connection. However, um, I was looking on IMDb. Apparently, the the script for this episode changed. The original script involved Kimberly taking a bite out of a poisoned apple, like Snow White, and passing out, which would work a lot better with the snake with the apple on its head. Yeah. In fact, there are some scenes in the command center that allude to Kimberly being passed out. For example, um. In the command center, Zack is seen kneeling on the floor next to a Kimberly that we don't see. Like when they all get teleported in and Zack's like kneeling down with everyone, he's originally kneeling next to a passed out Kimberly, apparently. And I was looking for this. I didn't quite see it, but I guess there's a scene that that cuts between Alpha and the viewing globe where you see in the background Kimberly passed out on the floor. And right before they all go to fight the Snizzard, Trini says, Alpha, take care of Kimberly. She points to the floor as she says it, and then they all teleport out. Okay. So, and I guess that was close to the original um, story. The original story that the Pink Ranger ate an apple and passed out. Why didn't they just didn't do that? I don't understand. There's there's no reason for this, it. This stupid plane thing make no sense. There's no sense. Well, they must they they had a one day rental for a plane. They wanted to get out get out and about. I don't know, but yeah, it, see that story would have. Meshed a lot better with the yeah with the uh, other footage. Of course, I feel like they didn't even really fly a plane, like you know, other than the stock footage of that plane flying around itself. But all the other stuff, it looked like very much. Um, it could have been just oh, they were in the, a soundstage. Yeah, the, oh, they the, were the absolutely plane, in a soundstage. They they shot the plane the the inside of the plane while it was sitting on the ground. Absolutely, and there are probably people on the outside shape rocking it back and forth. I think it was more of a camera tilt, like the old Star Trek. Oh, trip. yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's true. I yeah, mean, I, 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 was, I was looking for that stuff. At one point, I was, it very much looked like they were just tilting the camera. Oh, okay, okay. And, um... But it was yeah. just... Uh, just, a, just a poor episode. It was. Just poorly it, executed, it, poorly thought out. Yeah, I mean, you had, a, you had an interesting monster that you really did nothing with. The monster, by the way, also our second... Future celebrity cameo, Brian Cranston, Mr. Breaking Bad himself, Malcolm in the Middle's dad, Mr. Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> was the voice of the snizzard. <laughs> I was really hoping Billy would land the final blow so I could yell, science, bitch. <laughs> uh, well, that joke's going to have to cook for another time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> just... God damn it. I know, just bad jokes all around. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, it was just—it's another poor episode. It's a shame because this because this could have been good. It could have been, but, you know, that that original story is a lot better. Yeah. But then, um, of course, then we also have the first appearance 
and you know, and se- sequence later appearances of Angela, Angela, Zach's uh, only love interest in the show. And uh, although I always thought that he and Trini, when I was a kid, I always thought he and Trini were kind of a thing. A thing. Yeah, I think you. I think we've we've discussed that before. Yeah, that it was that it was um, Kimberly and Jason until Tommy shows up, and then. Um, Billy was the odd man out. Yeah, that would have been great though, because you could have had like that, 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 the love triangle thing. Yeah, that rivalry between Tommy and Jason. Yeah, I would because that. Although, you know what? There may it may be there. Yeah, I don't I remember just, a whole lot of it. They it yeah. may be there. I mean, it's nothing they really really discuss. But again, you know, like we've we've mentioned time and time again, Jason is a very two dimensional character and has really oh, yeah. nothing going for him. Yeah, although although he. Did you notice that he uh, was teasing Kimberly there at the end? Yes. Suppose he and Zach yes. putting on the the the, the uh, effeminate voices. Yes, because they were because there was some nameless guy hitting on Kimberly and being like <laughs> some generic oh, it was 90s so, man. Yeah, <laughs> 90s man <laughs> being so like, oh man, it's incredible that you landed that plane and oh, I'm hitting on you and Kimberly's like, oh yeah, tell me more about it. And that's essentially that's what Jason and yeah. Zach are doing. Yeah, Jason showing showing just a modicum of personality by going, oh, look at me. Look at this. Oh, oh tell me more. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, but it was no, good. But it, it was, was it showed that Jason has an actual personality outside of, hey, here's karate. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good. I mean, that yeah. that part was that part was funny. But it's just such a waste of oh, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. In the in this uh, in this episode, and of course, you were saying as we were watching it, you were saying in an interview with uh, Brian Cranston that they were bringing on actors to do these dubbing voiceover yeah, parts. I, I'll have to link the uh, the interview in our show notes or whatever. But I but I swear, it was like he was doing an interview talking about his early days, and he would talked about um, doing voices in Power Rangers. It might have actually been a uh, one of those inside the actor studios. Okay, with with James Lumpton uh, or some, or something to that effect. Yeah. Where he said, you know, they bring in, you know, barely working actors, you know, early, <laughs> like young, young, you know, just starting out, and they pay him like fifty dollars a day. And he said, like, he would just go in and do a chunk of them. I think he said he he um, did voices. For, I think he did like ended up doing two monster voices through the run of Mighty Morphin. And I think he said he worked like three days. So he made, he made like one hundred and fifty bucks just by sit, standing in a soundproof booth going. Here come! Oh no, Power Rangers! Here comes my snake arrows, snake er, tonsil snakes, tonsil ah. snakes, tonsil snakes! Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! Because he was he was very animate in his fight there. He was, where he was making a lot of noise. I mean, He's like, you if you didn't know it was Brian Cranston, you wouldn't be able. To oh think no, of his voice. no! Not, un- unlike uh, uh, Alex Bornstein from the last episode. Yeah, um, you really can't. Tell unless you're looking for it. But. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably a little bit of manipulation with his voice there to make him sound more monstrous. More than likely, yeah. Uh, kind of like that sometimes what they do with Rita and her echoing. Yeah, a little bit. But anyway, um, long story short, this is a um, just a poor episode. It was. It was I mean, uh, I'm predicting that this may be the weakest of the bunch. Of, now of we have this, a lot. We have still, we have two more to go, but this may be the weakest of the of bunch. our of our of our grouping so far. Yes, yeah. but. We'll come back in a couple minutes. Uh, sit tight. I can't wait for you guys to meet my Uncle Howard, the famous scientist. He's just invented a new secret formula. Isn't he also a world-famous champion martial artist? How'd you know that? The guy's a living legend. <laughs> wow. A karate scientist? That's what I call an inspiration. Episode 15, titled... 
The Dark Warrior. Air date September 28th, 1993. Uh, you want to hit us with a synopsis again? All right. So, The Dark Warrior. Bum, bum, bum. Stars uh, Trini and her apparently famous scientist karate uncle, Howard. Karate scientist uncle. Karate scientist uncle Howard. Uh, Howard. Howard. Pulling away in his uh, his lab that looks oddly enough like Billy's garage lab. Yeah, like an oddly lit version of Billy's garage lab because it was. It really was. <laughs> uh, making a apparent invisibility formula. Yeah, because you know when you have a lab that fancy, you're getting all kinds of government contracts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rita wants the invisibility potion. So Howard goes to visit with Trini and at the uh, Juice and uh, Juice and Jim Juice and Jim's uh, rec center, <laughs> carrying the uh, invisibility potion in a fruit jar <laughs> inside his inside his sweater. Yeah, so inconspicuous. Yeah. Oh God, it was it was, was hard to watch. Pretty rough. Yeah. But uh, Billy's having a hard time with uh, self-esteem, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's uh, watching Jason uh, teach a karate class. And going, you know, that's what I need to do. I need to, I need to be assertive and take karate again. Again, yes. They make sure and point out, take karate again. And yes. we'll get to this after we get through the synopsis. And uh, Goldar, Squat, and Babu are tearing through the lab looking for the potion... Mm-hmm. They think they have the potion, but then it turns to be, it turns out to be the wrong one. Right. So, in trying to kidnap the scientist, Rita brings out a new monster, the Dark Warrior, who pretty much looks like an armored putty with a green scarf. Yeah, with an ascot. <laughs> Who's very ninja-tastic, turns mm-hmm. out to be. Anyway, Howard <laughs> loses his potion on Ernie's counter... Ernie can't picks it up going, I don't know what this is. This is some random thing. I'm just going to move around a lot. Yeah. And so this dark warrior attaches uh, Uncle Howard to a bomb of very comical cartoon TNT crates. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, rangers find him, un- uh, disfu- disfu- defuse the bomb. And they defuse it uh, not in costume. They yes. find them as kids. Yes, they as find the kids. Yes, they find them as as themselves as themselves. And uh, How- Howard is free, and he goes and runs away. And then it's morphin' time. And then they fight. Uh, they fight the Dark Warrior for they fight, a minute, and they fight, and they fight, they fight, they and fight. Then he gets big, fight. and they fight. Yeah, I mean, there isn't really anything too special to this one. No, other than he had very ninja style weapons. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was very, uh, very quick transformation sequence, very quick death yeah. of said monsters. And then we end up back at the uh, at the rec center as Billy taking his yellow belt test. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing to, uh, to point out is the costumes they're wearing are the exact same costumes yes. they wore. In the first episode, I yes. was going to mention this. I was and, leading you to it. Yep, and that is because... Um, in the first episode, when Jason was teaching his karate class and Billy was in it and he was just failing at it miserably, that scene was actually cut out of this episode. 
and insert it into the first episode as an introduction to the characters. Um, so that's why in this episode they're wearing carbon copy identical costumes, clothing that they wore in the first episode. Including Bulk and Skull. With, with their gi and bowler hat with jean jacket yes. vest. Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode, I mean, there was nothing really wrong with it. it. There was really nothing... There was nothing glaringly bad. It just wasn't... For me, anyway. It just... It was bland. Yeah, I mean, there was like... There was no meat or flavor to this episode at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had the... The, the hook of the invisibility potion, which honestly doesn't really go. It doesn't anywhere. It doesn't do anything to the plot. No, it, I mean, it's, all it does is set up set up an end where uh, Bulk and Skull get beat up by an invisible Uncle Howard. Which I'll have to hand it to Jason Narvi and um, God, I can't remember who does who's who plays Bulk um, and Paul Schreer. Um, they were actually putting in some acting into this one because it's 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 very difficult to believably pretend to be acting against an invisible an invi- someone who's not there yeah acting against the wind essentially yeah and that's difficult to do and they they pulled it off i mean i've noticed that bulk and skull i mean for for their cartoonish over the topness i mean they have some a little bit of acting chops they've well, gotten yeah. be- they've gotten better i think i mean well i was going to say you know of of acting ability, mm-hmm. it seems them and the guy who plays uh, Ernie. Yeah, um, Janelle. Yeah. Richard Janelle. Honestly, have the most substance to their characters. Well, substance to their characters, but I mean, just as just as actors, they, yeah. you know, they're, they, they are acting as if they're not in a children's television program. Well. They're, let me, Okay. They're they're attempting to put more prowess behind them. They're not just phoning it in. Yeah. It would be very easy for any non-main actor on a children's television program to just phone in their parts. Yes. But these guys, they're consistently... They're, they're knocking out of the park. Yeah. Okay, snap decision. Of the Power Rangers, of the five cast, who's the best actor of the bunch? The best actor of them? Yep. Uh, I'm talking dialogue. I'm, ta- I'm I'm not talking fight scenes well, particularly yeah. because that would go to Jason because he's a stunt actor. Yeah, um, but I'm talking I'm talking you know stage direction dialogue. Probably maybe Trini. I was actually going to say Trini as well. I mean, because you know, I mean, Jason or uh, the guy uh, uh, Walter Austin's, Jones. Yeah, he he has some he has some moments. He has moments. Yes, where he does. Um, it's okay, puppy. <laughs> right. Apologize for that. Sorry, uh, my dogs are getting antsy. But uh, he has his moments. But there are sometimes where he, he almost like, like he has no effort. Like especially part, t- pay attention. Like during the, well, you see, that's the exact thing I was saying. He's walking through it. Yeah, he's walking through it. And you know where he's talking about like when he when they do they they do the rehab the the morphing sequence where mm. he's he's very much has no enthusiasm behind his um yeah that's it's, it. It's, Mastodon. For 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 being the most enthusiastic member of the team, he at times has no. There's no life behind it. No. And I mean, Austin St. John, I can't rag on him too much because he's a stunt actor. Yeah, he's, he's not he's, really an actor. 
actor. I mean, he was he's, no, he he's, was hired for his for his martial uh, arts, martial arts, not for his acting ability. But I think, at least in these early episodes, now we'll see like, as as the series progresses and they get better at their role. But I, I do. I think Trini is probably the best. She has the best delivery. She has the best. Um, she's the most believable of the bunch, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, she has. She, she does have. Uh, her character has some animation to it. A little bit. Which is what I, I like about Bulk and Skull she characters. She has animation, but it's not cartoonishly over the top. Yeah. But on, with Bulk and Skull, they have to be cartoonishly over the top. Because, because they're the comic relief. Yeah, they're the comic relief characters. Well, sure, and I don't fault them at all for that. No. No, no, no. Not at all. I mean, they're they're doing exactly their job. Yeah. I mean, those are the characters that were put in there to make you laugh as a kid. Yeah. And as actors, they are the most, the most animated. The and most... I mean, and I mean, with their acting skill... Um, there's something to be said that they, they're they the only constants throughout every season of Power Rangers. Well, like I said before, I don't think I don't know if they're in every season. They they lasted longer than any single cast member on the show. And Paul Schreer lasted, had the longest run yeah. of both of consecutive episodes and um, series. Yeah. And, and Jason Narvey became a director. Yeah. And the fact that they, they, are, they are the only... The only secondary characters that appear in the theatrical release of the movie. That's right. That's very true. Um, I mean, obviously you have Alpha and Zordon, but they have to be there. They're 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 part. And of even it. Zordon's a different person. Yeah. And um, but as far as the other characters, you know, they don't. There's no reference to Ernie or anything like that. There's no other characters. Right. They are the only ones there, and right. they're actually in the movie. Like, not they're not just one shots. They're through the movie. They're in the movie. Right. Um, and you know this this little side John goes to show you how completely forgettable this episode is because yeah we we have we really have nothing to talk about with this one yeah there's, I mean literally I mean stuff it's, happens and that's it there's really nothing there's no meat on these bones yeah other than the fact that Trini refers to, keeps referring to her uncle as the the famous scientist like you know yeah I understand she's trying to make Billy feel better mm-hmm. about it's like oh well you know but then he's like but he's also the the famous karate scientist. Yes, yes. And which really confused me because now granted this is probably writing uh, versus anything but Howard refers to uh, uh, Billy as Billy-san. Yeah. And it's like, okay. They're making jokes. I know, it's like he's Japanese? Maybe. But but she's supposed to be Thai. Is she, She's either Thai or Chinese. She's, I think she's Thai in real life. I think she, well, yeah, she, she was. She yeah. was Time in real life. Okay. Oh, yeah, she was, but, um, but uh, you know, but sh- her character does Tai Chi. V- Vietnamese. She v- Vietnamese. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Apologize. Yeah. But it's, they're very much not Japanese people. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel, again, this is a victim of, of you know, early 90s um, cultural unawareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's not their fault. That's what's no. written in the script, and that's what they do. Right. But again, uh, not a very good episode. No substance. The plots don't really mesh well together at all. Yeah. I mean, it's very slapdash. But and that's pretty much what we've got to say that's about it. But it. we've got it. We've got one more. Yeah. And then we're done. Like what happened? The uh, generator experienced diathermic overload. What? We've undergone spatial personality displacement. Will you please like speak English? My brain's in your body, and yours is in mine. What? And to wrap up this evening, we have episode 16, Switching Places, original air date, October 4th, 
1993. So in this one, we have uh, Kimberly hanging out with Billy in his garage lab. Uh, Billy basically built this new machine where he's talking about how he discovered a way to read people's minds. And so you have to be um, strapped in this machine, which is really horrible looking. Yeah, that's just black plywood with a, with a body cut out. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was like straight out of a hole in the wall. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, of course, at the very start of the episode, we have uh, Squat in the, the, in the dead of night messing with the, with the, uh, the wiring on the said machine. Mm-hmm. Talking about how it's going to fry uh, Billy's brain yeah. and uh, another ranger out of commission. Which is kind of uh, very progressive for Squat in this uh, being a... Uh, well, it was like, I think it's kind of like with how um, Babu took it upon himself to make that... Um, potion. Potion. Yeah. I think it's Squat, you know, in his own way trying to garner favor with Rita. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, Billy and Kimberly step into the machine, which the, uh, the Kimberly side is cut exactly for her. Yeah. Which is oddly creepy for, for Billy. Yeah. And, uh, they, he flips the switch and they pull a Freaky Friday and end up in each other's bodies. And then the next day at school, you have the hilarity of, uh, Billy being in Kimberly's, Kimberly's body, not knowing how to put on makeup, apparently like a a poor mentally challenged person. Oh, it was, yeah. I mean, I mean, hell, it was it was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. I I mean, mean, I'm pretty sure Heath Ledger had a better makeup job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and somehow his bad eyesight transfers to uh, to Kimberly as well, mm-hmm. much like Rogue taking on Wolverine's claws. <laughs> In the animated series instead of his healing power. Mm-hmm. But, uh... And basically, it's just a lot of... Just kind of... It's Freaky Friday. It's Freaky Friday with very stupid situational comedy. Uh, Billy trying to make a cheese souffle in home ec class in Kimberly's body. And Billy... In, or Kimberly and Billy's body doing computers. Yeah, and tutoring some kid or whatever. And yeah. somehow explodes the monitor. I mean, it's this episode's not very good. Well, all the while we have um, the villain of the week is or the day is the um, the genie, the genie from looks, from Canine Five in the Wolf's Head Galaxy. Yeah, which we looked up is not tied into the uh, dog police chief from uh, SPD from later on in the series run. Yeah. But uh, we had, we did have a moment with it. We thought, yeah, we thought about it. Definitely. I mean, he did look very. He was very Anubis esque. Yes. Um, there's really nothing really to talk about with the with the fights because there were no fights. It was they would the team would teleport down to a section, and Goldar would take a swipe at him, and then they would teleport to another area, and you wouldn't even see the the genie like attack them. The genie would just show up, and it would cut back to. Um, um, Zordon, Zordon and Alpha Five, and they're just jabbering on about whatever. They have the genie, the genie's lamp, and they can't figure out what's controlling the genie. Well, no shit, it's the, it's the doggone lamp. Lamp. I mean, it's it's a genie. You have a lamp. 
two plus two equal Arabian Nights. Yeah. I mean, we, we get it. Yeah. And somehow they can't. Yeah. So anyway, it, it all wraps up. The, the thing is, the genie almost beats them. Yes. I mean, the genie is like lording over the Megazord with his weird drum drum staff or drill staff. Yeah, and you know, grinding it in the Megazord's face. Yeah, it's like old school, like egg beater type. Yeah, it's got the big crank on the side of it. And uh, Rita's even standing there in person, Mm -hmm. like, yes, yes, use your big drill. And then it gets sucked (laughs) back into its life at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Power Rangers don't even defeat it. Uh, somehow, Alpha destroys the lamp mm-hmm. in the morphing grid. Zordon. Yeah. Um, he threw it into Zordon's tube. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I right. I don't really so. And then they, they end up getting switched back at the end. And also, Bulk and Skull somehow got switched. Yeah, because they decided they were in a mess with Billy's machine and became each other. Yeah. Though, on that note, the, the two actors do a really good job of imitating each other's mannerisms. Yeah, Narvi and Schreier do a great job. They have the mannerisms down. I mean, Skull has Bulk's big, huge, like, uh, oversized, like, walk and mm-hmm. deeper voice. And and um, um, Bulk's got the uh, the high-pitched... <laughs> yeah. And the, you know... The There's the, ma- the gum-chewing mouth the gum-chewing, thing. yeah. They, they've got each other down. They did a better job switching places than Billy and Kimberly did. Oh, yeah, they're... Though there is the funny part where they're doing the little roll call in oh, the Zords. Yeah, that, that cracked me up. That and, got me. And uh, Billy slash Kimberly <laughs> goes going, to go, uh, Kimberly here. Oh, wait, Billy. And, and they and, cut and her they, off. They cut, they, yeah, they cut her off halfway. And, <laughs> and, okay, and Billy's um, uh, Valley Girl yeah, it, accent. It, it, it was, was really over the top. Oh, it was over the top. But it was, it was funny. It was, it, it was and watching okay. him uh, have a little, uh, it could be better described as a, Little girl uh, tantrum. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but all in all, this just wasn't good. No, it wasn't that great of an episode. There was there was no connection to any of the points whatsoever. Yeah. The there was barely any kind of a fight with anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they we 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 spent more time watching the sequence of the multicolored uh, teleportation. Oh, the teleportations, the transformations. Yeah, I mean, jumping into the Zords. Yeah, they they did, and they did the long Zord transformation too, with grabbing the controls and the light beams. Not just the long, the super long. Like, yeah, oh man, it was the super long one. I mean, they were really chewing up the time on this Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, Uh, though some some fan favorites came back, like the Rad Bug, and oh uh, yeah, we did see the Rad Bug, sure, um, and miscellaneous German Shepherd of unknown origin. Yeah, we don't know if it was Billy's or uh, or the neighbor's dog. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean it's. Nothing, no, nothing, literally, literally nothing happens. I mean, there is no, no discernible plot. There's no through line. There's no through line. There's no plot. There's no, there's no uh, morality message. Aside from don't mess with other other people's stuff. Yeah. It's like they, um, if they would, if the monster would have played up the switched personalities a little more. Yeah. But when they, but once they transformed, they acted like their normal selves. Exactly, minus the voice, a slight voice change. Yeah, I mean they did the same poses, the same. Yeah, it was not. It just, it, it just wasn't good. It made no sense. Those Power Rangers will be taken care of once and for all. Well, that about wraps it up with our uh, 
our synopsis of each episode, and now we're going to get into our our best and our worst and our little end of the show discussion. Yeah, yeah, we're just going to talk about this real quick because this show's running long as it is because we had to cover an extra episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For me, I think I th- I've given this a lot of thought, and I think my favorite episode out of the out of this grouping. Um. It's a toss-up between Power Ranger Punks and Peace, Love, and Woe, to be honest. I think, I think the Punks episode was, um, it was nice to see Billy and Kimberly act outside of their norm. I think the, um, the monster was terrifying. Uh, I think that, I just think that was a good overall episode. And I think Peace, Love, and Woe, um, Tied the A and B plots together seamlessly with with the uh, with Billy's you know date and you know capturing and all that stuff. I think that I think those two work the best out of this bunch. What do you think? Um, I I completely agree with you. Uh, I was pretty much going to say the same things. Um, you know, watching them you know act outside their normal their normal character uh, traits was really nice. Um, the fight was great with the monster. Yes. Um, uh, on top of uh, bringing up childhood traumas, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Peace, Love, and Woe was just so well put together as an episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 hard not to like that one. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was it was engaging the entire way through. Peace, Love, and Woe is an episode where if someone that um, had said to me that they wanted to watch Power Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from the first season had never seen it. Peace, Love, and Woe would be one of the episodes that I would show them. Oh, yeah, definitely, because uh, unfortunately there's a, there's definitely a few of them that might definitely kill it for somebody. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and uh, it was, that's, yeah, that's probably definitely my my choices. Uh, I would probably put um, Peace, Love, and Woe ab- slightly above Punks, Yeah. mostly in the fact that it, it just, it did flow so well together. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, and you see, I would put um, the Punks episode just because it's iconic. I mean, when you think of Power Rangers and you start thinking back to your childhood, you remember the episode where they're wearing leather and, and beating up on Boca's skull. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the, the monster eating the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, I do remember that. And yeah. it's like, it's always stuck with me. I think for iconic episodes, the Punks, but for... Um, substance. Substance, I think Peace, Love, and Woe. Oh, well, sure. Um, God, my worst favorite episode, and granted that right now it's kind of hard, but definitely I would say Switching Places, because literally nothing happened. You see, I didn't care for uh, for Foul, foul Play in the Sky, oh, because yeah. of how, and this is from looking back on it now, knowing how the, sh- the episode could have gone, and mm-hmm. was a, had originally scripted, had originally gone. I think taking it from, you know, tying it in with the with the poison apple and the passed out Kimberly and all that stuff to oh no, an airplane, I think that I I could not. I can't I can't get behind that episode at all. Yeah, I mean it is that is with that new information, that mm-hmm. is that is very correct. And I mean it is there was lit- there was there was nothing nothing there that really made it stand out. Yep. I mean, we could have completely wa- not watched that episode mm-hmm. and not lost a 
thing yeah. with it. And I agree with you on um, on switching places. That one's pretty rough too. That's pretty rough. That's I mean, just not good. It feels like they did the thing with the airplane just to go, well, let's give this writer that writes a bunch of our episodes a little bit of uh, screen time. Yeah. Like, there was no... Yeah, that's it for the airplane episode, sure. sure. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. is this... How much stock footage of a plane flying around a... Uh, California an, a, cityscape? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is... Oh, God. Okay. Well, one last... One final question before we get into our, our wrap-up thing here. Um... We've been asking this every episode, so I'm going to ask it again. Take this group of episodes, compare it to the last two groups of episodes. Where does this fall? Mm. I don't know, because I think it really... Because uh, it's about 50-50 on, on good episodes and bad episodes on this group. Yeah. But also, we, we did watch an even number versus an odd number. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Peace, Love, and Woe... And uh, punks are both are both good, but as far as episodes I truly enjoyed, mm-hmm. uh, still not quite up there. Because uh, the one with the with the twist in the tr- the Trini dream with Mr. oh Chibble yeah Caesar, that was that was a good the the mm-hmm. who the Bell Trolls yeah but you can't just think of that episode you got oh, to think I of know. the ones that um, go with it. Well, I would say they they are improving mm-hmm. uh, as we're going because we're getting into. More good than bad. Yes, I will. I will agree with that. Um, it's uh, it's it's definitely like they're 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 finally finding their footing on this and deciding where they're kind of wanting to go with. it. I would agree with you if we had only watched the first three episodes out of this grouping. The first three episodes out of this grouping were excellent. Were great. Uh, of course, punks, peace, love, and woe, and God, what was the no clowning around? The, yeah, no clowning around. Those were three solid episodes. Those were three good ones. Um, If we were looking at just those three, I would say those are the three best out of the groupings. Oh, yeah. However, looking at all six of them, it kind of falls into a a really steep slide heading out of this grouping, you know? So for that, I think that this, it taints the entire section. True. I mean, true, because the last three are really, really rough. They're bad. I mean, mean, they are are, uh, pumping iron... Or um, <laughs> pressing engagement, bad. Definitely, uh, yeah. definitely, because there, there's really especially switching places. Oh yeah, there's because no, there's no plot. There's no plot. Yeah, no plot. Nothing really going on, yeah. and not even good situational comedy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it really. It's like they keep bouncing these writers around, and they just don't know what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we still have over a hundred episodes of Mighty Morphin left to go, so yeah. we're. Yeah, so it's so it's 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 bound to get somewhere. So let's go ahead and go through our pleasantries. Um, see here, you can find this ep- this show and all of our other shows over at nerdoverload.com and also at ggpowerpodcast.tumblr.com. And also, you can email us any kind of questions or maybe suggestions for the show, and we'll read them on at gg uh, ggpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, if we get enough. Um, you know, responses in. We'll do. A, we'll do a special episode that's just uh, listener questions and stuff. Well, and you know what? It doesn't absolutely have to be about Power Rangers. Just send us questions about your thoughts about things. Yeah. You know, Why not? Tell, we, we need a break. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Maybe share some of your favorite memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Favorite toy. Just something. Maybe just you remember something. Anything. And we'll we'll get we'll get you on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
forgot to say this at the beginning, but we're going to say it now. If you're subscribed to this show through iTunes, please, please, please go over there and give us a star rating and a written review. It doesn't take long. It's just a sentence will do. But the more star ratings and, re- and reviews we get, the higher in the ratings we will, rankings we'll get in iTunes, the more people will find the show, and the bigger our show will grow. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, this is a labor of love. We do want it, want more people to listen to. Yes, it. and you know, if you can, you know, like it, like it on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, share, share it, it, yeah, on anything, Twitter. Uh, if you have a Tumblr, forums you visit, Google Plus, Google Plus. I mean, hey guys, I know there are people on Google Plus that listen to this. <laughs> I know you're out there. Sup? I mean, just please, please, please. We're not getting paid for this. It's tr- truly, we are doing this because we really do enjoy the franchise. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just fun for us. Yeah, it and is. And we really, really would like to know what you think. Absolutely. All right, so I think that wraps this up. Now, next episode, get ready for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Green with Evil. The Green with Evil five-part five part episode sequence. I mean, it's... It's. I'm sure that's what all you're all waiting for. Oh, is yeah. when do we get to Tommy? When do we when get? Because to... we're pretty much the same way. Yeah, we've. This is this is the reason we've started the show. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, we gotta have that green love. Introduction to Jason David Frank, the JDF. Yep, the, right. basically the biggest name in Power Rangers since Saban himself. Yes. All right. So until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Sam, and may the power, power protect, protect you. you. This show is a part of the Nerd Overload Podcast Network. Listen to our other shows and much more at nerdoverload.com. You're listening to the Go Go Power Podcast with Sam and Josh. Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of the Go Go Power Podcast. I'm uh, Sam, one of your hosts. I'm Josh. And uh, if, uh, if you're listening to this, you probably met us at a convention or something, so thank you very much. Uh, the Go Go Power Podcast, for those of you that don't know, is a show where uh, the two of us sit down and watch a handful of uh, Power Rangers episodes from the uh, Mighty Morphin season and uh, talk about, just talk about them, see how well they hold up. You know, since 1993. Exactly, exactly. And uh, for this special episode, we are going to be doing a uh, live, no-edit commentary of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. And I have the, the box here somewhere. I'm going to grab that. Yeah, we're going old school with VHS. We are VHS. going old school, yeah. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks. At the time of this recording, the movie, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie is uh, not available on Netflix. Anymore. Anymore. I was at one time when we decided to do this, but uh, not so much now. Um, I imagine it has something to do with the new movie that's in development. They probably want to oh, man, does pull it, that. I wonder if the other series is still on there. I the, checked. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. It looked like, from when I did a search before, it looked like Mighty Morphin and Alien Rangers, but okay. Zeo and all that is... No. Oh, okay. Gone. So, 
Anyway, uh, we are going old school because I couldn't find a DVD in time for this recording. Uh, we have the VHS tape <laughs> from... God, when was this made? It was 95, 1995. So this would be around the time of the third season? Between, yeah. between second and third, kind of? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh it looks crap. like it's already starting. Auto shoot, play. shoot, shoot, shoot. Ah, auto play. Bummer. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so anyway, uh, this is almost 20 years old. That's frightening to think about. <laughs> I saw it in theater. Yep. So, uh, so anyway, I looked online. I, I saw it in theater too, and I had the uh, the old McDonald's toys. Remember those? Oh God, yes. Yeah, where the, the, they sat down in like little tiny versions of their like carvers yeah. yeah. of their zords. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, anyway, um, I looked online, and from what I could tell, there's really no difference um, between the DVD or digital version and the VHS version of the movie. Uh, like there's no extra scenes added in or anything like that. I so this should, I doubt it. Yeah. So this should match up pretty well. So uh, without any further ado, you want to jump into this? Oh, let's go. Let's go. Okay. So we are. Well, we were at the uh, the 20th Century Fox, the white lettering on the black background. Uh, unfortunately, my V8, my uh, tape deck, uh, auto played because I had it on pause. Uh, so now we are. And the, on a black screen directly after that. So try to time it as best I can. Uh, we if have you're the, watching with if us. If you're watching along with us. I have the audio on, on a separate mic with, uh, with us, so you'll be actually be able to hear, in theory, be able to hear the, sh- the movie. So, you know, you won't have to watch the movie, but, it, you know, it'll help, right? Okay, here we go. Pressing play. Three, two, one, Go. Go, go, power of movies. Centuries ago, a legendary interdimensional... Thousands of years ago! <laughs> ...the city of Angel Grove to establish a command center for his never-ending struggle... You listen to CinemaSins, Sin Reading. Yes. The Noble Masters sought out six... The Noble Masters. ...and gave them the power to transform into a superhuman fighting force. In time of great need... The young heroes could use their powers to call upon colossal assault vehicles, known as swords. Hmm. The identity of the six remained a guarded secret. Today, that tradition continues. Does it... Does it really? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Ooh, look at that. Hey. Explosion! Back in the day, this thing was like... A, the pinnacle of production. That's that's very true. I mean, this was big deal back in the '95. Oh, here we go. Oh, they just happened to be wearing their colors. Oh, Vulcan Skull. Yep. That's part of the movie. Nah. Oh God, Aisha. Aisha. Yeah. You know what? She actually has a uh, a radio show now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She. uh she still does the the circuits and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, you know, believe it or not, I think all of the originals still do the circuit for you know. Well, unfortunately, except for like training. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just brought it down within yeah. within five minutes of the podcast. I've already brought it down. But uh, there's the voice of Trigon, or Vash the Stampede from Trigon. Johnny uh, Johnny Young Bosch, Adam, 
He's an anime voice actor now. He's Vash? Oh, yeah. Here, you know what? We're going to uh, annotate this with uh, um, IMDb. Oh, so, let's see. Facts. Bad puns. Flipping out of the plane. Oh, speaking of the uh, bad puns and flipping out of planes and stuff, did you see that video where um, uh, Jason David Frank uh, got in the Guinness Book of World Records by um, breaking more boards than anyone else while in mid-descent? Well, I knew you loved to skydive. That's like yes. his favorite thing to do. It was the first episode of his... Uh, um, Online reality show. I still haven't watched. Is Morphin Life? Yeah, I still haven't Morphin Life. Yep. Yep. Okay. Johnny Young Bosch. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. He's the voice of Yang in uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four. Okay. The game. Uh, let's see if we can find some good ones here. Green screen. Green screen. Oh my God! Look at that wonderful green screen. Wow. Also, did you notice that their parachute backpacks had diamonds on them? Like their like the Power Ranger uniforms? I, yes. Honestly, movie Angel Grove has a lot more going on with it than TV Angel Grove we ever see, did. Yeah, we see they're not... Uh, if this were the TV show, they would be diving directly inside the uh, Jumping Juice Bar. Yeah, <laughs> or... Ernie's. Ernie's, yes. Kid sass. 90s style. Oh, man. Backwards hat and all. Far out! Whoa! Radical, dude! All of a sudden, Sam's gone Ninja Turtle. (laughs) (laughs) He was on two episodes of American Ninja Warrior. So, oh. so apparently he's still doing kung fu. Oh man, did you watch that girl? I did. Oh, course? dude, that was awesome. Yeah, that was oh. really good. That was amazing. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, and I'm sitting here eating a bag of Doritos, watching you do this. <laughs> <laughs> I have very similar. Yes, yes. Okay, do you know what Naruto is? Yeah. Do you know who Genma Shiren? Yes. Uh, okay, Black Ranger. Okay. Uh, let's see. Black Ranger, who's not Walter Jones. Not Walter Jones, right. The five-fingered Black Ranger. Really? Could I? Oh, Michael Jordan hat. This is dated. Even better. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Tommy. The observatory just got a new lease online. It's great, huh? Yeah, thanks, man. So they so wait a minute. So they were jumping out of the air for an observatory? Yes. To save an observatory. That was the charity. Ernie's is serving a free dessert with lunch. They probably landed on the roof. Guys better hurry up and jump. We're running out of fuel. I gotta feed the eagle. I'm gonna feed the eagle. Feed the swallow. You know, nothing makes me happier in life than to know that these two are real life best friends. Are they? They are, yes. P- Paul Schreer and uh, Jason Narvey. Professor Jason Narvey. Professor? Yes. Uh, Skull is a is a, uh, a professor of uh, film. Huh. It's at some college, yeah. I believe. Um, but they are they are super best buds in real life. Well, that's cool. Yeah. 
That's like uh, like Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman are real best friends. Yes, yeah, there you like go. Martin Freeman, like uh, or no, Benedict Cumberbatch watches his kids. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, what about Bleach? Do you know what Bleach is? Yep, I'm the first season. Who is Ichigo? That's the main character. Well, he that's the Black wow. Ranger. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating to see you know. What these people go on, what they go on to do after. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember uh, right, seeing an go. interview with uh, Walter Jones, and he, uh, one of the regrets he has uh, when he quit powering is the fact that he didn't do it. Well, sure. I mean, you know, it was the big thing. It was, it was the big thing. Yeah. I mean, the second movie was the Turbo Ranger movie. Awful. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Well, but I mean, this, think about it. This movie is the culmination of everything that they that they work towards. You know, they put in all their time trying to match, you know, what they're filming to go with the original Japanese stuff. This is the first time that they had come complete, completely deviated from everything. Complete creative control over the entire story, all of the action, everything. Oh. Uh-oh. Finding the, uh... Space dumpster on Earth. Oh man! See, I, I always thought it was a, like a sewer grate, but I guess it does make sense that this would be like a second dumpster, like the one from the, like that was on the 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 moon. The moon, yes. In the first episode of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yep. Hey, DWP. Let's get a crane in here. Gee, what is this thing? I don't know. Let's open it up. It looks ominous. You know what? Let's crack it open. You never know what's in there. Hmm, that demon face on the front sure does look inviting. <laughs> but of course, if movie if movie uh, background characters, you know, had any kind of common sense, we wouldn't there have There would be no movie. Right. Wouldn't have, you know, bystanders in the way. Oh, man. That's a giant silly putty egg. <laughs> what do you think it is? No idea. It's an egg! Duh! It's, egg. it's a big I, purple egg. I'd hate to see the rooster that laid that. Oh. Oh, that was dumb. Jump. You alright? No, he just got zapped by purple lightning. Yeah. For touching a, a egg. scary egg. Egg lightning. Egg lightning. <laughs> Oh yeah, yo. Let's go over there. What's up, Alpha? Rangers, Zordon needs you in the command center. It's urgent. One away. Guitar riff, oh, transportation. That was, that was a sick guitar lick. I, I, wow. I always. I know. The, I always liked the command center in the middle. Of the why, movie. why didn't they use this set for like later later seasons? Probably because they couldn't get permission. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff is owned by Fox. That's true. Versus Saban having the rights over like the TV show. That's that's very true. I mean, Fox didn't even want them to have visors on their helmets. I remember seeing, like, test shots and they looked yeah. horrible. It looked really bad. It looked really, really bad. 
ectomorphic titans. the entire universe. What happened to him? A group of young warriors like yourselves lured him into a hyperlock. They were called the Zoo Rangers. They were all Japanese. Rangers! And the yellow one was a man. So, so wait a minute. So they buried a bad guy, and the bad guy had all these like followers. So they decided to go ahead and bury all the followers directly around in the same place that they buried the bad guy. No, they weren't followers. They were his machines. They were they were war machines. Okay, why did they do that? Because I would scatter that crap all over the the world, man. You know. I mean, because, a little if bit you have the power. What do I care about? Oh man, these things? effects were amazing. Oh, at, the, at the time. Who the hell is that? Yeah, who's the bad guy? We're squatting Babu. I love Lord Zed. Zed is Zed was most, cool. He was the most '90s villain. I so, know, right? I mean, shoulder pads, <laughs> knee knee guards, wires everywhere, exposed brain, exposed chrome. muscle tissue. He's a couple pouches and uh and no feet away from a Rob Liefeld picture. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember him. I know. I've never seen that guy before. Ah, uh, excellent. <laughs> Lord Zed could be on the 66 Batman. Yeah. such a lovely couple. Oh, yeah. Well, this is before they were a couple, I think. <laughs> nope. I think really? this is after... Really? Yep. Because this is after the Thunderzords and everything. That's true. That's true. Ooh. Actually, I think this is right after the Thunderzords. Yeah. Ten thousand years can give you such a crick in the neck. <laughs> Hard to believe that uh, roughly twenty years before this, he was uh, fighting against Indiana Jones and was melted by the Ark of the Covenant. I know, right? For those of you who don't know, Ivan Nunes is a was played by an actor named Paul Freeman. He uh, was uh, Belloc, the uh, the rival uh, archaeologist in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Don't say we never taught you anything. <laughs> oh man, how the mighty have fallen! Yeah. Going from Indiana Jones to the Power Rangers movie. Oh, you know what? At the time, this was I know been it was the super, hottest thing. I know it was super popular. Yeah. I mean, hell, I've got the old board game at home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we gotta bust that out. Oh, dude, it doesn't have instructions. I read up on how to, kind of how to play it, but I need to do, read more. Oh man, that's yeah. You figure out how to play, we'll bust out a camera and put it on YouTube. Oh god, it's <laughs> it's nuts. 
It's like all these freaking pieces, and you gotta build the build the Megazord. And... Oh, fuck it! Oh yeah, stench. Smells like teenagers. Like. Whoa! I did not know. That. Oh man, I did not know that's what he was gonna say. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Let's take a look up there. That would have been around this time, too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Very special episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> Toilet. Hey. What are you kids doing here? Okay. You have a funny chance to more the characters in, these, in this movie cannot decide on what accents they want. The no, they can't. One firefighter guy was like... Kind of British, yeah. and this guy's kind of New York. I'm so confused. Yeah, Is it weird that like some of the fashions in this sh- in this really reflect the the time that they're coming back around? I don't know about coming back around. Look at Kimberly's high waisted jean shorts. I have not noticed it. the high waisted pants. Yeah, that's that's something that someone today would wear. A hipster today, they put throw on a scarf and a pair of maybe a hipster, I would glasses and a fedora, maybe, and that'd be. Well, I'm sorry about the fedora. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're the power rangers. Woo! Where's my autograph book? <laughs> I will say he's even in this. He's a decent actor. He, you know, he's he's channeling uh, Robin Williams a little bit, a little bit. And who else was giant in the nineties? Robin Williams. Yeah, that's right. But I mean, oh man. Dude, look at the guns on Billy. I know, right? It's ridiculous. We're going to shine this purple light on these close-ups. Yeah. This is my nightmare! This is my nightmare! If anybody watches... New girl. Ah, snap. Totally missed that. What are we gonna do? Wait, was it new girl? Looks yeah. like there's plenty of room down there. Go, guys! Let's go there! Oh! Oh! Yeah. 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 Nope, landed on his head. Take these beasts! Spread out! Honestly, they had a good. 30 to 40 seconds there before the purple monsters came down the hill after them. Yeah. That was plenty of time to morph up. They couldn't have this. They could have, but you know what? They need more screen time. Yeah. This is the whole Spider Man, uh, um, uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man with him constantly taking his mask off thing. Yeah. You know, with the show. Have to get a certain amount of face time during the movie. And all those close-ups of, of uh, Tony Stark inside his helmet. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Billy's... Billy's got it going on with the whole, you know... He's been working out. Computer geeking wasn't covering anymore. Has Rocky had a single line in this movie so far? Because, I mean, I know I know the, the, replace, the, the three uh, replace, original replacements... Kind of catch crap a little bit here and there, but you know what? I I like Aisha and I like uh, uh, Adam, but I don't think Rocky has done anything in this so, thus far. 
Well, no, he's not the leader. Yeah. I mean, in a different universe, the Red Ranger's the leader. He is, yeah. But not in a world of a sixth ranger. Yeah. Well, unless you're in Japan, where the sixth ranger is this kind of mysterious badass who shows up and helps out. That's right, that's right. There's too many of them. Let's do it, guys. It's morphin' time. Oh, God. I will say, when I was a kid... I love the fact that their costumes actually looked like armor and not spandex. Yeah. But. Still not. Now. Still not quite. And I'm sorry, you know, I know all the toys have their, um, have their logo on their chest. Yes, and but like, never, never in the series, I, minus the white Die Ranger, did they ever have a logo on I their chest. I do not like, I don't like it. And the fact that they put them on the costumes for this, I just, I don't like it. It breaks up the... I know. Oh, wait. Wait until the next part here. They start busting out powers they never had in the show. That's true. I mean, I remember one of them, someone has, like, um, uh, spotlights on their helmet or something. You'll see here in a minute. Okay, okay. I should mention, I haven't watched this movie in over 20 years. It's been... Let's see, this came out in 95, so it's probably 96, 97 was the last time I watched this. And fun fact, when I popped this tape in to get ready for the show... Uh, about 30 had, minutes in. It had not been rewound, it had been stopped about a half hour in. So the last time I watched it, I'd only gotten about a half hour before quitting. Oh no, the assault on Zordon. Oh no. Because only Ivan Ooze is a bad enough villain to do that. Are you a bad enough dude... <laughs> He's a bad dude. Hey, pretty fancy Smancy. I guess if you invest your money well over 60 centuries, you can buy something pretty nice. <laughs> hey, you met him. I did meet him. Yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Richard Horvitz. Yep. Um, yeah, I met, I met him. Really, really nice guy. Super cool guy. I am Zim! <laughs> okay, so here's a question. Why are there no security... Protocols to protocols. get into the command center? Why, why are there no, like... Uh, laser cans or anything like that would pop out of the floor to protect Zordon. You'd think he would be, he would have some sort of line of defense or something. In the event of this exact situation. Yes, exactly. I mean, Zordon clearly knew that this, that something like this could happen. How would you know? How would you know? But he had cable. <laughs> he had cable in the egg. Ah, oh. that was pretty terrible. It is. It is. That does terrible. kind of yes. So that yes, the Brady Bunch reunion does kind of rank Fall up there this. with the Black Plague. I in agree. the Spanish Inquisition, mm-hmm. nobody expected it. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh, much like the uh, Spanish Inquisition, no one ever expects a Brady Bunch reunion. Ah, <laughs> oh, you ruined it. Yep, yeah, almost. So close. Wait. 
Those Nike swoops on their boots. <laughs> yes, those are Nike Nike brand Power Ranger boots. Yes. Oh, Zordon, you know. He's got oh, a cut down on cost somewhere. Oh, nice. That is the dumbest. I know. The, dumbest the whole thing. top of the helmet changed. Yeah. That is the dumbest thing I've seen. Oh, it gets worse. I don't doubt it. We're going to stalk you. From a distance. You never return our texts. Oh, wait, text didn't exist then. No. Text didn't exist. Well, cell phones didn't exist. Cell phones existed? That's true. No, that's right. This would have been the same time as Saved by the Bell with uh, uh, Zach Morse's giant gray, like, brick. Talk to Rocco. What do we got? Rocco. With his scanner. I don't know what these purple creatures are made of. And I don't know what you're looking at. All right, stay away. A parking garage. Where are your Power Ranger weapons? Where's Saba? Yeah! Where's Saba? Where's the other weapons? Why aren't you using your blade blasters? I mean, they're hanging right there on your belt. And somehow not falling out of their holsters. What's with the cartoon sound effects? It's Power Rangers? That's how the show didn't have those. Oh, yes, it did! Well, they had them whenever Bolt got some goop dumped on him. Now wait. Okay, now that's something that would have happened on the in the Japanese version. I agree. <laughs> go go power handed. This Power Ranger movie is brought to you by uh, Knockoff Gak. Yeah. Before Nickelodeon had it. Yep, pretty much. Oh, God. How epic Nickelodeon was back in the 90s. Oh, no kidding. I was so sad when the, the studio down in Florida was closed. Yep. And now it's a Blue Man Group thing. Scissor kick. Man, imagine this movie done today with updated graphics and effects and things. It's coming! It's coming! Oh, yeah! Um, oh, no. Okay, alright. Let me talk about that for a minute? The bad, the really bad CG. Wow. Okay, that did not okay. exist in the series. His so Tamagotchi Taser Batarang. Tressera Rang. That's, yeah. But no, uh... <laughs> The freaking Also another weapon. Okay. Not They have iconic weapons and they're not even using they're them. They're not using them. Well you know what? Because all the iconic weapons had blades on them. These don't. Impressionable young children and all that. That's why they have their guns and they're not using them. Oh, wire work. Yep. Not even good wire work at that. Yeah. Tommy tapping into his, edder, his inner Liu Kang. Yeah. Well, Street Fighter or no, Mortal Kombat was super popular at this it time. Was. It just came out. Yep. So. 
God, this is like almost on the level of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze sound effects oh, in the fight. It absolutely is. Well, it would, it would have been the same time. Around, yeah. Yeah. There's there he is. And notice Saba does no cutting. He well, he cuts the thing, right? No, 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 this is laser. I think he had laser eyes in the show. Yeah. I think he did too. But that's still. Oh man, Zordon forgot to pay the electric bill. Damn. We're losing power. No shit! What's going on? Alpha, come in. Something's wrong. We better get back. Let's go, guys. That's gonna be a long hike into the mountains outside of town. Yeah. Was it established that their compound was outside of town, or was it that... They would be zapped like far. I always thought that they were zapped like way out into the, like the mountains, like way, way far away from Angel Grove. They are. I mean, it's outside of town, but it's a decent way outside of town. Okay, so it is, but it is Angel, uh, Angel Grove adjacent. Yes. Okay. I mean, because they could walk there. Okay. I mean, Zach walked there in his birthday pout episode. Ah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I suppose he did, didn't he? So he's not he doing power. the time warp again. <laughs> Perfect. Thank goodness you are safe. There is another Skywalker. Dead. The power has been destroyed. How has the power been destroyed? What about... Did he destroy the whole morphing grid? The whole Power Rangers... I... Force mythos? I guess. I guess or that's what they're saying. Such a pessimist. God. You get one little scrape and you think you're dying. Except for, you know, our actual parents, which are still alive because we're not all Batman. This is true. Not all Batman. Honestly... If Zordon's been like a father to you, you have some serious issues. You have some crappy parents. Yeah, because Zordon's a dickhole. Zordon is constantly putting you in danger, in harm's way. He doesn't even have arms to hug you. Zordon. What's power? It is on the distant planet of Bados. It's very dangerous. Barbados? All who have tried for it have perished. We have to try, Alpha. Oh, there you go. He said something. Oh, that first line. How can we get it? Maybe if I can download the very last plasmatic morphing gen into the transport core, I might have just enough power to get to Okay, that is worse than any Star Trek techno battle. Oh, man. Or else this is going to be a short movie. Look at all this emoting. I know, right? Our target artist is young. You want to make them feel emotional. Yeah. Now, did you get legitimately sad when you saw this in the theater? I think I did. I mean, I was young 
Yeah. So I probably, you know, it probably had the effect they wanted to have on me. Unlike oh, Disney and their... There for a second, look. Sorry to interrupt. No, there for a second, it looked like uh, old '60s Star Trek. A little bit. Christmas the, lights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go, go, okay. Go but ahead. I was sorry, just saying, sorry. you know, I mean, The Lion King legit makes me makes me sad and cry still today. But also, the difference is The Lion King is a good movie compared this to this. Not so much. No. We put Z's on everything because it makes sense because there were Z's on everything in the series <laughs> because it was called Zoo Ranger. Of course. Whenever you get a bunch of villains together, the new villain takes over. You gotta fight over it. Owned. Hey, a snow globe. So he knows. So he's been stuck in an egg for a millennia, but he knows what snow globes are. Maybe he's kind of like Merlin in the genie. He has knowledge of things that you know he just shouldn't. Yeah. Or maybe he was just conscious through the whole thing, and he could actually see outside his maybe his prison. I mean, he's a weird slime sorcerer. Ow. Who is that pig guy? I don't know. I don't remember him from the series at all. I feel like it's just, hey, we want to have a new... we got all these iconic guys. Let's throw in somebody new. We need a new toy. Yeah, we need a new toy. What a gross pig with a mohawk and an eye and a monocle. Ah, loogie humor. So there are no putties in this? No, but there weren't putties at this point in the series anyway. Uh, Zed, Zed had summoned the Tengu Warriors. Oh, that's true. When they went to uh, the island to get the power from Nindor. That's true. Because they had the, the putties and they had the, the super putties, right? The, when Zed first showed up, he had his super putties with the big Z on his on their chest. That you hit them and they popped apart like crash gummies. Okay, that's right. My Tengu Warriors. It was years before I realized what a Tengu was. Yeah, same here. But as far as the, as far as uh, series actors was that, I'm pretty sure these are the same costumes from the, that were used. They probably, or at least good copies. Yeah. Huh. I mean, they're using some elements from the saga of Mighty Morphin Pirates. I mean, they are getting the Ninja Zord power and the Tengu Warriors, but it's not on an island and it's not from Ninja War. Right. Which I don't understand because I love Ninja War. Ninja War was awesome. Plus, he sounded like Marvin the Martian. Yes, he did. 
And this is where we came in when the tape wasn't rewound. Yep, this is it. Right here. So, so, okay, so was this like a former Power Ranger? No, I think... they said that they were... That others they tried to get the power. Okay. I think it's somebody who knew of the power who tried to get the question it. Is, I don't think it was a was Power it? Ranger. Okay. I think it was just a, a galactic... Person yeah. being seeking for the power. That's true. So here, okay. So here's a question: They constantly reference Zordon in the show and in the movie. Constantly reference how there have been other Power Rangers before them. Yes. Who were they? What happened to them? The world may never know. Mysterious hooded figure. Oh man! Just from a distance. Oh man! It's uh. Sand people. <laughs> no, it's Obi Wan. I'll be back and in greater numbers. <laughs> that reminded me of something for a second. Oh, you know what? It reminded me of Zoidberg a little bit. Not as cool. Paint the pig. Yeah, I don't like that pig guy. Nowhere. Where's Swat and Babu? Yep. I mean, I mean, they got the rights to get Goldar, yeah, and Rita, and I mean, from the show, they had the suits ready. Unless Fox Unless didn't Fox want to use any of them. That's true. I mean, you know, it, even Goldar's outfit is not white. It's not right. His look at his face. His face looks like a cat. Yeah, his face looks like a cat. It's bad puppetry. Um, it's not shiny. I mean, it's gold, That's but it's true. not really shiny. It's definitely molded plastic painted. Yeah, that's true. That's Finally, true. I got to brothers when I started 6,000 years ago. Little did they know. My back runs up the And his arms look weird with his yeah. giant shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like worse than Warhammer 40K. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Did you just call him an anus? Anus. Anus. Anus highness. We're just gonna pick all these bad words and then throw them with some kind of royal moniker. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is the Power Rangers way. Oh yeah, because they they said that kind of crap to read all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tommy and Kimberly have a moment. I always liked Kimberly and uh, Jason better. You know, I always thought they worked better as a couple, but they were never they were never shown in the He's in the levels of being a couple. We'll find his power. And yeah, I, mean, it's I mean, there was no romantic angle until Tommy showed up. That's very true. That's very true. The only romantic angle we had was with Zach and that uh, that one girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. Oh, the, in the girl that uh, uh, Billy. Kind of hooked up with. See, I always, I always saw uh, Trini and Billy as a thing. Yeah, Trini was was always hanging out with Billy. And Trini was always hanging place. out with Billy, and always she always knew what he was saying when he when they would give him that technical yeah. babble and spout. Oh yeah, you know, and she was the Billy translator. Okay, so we're gonna look at um, we're gonna take a minute because this is just another generic fight scene, right? Yep. So um, let's see what direct the director of this film went on to do. The director's name was Brian Spicer. Let's see. Uh, let's go on and see. Oh my God! Okay, 
has uh, 167 director credits to his name. Um, mostly television, it looks like. Let's see. We'll go on. Let's do some from before. He did uh, six episodes of Sequest. I like Sequest. I, I do kind of like that. <laughs> It's Star Trek in the Ocean. Let's see, he, he directed the pilot of uh, The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., starring, uh, um, um, what's his name? Um, 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 Bruce Campbell. Oh, I'd never watched yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it is what it is. It's Bruce Campbell. Okay, let's, you know what you're getting. Yeah, let's go on to see some of his... Uh, oh my god, that isn't the Obi-Wan! I make a weird roar sound and scare the monsters away. Hello. Kids movie. <laughs> Heroic music. I didn't know Zena was in this. Shh. More like Red Sonia. Yeah, yeah. I guess she's wearing a chainmail bikini, kind of. Sort of, yeah. Oh god, she has the Tricera Lance. Not really. She's well, got like the wobbly, the wobbly sound stick from she's Crocodile got something Dundee. Wobbly. Oh, We're not that big. No, but <laughs> it's good enough for a kids movie. Yeah, yeah. G boobies. Yep. <laughs> let's see. Uh, I'm going on back to this director. Uh, let's see. He did an episode of Dark Angel. Oh, the James Cameron show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, was it? Yeah, it was James Cameron. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Okay, so let's see. Twelve episodes of uh, Twenty Four. Okay. Thanks. Uh, oh, phoned. If you want to thank me, go back to wherever it is you came from. We can't go back. We were told there was a great power here. Is it true? Yes. The ground is littered with the bones of those who have tried for it and... Really? Because they just found the one. They the just, one yeah, they found the one. Yeah. Littered means one. Uh, let's see. He, uh, he's really just done television. Um, episode of Eureka. I like Eureka. Eureka's pretty good, but he's like a jobber. He's very much just a guy that they bring in. Uh, did an epi- one episode of Heroes. Seems fitting. Who are you? Let's I am Dosia, master warrior of the planet Thedas. One episode of Once Upon a Time. Oh. So there you go. Okay, so he really... Ivan Ooze is free? You've heard of him? Oh, I take that back. He directed the uh, Tim Allen Kirsty Alley um, vehicle uh, for Richer for Poor. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he did McHale's the Navy. Oh man, the movie. The movie. Ah. Okay, you know what? That's all right, Brian. Brian Spicer, you're an okay dude in my book. <laughs> okay. My makeup's melting. I've gone from looking like a gray alien to a gray bulldog. Why can't Alpha do anything to kind of like repair? Repair anything. I don't know. He's only been with Alpha forever. Yeah, Alpha should know. I mean, again, you would think Zordon would have a backup plan for all of everything that would that has happened. Oh yeah. When you've got your the This is You may have heard the phrase that looks can be deceiving. I'm sure that when you've tried it, you all will be believing. 
Oh, man. Is he selling this stuff out of his white van? <laughs> Snake oil salesman. What a dick. I know, right? He's advocating, like, you know, delinquents. Yeah. Okay, and the writer. We're moving on to the writer. Oh, here. It's, uh, John Camps. He came up with a screenplay. The only major thing... This was the first thing he had done. Uh, he has seven this was right, the writer first credits. he ever done. Uh, yes. Oh, man. And um, he has seven writer credits to his name. The biggest one being Zathura, a space adventure. Amazing. He did the screenplay for that one. The, 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 the sci-fi Jumanji. Sci- yes, the, the side... Yeah, the side pull to Jumanji. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh man. It looks like the uh, the Devil's Tower from uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It does. Honestly, it means probably it is. This is important. <laughs> the full portal sci-fi universe. Can you help us? No. We will call upon the sacred animals of the Ninjetti. The Ninjetti. What? Yup. The Ninjetti. Are you... Are you kidding me? They're jet ninjas. Italian jet ninjas. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's make a, you an that's offer. an awesome house, though. They're gonna make you an offer that you cannot refuse. <laughs> From their jet packs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You gonna eat it? My, don't put it in your mouth. If don't, <laughs> don't do that. If my, if I had brought home a weird canister that said ooze on it, I would my not mom touch would, it. My mom would have not opened it. Would not have touched it. Especially if, if a creepy wizard was giving it, giving it away in a park. Well, he didn't know that. My mom would have just taken it off the counter and put it in my room. That's all she would have done. She would not have opened it. Nope. Put a dollop over on her fingers. Yeah. Spread some on a, on a piece of toast. Ugh. Yeah. I'm just imagine this stuff smells horrible. Oh, God. Like, yeah. remember how old Gak used to oh, smell? Oh, man, when Gak would dry out? Oh, yeah, dude, that was the worst. Oh, man, he's pulling a Joker. He's pulling an 89 Joker. Yeah, a little bit. Love that Joker. Ha, <laughs> 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 God. As bad as those movies are, of the four that came out before the Christopher Nolan stuff, they were the, the two Tim Burton ones were good. And the Tim Burton ones were good. And you know what? I can, weird. I can get enjoyment out of a Batman Forever because it's like a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I've, I hate on it a lot. Yeah, but it's easy to. It's an easy target. Yeah, and I understand. I can't tell if they're trying to be as campy as the 66 series. Because it gets damn close at times. Yeah. Especially with the... Well, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be campy like the... Because that's what uh, Schumacher... That's the only Batman he knew. Batnips. Oh, Batnips. Yeah. So now they're going to tell stories like the Midnight Society. 
And then we also have the music of, uh, oh god, what was that movie called? The Warriors of Virtue. Oh man, the kangaroo kung, the kung fu kangaroos. kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. When I was growing up, I lost my shit every time that movie came on. It's an amazing. In my in my mind, I remember it as an amazing movie. Yeah. No. But also, I remember this movie being an amazing movie when I was young. Yeah. Aisha, you are the bear, fierce and unstoppable. Okay. Rocky. We don't care. You are the mighty eight. Did they say smart? I don't think Rocky has displayed any kind of intelligence so far. Cunning and swift. Yeah, that's fitting at least. He's also smart. So maybe he's a wolf gorilla. Light as a feather. You are the queen. Cause you got nothing going on. Adam? 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 What's wrong? I'm a frog. Yes, a frog. Like the one you kissed. That's, uh... handsome prince. Fun fact. According to IMDb, that whole line was uh, ad-libbed. That's why she laughed there, because he ad-libbed... I'm a frog. I'm a frog. <laughs> at least it was a realistic so, uh, yeah, reaction. Yeah, at least were able to... They, they kept that in. So you know what? So much... That's good for that. To those who are ninja. Okay, so here I am on IMDb looking stuff up because this is boring. This is. This is, <laughs> this the, is the this, this is, is the lame ass movie. This is the boring part of the movie because this is the part where they talk. So anyway, <laughs> blah blah blah. Get to, the, get to the kicking. Blah blah blah. New robots. Let's go punch things. Anyway, um, yes, we don't watch Power Rangers movies for ex- exhibition. Here's a fun fact: right. uh, an actress named Catherine Sutherland. Was originally auditioned for the part of Belsia. Do you know where that? Does that ring a bell anywhere? It does sound very familiar. She was brought in halfway through the third season of Power Rangers as Catherine, the replacement Pink Ranger. Oh my God, she's Jareth. She is. <laughs> dance the magic dance. <laughs> Who's that? The Ranger with the power. <laughs> what power? Okay, uh, let's... Dad! Dad! Where are you? Everything's purple. Like, they wear little purple vests. He's drinking a cup of, uh, dry ice. Yeah. Thank you! It seemed like a, a bad, a missed opportunity to make that Ernie. You have a funny fat guy. <laughs> Why not make it someone who is, uh, you know, already steeped in the out and the Ranger more? True. Or make it Bulk and Skull. Where are Bulk and Skull? They've been yeah. gone the entire episode. Or episode. Movie. <laughs> They'll show up. They'll show up. Okay. Bad wires, bad wires. Okay, so here's a fun fact. Paul Freeman, Ivan Ooze. Um, to get his tongue to be purple every shot, he drank black currant juice and spit it out every before every take. 
You know, I think I knew that. tongue purple. I think I knew that. Yeah. Didn't kill them. That sounded nothing like nails on a chalkboard. No, it just I've heard nails on a chalkboard. It sounds nothing like that. Yeah. It seriously sounded like that thing that Crocodile Dundee used to summon the Aborigine guy. Yeah. Okay, so Dulcia was almost played by Mariska Hargitay, the actress. Whatever that is. That is, I think she's on uh, an SVU or uh, an uh, Law and Order spinoff show. I think. Oh, okay, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so great. They have new clothes. How are that? How are they going to get over there? Oh, okay. I thought that was a ocean. No, 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 no. It's it's an expanse. Ah, a wilderness okay. on this strange alien world. Okay. With it's time. Lattice hanging off. Morphin time. <laughs> oh God! They're turning this into a walking movie. Ugh. Even the trees walk in those movies. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to make a Lord of the Rings joke myself, so yeah, we're good. That's good. <laughs> oh, man. Random jungle. What's an alien world without a jungle? Man, I forgot how boring this movie is. Literally nothing going on. They could have cut out so much, gotten yes. just as much out of the story. Yep. And it probably would maybe been maybe been an hour long. Yeah. Okay. So you know how uh, okay, so this is just an idea of how much money they spent and how much time they spent building the sets. Okay, that is not how you use a pick. You no. fail. Well he's he sucks at it. Anyway, um, Lord Zed's throne room and Dulcia's palace were made up of aluminum foil over constructed wood frames. Huh. They tinfoiled their sets together. <laughs> I think Tim Allen makes a reference like that in um, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I think he does. Well, yeah. Hornitar? I can't understand what this weird accent he uses. Because he's British. Well, yes. I'm American. I can't understand you, Brit. Speak English. Speak English. <laughs> you English. Can nigget. Still, though. Putting his doomsday robots near where he was buried and expecting no one to come looking for him was a terrible idea. Way to go, old Power Rangers. You suck. Wouldn't be a Power Rangers movie without dinosaurs. 
Yeah, even that's, in that's, skeletal form. That's very true. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Yeah, yo. Dinosaur undead. It's like a skeleton triceratops alien thing. Yeah. Also known as Baddest Puppetus. Yeah. Actually, you know what? That doesn't look no on the terrible. on the scale of '90s fantasy movies. It's up there with like yeah. Well, 80s and 90s. I, mean, I can uh, appreciate it for being a physical effect. Yes, yes, I can you know, appreciate I'll, that. I'll take a bad physical effect over a terrible, a bad, an okay uh, CG effect any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Honestly. I mean, that's right up there with, like, you know, Brawl and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Blame ponies? <laughs> <laughs> Crawl is such a great movie. We should be commentating over Crawl. I know. We, at least we'd be enjoying it. Yeah. Crawl. Liam Neeson, one of his first roles. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Or we go back and watch Legend. You know, I've never made it all the way through Legend. Really? I, yeah. Although, I will say Legend is the close. I, in my mind... Now, again, I haven't finished it, but Legend is, like, the closest thing to a Legend of Zelda movie gonna get. Tom Cruise is so much like Link. Yeah, yeah, even with his little, his little short, short chainmail thing. Yeah. But I mean, in, in He's got a moment to scope. pick uh, <laughs> Yes, everything sounds like a karate yell when it comes out of Jason David Frank's mouth. Yeah. Everything. Looks like violence you finally paid up for you, huh? Well, maybe we should get out of here before he decides to pull himself together or something. Yeah. Yeah, you earned that paycheck there, Rocky. Okay, so we were wondering where Bulk and Skull are, right? They, I mean, I know they pop up eventually, right? Yeah. Okay, so the original uh, shooting script included Bulk and Skull responding to a help-wanted flyer and they end up working as assistants to Ivan Hughes. Okay, that would have been funny. Let's see. Ivan comments that he wants a brilliant, good-looking assistant, to which Skull responds that he was brilliant, and Bulk comments that he was good-looking. Bulk and Skull realize that Ivan is actually a monster. They try to back out, but Goldar intervenes and prevents the two teens from leaving. Ivan reluctantly agrees to hire Bulk and Skull, and he has them set up a booth in Angel Grove Park to hand out free jars of booze to children. But no, instead we get... We get Pet a wizard. wizard. Yes. Pet a wizard. Yep. Maybe they didn't want to villainize Bulk and Skull. Yes, go. Go be lemmings. So why are they continuing to pump out more ooze? If they, they already were, controlled all the parents. If they already controlled all the parents, yeah, yeah I don't know. That, that part of the of the of the evil plot would be over. That's just time mismanagement. This is true. You need to spend more time. So, oh no 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 no! This is why. This is why they're pumping up more ooze. 
because it's what powers the... Is it what part powers the robot? Well, then yeah. why were they jarring it up? I don't know. That's a waste right there, I guess. Yeah. Oh, here comes the... Oh, look at that. Oh, look at wonderful. That. that looks... Look at that CG. Oh, it's an ant! Actually, I think he's a wasp. I think he has wings. Okay. Not, not that ants don't have wings, so yeah. do. That is wonderful. My gosh. <laughs> Scorponok. Oh, that would have been funny if they would have used that name. Oh, wait, they can't. Me, Grimlock. <laughs> King. Me, Grimlock. Kick butt. Oh, Grimlock. Greatest of the Transformers. He really is. Also, when he got smart, he built the uh, the Concubots. That's right, he did. Hey, guys. And had a weird, like, British accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he got smart. Because British accent means smart. This is true. Kind of like glasses. Glasses equal intelligence. And not, yeah. you know, defective eyesight. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Billy doesn't wear glasses because this is after they decided to go the angle of he wears contacts because uh, David Jost did not want to wear the glasses because it was affecting his actual vision. Right, yeah, it was... Me- yeah, you're right. You told me about that. He was... It was, like, messing up his... Yeah. Yeah. God, that was so stupid. Although, you know... You know why they had to do this in this movie? Have the... The, the kung fu... The ninja. The ninja uniforms? In their, the Japanese uh, series that they use for season three, a lot of the fights took place with the, the Japanese actors inside full ninja, ninja outfits. Yeah, outfits. I remember. I remember. Yeah. The Kaku Rangers. Was that Kaku Ranger? Kaku Ranger was season three. Hmm. Yeah. Because I remember there, there, are, there are multiple ninja series. There was Cocker Ranger, there was... The Alien Ra- The Alien Rangers were Ninja Rangers. Were also Cocker Ranger, yeah. Were they, oh, were they also Cocker Ranger? The Ninja Rangers were the uh, actual suits for Cocker Ranger. Okay. But they also had the Ninja geese okay. like that, okay. that they used for Power Rangers. Yeah, because I remember, because in the, the season that this is based off of, it, it seemed like they had two modes. They had their Ninja mm-hmm. outfit and That was Cocker Ranger, and then they had their... Their other, which was actually all, uh, it was still Japanese uh, filming, but it was original. No, it was original for Power Rangers because they had to insert scenes of the White Ranger along with, yeah. alongside the Zoo Rangers. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. No sh- Well, they just came out of rocks, so I would assume so, yes. It's like those one bad guys in Zelda that are statues until you get too close. Oh, yeah. God, what are they... What are those I, names? I can't remember what they're It had something to do with an eye or something like that. No, there's... Armor. Armor something. Yeah. Because the Stalfos are the... Are the, skeleton, skeleton. the skeleton guys. I can't... Neeks are bats... Octorocks are the things that spit rocks. I didn't know the Octorocks were the ones. Were the Zoras are the fish people. Yeah. Which were villains in the original game. Uh-huh. And we got too close to the water. Yeah. Um, They're actually back to being villains in this, uh, in uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh, yeah? Have you played that yet? Nope. Oh, man. I would... When it goes on sale, 
on uh, for the DS, I would I would highly recommend it. It is really really good. I started playing uh, Link to the Past. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's the same map for uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh, is it? It's yeah. It's it's almost a direct sequel to it. Okay. Yeah. But no, really good, really good game. Yeah, I hooked up my Super Nintendo and I've been playing Super Mario World and uh, Link to the Past. Nice. I nice. play Link to the Past when I get so frustrated with Super Mario World. <laughs> <laughs> I hooked it up and I was like, I was like, oh man, I haven't played this in years. And uh, it came out like '91. I'm like, I don't think I've played it since '91. And I was playing it and I died on the first level. Oh, and Steph man. started laughing and I was like, shut up. <laughs> oh, I know. I tweet this. Yeah, there's, uh, there's. No frustration like dying on the first level of a game. Yeah, I know, especially a game that I kicked the crap out of constantly when I was young. Yeah, you know, I uh, I recently picked up Shovel Knight for the. Oh, that looks so fun. It, it it really is, but I you know I got to the boss on the first one and I and I kept dying because I my fun fact my fingers I have kind of arthritis and my fingers don't move as quickly as. Hey, as they should preach, preach into the choir on that so, one so you know you have to do some intricate like jump jumping slashing and all this stuff and a lot of, sometimes I can't it's, it's more luck than anything because I can't I just can't so do it's on it Steam, right? uh, it's on Steam and it's actually uh, on the, the DS as well really there's a DS there's a 3DS version that costs 15 bucks oh yeah it's a digital only oh it's actually uh, the graphics aren't as good but the level layout and everything is most exactly the same and it's well it is exactly the same and it it looks good. I mean, it looks really good. I'll probably still pick it up on Steam. Though. Yeah, yeah, I would recommend it on Steam, probably. This uh, movie commentary is brought to you by Steam. Oh, yeah. You know, we should... Valve. Oh, hey, we're watching the Power Rangers movie. We should probably get back to that, huh? <laughs> so far, there's been just a bunch of generic jumping around, and they threw one guy in the water. Yeah, Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! If that just oh, there we go. Oh, that is some. That sure is CGI. Oh yeah, that's like Mortal Kombat CGI. Yeah, wow! Like <laughs> that is a gratuitous blunt spray away from. Oh. How likely want you to breed anyway? Of course not. It's Rocky. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Oh, again with the cartoony sound effects. Oof. Yes, kids, kids play pool. Well, that's for the parents. Yeah. Well, I played pool when I was a kid. But... Oh, well, I mean, I did too. But most kids do not. No, no. You know, I don't... You know, I like kids' movies that have something in it for the adults a little this bit here true. and there. This is true. This is true. This has absolutely nothing virtually for anyone over the age who would have seen it at the time in the theater over the age of 12, if that. 12 of the oldest. Yeah. Oh, the big, the combined morphing coin. Of all the animal oh, totems on it. that's right, yeah. And you know, that's something they had to come up with for every subsequent season, because there was no... The morphing coins were uh, unique to... Zoo Ranger. Zoo Ranger. There was no Morphin Coin in um, Die Ranger and none in Kaka Ranger. Mm. I don't remember if they really had Morphin Coins in, this, in the American version of those seasons. They did. Did they? They did. Like remember that little tiny stint where they had the Shogun Zords? 
Japanese castles. Oh, were. yeah, the castles words, yeah. Those were awesome. I know. Actually, in the Japanese, those are the first ones. Really? Those are the ones that they start off with. And, and Actually, uh, I think this might take place after Shogun's War. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, the uh, the Shogun's Words. I, I remember on the American, it, first. Did, it did not last very long. Like, no. they found it, it was like well, the Lost Shogun, Order or whatever. Well, the Shogun's Words were... Um, they were uh, the Alien Rangers. That's what the Alien Rangers left for the, the uh, tail end of the second half of the season before. Oh, was it? The Shogun Zords were the last Zords that the Ra- OG Rangers had before they went to Zeo. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, Turbo was right after Mighty Morphin. No, it was uh, Zeo. Mighty Morphin, Zeo, Turbo. Uh, what was that? Turbo. It was... And then, uh, next, not Disney picked it up after Turbo, I thought. Something like that. But no, it was, Zeo was next because they had... Oh, that's the, right, because the Zed, Zed was in Zeo. Right. Okay. No, Zed wasn't. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, Zed was, Zed was. Yeah, But that uh, was also the Machine Empire. Okay, yeah, the Clockwork guys. Oh, yeah. I always like those villains. Yeah. I would rank them up there with, uh, with, uh, uh, well, as far as design goes, I would rank them up there with, uh, 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 Geodra, I can't say it. Train Rangers. This new season? Yes. Uh, Tuck Huger. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Which I I've heard a rumor that they're actually not going to port that over. To I am not surprised because train culture is not a big thing here in America. No, no, it, it's it has no relevance here, and it's and the fight scenes are too funny. Oh yeah, like they're go- they are just goofy in and out. Oh, I know. Yeah. I watched a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's that's true. That's that's. Right. I mean, it's kind of like how did they how did they port Car Ranger to Turbo? You know, it uh, very poorly. Yeah, I know. I know. They had, what, what was it? They had to explain that like they were getting used to their powers yes. for the first half of the season. Yeah, and then they recast the entire team like halfway through that season. Remember? Did they? They did. So I remember, start of Tommy was the red. Tommy left halfway through. Okay. Yeah, they had they recast that. Yeah, they they took it back to formal. That was the one that had the the, the little kid Blue Ranger that would yeah that would turn into an adult when he morphed. Yeah. Uh huh. I remember. One thing I do love about this movie, when, the, when we actually get to the Zord fight, yeah, is the fact that part of the Zord fight was actually the separate Zords doing their thing. The, yeah, I always rather, like that. Rather than going straight to Megazord. I do. I like do a lot of the that. series did. Yes, quite a bit. I do appreciate that. Did they make toys of this thing? I oh yeah I think I think they did I think there was a limited um, movie run. You know what? The internet. Oh yeah. eBay. We're gonna find out. eBay. Yeah, I love how they're like they got the new animals. Yeah, their st- their outfits are still the um the Mighty Morphin Mighty dinosaur Morphin version. But but if you notice their uh, logos on this are yes are yes changed. they're they're chess they're chess coins. I love the Pop and Zord. The missiles and stuff. Yeah. 
There's chrome versions of the, the movie versions of the, of the action figures for the Rangers. A lot of six of them for ninety dollars. Good night. Yeah, in box though. So I mean, oh yeah, they're, they're yeah okay, they're in their box. That does up the value a little bit. I can sell my VHS for seven bucks after after we <laughs> That's something. Yeah, that's more than you probably get it at uh, anywhere else. That's true. When you go to a yard sale and probably pick it up for twelve cents. God, it's taken them so long to walk to that walk to the board. Yeah, yeah. How far? This is gross. This, why would you this, want to eat this, this crap? Gross. Yeah. Why are they? Is he drinking a beer? I can't tell if it's beer or soda. It looked like it could be a Sprite. Actually, it looked like 7-Up, I think. Maybe. I think it was 7-Up. You know, I can never whistle like that. Yeah. With the fingers. No, I never could either. You all think this is one big party, don't you? Yeah. Well, you've all been brainwashed. You know what? There, there, you know, there's a parallel here. In Pinocchio, when uh-huh. all the kids party, they turned into jackasses. Here. <laughs> oh, here we go. The vintage Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie Scorpatron Endomorphic Figure. It is something that existed. Yeah, it's only 16 bucks, too. That's not bad. Would you really want to? Absolutely not. Exactly. No, I have no I mean, I do want to get I do want to get the legacy the legacy sorts though. Oh yeah. And the, apparently now they're gonna diecast. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the San Diego Comic Con exclusive um, Dragon Dagger? Yes. The twenty four karat twenty four karat gold. Yeah. It's not as expensive uh, as I expected. How much is it running? One hundred fifty bucks. It's not bad. Yeah. When the leg the regular legacy diecast dagger, it was like, like sixty or eighty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So that's not bad. That's really yeah. not bad. But now, but now there's okay. the, the, the Legacy Dragon's Zord now. Yeah. There's the Legacy Megazord's Ben now. I guess they're going to make a Legacy... There is a Titanus coming. There is a Titanus coming. Um, I heard they're going to make a Legacy uh, Tiger Zord. If they start doing that, that means they're going to start doing uh, the Thunder... The Thunder Zords? Thunder Zords. Which would be kind of exciting, because the, the Red Dragon one was awesome. I, yeah. Oh, look at that wondrous CG. Oh, I know. I know. I wonder how mu- how many man hours it took to get that shiny chrome look going, though. I've seen I've seen what CG looks like when they messed it up. Like, I saw a screen test oh, for, yeah. for the original Shrek. Yo. And Donkey looked like a little fluffy plush thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Donkey. Hey, look. It's a gorilla on a building. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's really phoning in those lines. He's a hornet. It is a hornet. It is, yep, you're right. A scorpion and a hornet. Okay. Stinging bugs. Well, a stinging bug and a stinging arachnid. Because fun fact, skull like skateboarding. Yeah, yeah it kind of was. Some a lot cooler. Yeah, they looked cooler in this than they have in. Yeah, uh, they weren't doing anything stupid. They were just kind of chilling out. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. All right, guys, we've got a lot of- oh, that was terrible! That was terrible! Fun fact, the cranes for the Season 3 of Power Rangers 
were all supposed to be... They're not supposed to be based on actual cranes. They're supposed to be based on uh, origami. Okay, I remember, you, I, I remember you telling me that. Well, think, well remember back to the, uh, the castle version of them? Yeah. The, the helmet that comes down? Oh. It's, it's a bright white. It looks like an origami crane okay, hat yeah. that comes down on his head. Okay, okay. Yeah. It also kind of looks like a um a D seven Klingon battle cruiser. A little bit, yeah. It's a bird of prey. No, no, the, no, the battle right. cruiser. Oh, the yeah, bird of prey. yeah, right. God. Oh, look, Klingon blood from uh the Voy- or from uh, undiscovered country. Yeah. Ray, I've been slimed. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. 30th anniversary. I know. Come back to theaters. Looking forward to that. Oh, he's got like a little air vent on the back of his head. Yep. I did imagine those helmets would be hot. The, I guess, uh, according to reports, they weighed like 40 pounds. Their uniforms did. Oh, in the movie? In the movie. Okay, I was, like, 40 pounds. I was like, how does spandex weigh 40 pounds? No, the mo- their movie suits were weigh 40 pounds. Okay, I, I, do not, I do not, um, that does not surprise me. Yeah. Um, Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze costume weighed like, over 100 pounds. Right, yeah. Of course, who else could wear it but, you know, Arnold. Arnold. Chill out. Everybody freeze. Cool body. Here we go. Just, we just do a podcast of, of Arnold Schwarzenegger puns. What killed the dinosaurs? The Osage! <laughs> yeah. Nope. Oh, That's here we go. Gross. Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, God. It looks like an umbilical cord. Yeah. Like a veiny umbilical cord. That is gross. That's what he said. Booger <laughs> man. Oh god, that was that's not something I needed to see. That's right up there with like Lawnmower Man. Yeah, this is yes, this is like you're right, Lawnmower Man style bad CG. Yeah. Oof. Woof. Really? Cause you're not holding that like a sword at all. No. If anything, you're just holding out like a lead pipe you're about to beat somebody in prison with. Clang. Okay, here we go. Megazord time. You know, I like this season, this Zord didn't have like one central... Like, a lot of them are like, you know, the Red Ranger and everything snaps onto it. Yeah, yeah. Where this one, there's no real central one. I mean, you know, there's... The bear. The bear, but the bear is, by itself, is just the chest. There's, It's not yeah. part of the legs, it's not anything like that. True, true. Well, like, Frog well, is the legs. Well, like with the, uh, the Thunder Swords, it was the Red Ranger... Was the main body and everything, and then everything on, else like, was armor. armor. Yeah. Isn't that what they did? Ugh. And that's oh. actually the weapon from the Shogun. Mm. Hey! Practical miniature! Oh no! How do you know there's kids on that train? Yeah. How? How could you possibly know? 
Papa's orders. Coming in for a landing. In a realistic world, that would have not have worked. And because there would have been nothing on the top of that on that machine that would be compatible with that train. That's right. Well, well didn't you know? The top of birds are, have uh, tiny train tracks. In Japan, maybe. In Japan, yeah. Oh, is he going to do a wrestling move? Angel Grove first. The only practical Megazord in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Through a miniature, a miniature toy through a building. Yep. And it was hell. probably just the action figure. Yeah, it probably, probably was. It probably was the action figure that is. Oh, no one will notice. We're just gonna throw it through this little building here. Chill out. I got this. I'm Tommy. I am literally the greatest Power Ranger ever to live. Says him. Did you see his post the other day where he talked about he's the ambassador of the brand? No, it was today. That was a post today. Um, That's because um, Bat and Sun, the guys who do the Super yeah. Beatdown stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're doing another Power Ranger thing one. Okay. It's Green Ranger versus... Of course, because it has to be Jason David Frank. Yeah, well, he was the White Ranger versus Scorpion. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's Green Ranger versus... Uh, I think it's Ryu. From uh, Street Fighter. Oh. Well, I mean, Green Ranger will win because... He's the Green Ranger. Because he's the Green Ranger, of course. But, you know, I don't... I've heard some things about... Jason David Frank and the way he conducts his business really? training to Power Rangers. Well, like, um, he, uh, part of his clause when he signs up for conventions or, and guest uh, showings, he has to approve any other ranger showing up. What? Yes, that's part of his thing that, uh, they, that the convention has to come to him saying, okay, we have, you know... Johnny Young Bosch or Austin St. John or whatever and he and he has executive decision to approve or deny other rangers showing up to cut down on his his publicity. Okay, that is stupid. Yeah. I mean he, he talks about online how, you know, he's friends with, you know, past ranger actors and stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Uh Cardenas, the Rocky. He's he's friends with Rocky. I believe. Well, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. He re- they they recently did a thing together. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, because he flooded my Facebook feed with pictures and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. Steve Cardenas. That's it. The the second the second Red Ranger, Mighty Morphin Red Ranger. Yeah. And that is all he's ever done. Honestly, what else has? John, John, or Jason Frank hasn't done much. Uh, he he's been in a few things. He did that. He did a, a Dragon Warrior movie, which was really cheap and terrible. And that didn't look great. The Dragon Warrior or the One Warrior. Yeah. There was actually one that I'm trying to track down. If any of our listeners are out there and you know are feeling you know you know, feel like taking up you know the cause the a little bit, there's a movie out there called The Junior Defenders about a uh, it's a black com- a dark comedy about a a guy who loved 
a sh- uh, an old Power Ranger style show when he was a kid, and uh, the show was canceled before the final episode, and he uh, kidnaps the ca- the cast members, and it was and it's starring um, Brian O'Halloran from Clerks, <laughs> and uh, let's see, Ali Sheedy from uh, Breakfast Club, and okay, all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Uh, Jason David Frank is one of the the poor actors that is that is kidnapped from this kid show that is forced to act. Yeah, here I'll show you the the DVD cover of it. Oh God, I have I've seen this somewhere. You you have? I've been looking everywhere for that movie. Oh yeah, they're in space by the way. Yeah, yeah, they're in space. They've flown to space and well. So Ivan. Oh god, that was a terrible explosion. Oh jeez, that's like bad video game cutscene. It was really close to the moon too. Wouldn't you think that it would like rupture the moon and like cause tidal waves and all this other crap because of you know gravitational pull and well, science? The moon, the moon gets pummeled with asteroids all the time. I mean, I don't know. it's true. Well, here, okay. So here's another question. I think I might have saw that a moment. Really? Yeah. I yeah, because I've been looking for this movie. I'll have to run out to Walmart then sometime. Welcome to Skull Help us save the day, and they weren't stupid doing it. Oh, John Waters is the narrator for this movie. <laughs> That's awesome. But, uh, but no, anyway, um, here's my other question. Ivan Ooze is made out of ooze, correct? Yes. So when he is blown apart, he should just scatter into ooze, correct? But he did fuse with the machine. But there's still ooze in there. Yes. Maybe if he's in space, it freezes. So if it melts, he can reconstitute himself and come back. Possibly, maybe. Too late. Oh man. Looks like Adam West now. Oh. Look at no. Look I know. At I know. I know. Am I wrong? No, you're not. I was gonna say Emperor Palpatine in Episode Three. That's true. With his butt crack forehead. Do it. <laughs> no, no, no! Do it. Though, I will say, the fight between the Emperor and Yoda was kind of cool. That was cool. Yeah. That's probably about the only good part of that movie. And the Wookiees. Remember what we learned? <laughs> yeah. To those who possess the great power, all things are possible. Okay. So... So, like clap is- your hands if you believe in Zordon? Yes. Come on, children. Clap. Clap your hands. How do they know to do this? I was just about ready to ask the same How question. How do they know How to do, they do know this? that this is something that they can do? Is is this, like, information that is put into them the pow- by did, the power? Did with the power come the knowledge? Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's the only way I can explain, you know, like how we talked about in our on our first episode, our very first episode... Well, the first episode we actually talk about the show, um, when they when they first morph and stuff, and all of a sudden they know how to drive the Zords and stuff. Yeah, man. Okay, Alpha couldn't be fixing the shit. He, he Alpha's done nothing. He's a robot. Who probably built all this crap? You know what? Wake up, Alpha one through four, and have a, a legion of Alphas come and fix everything. Yeah. Simple. Simple. You know, something similar to this happened to Buffy once. It didn't end well. 
Because Buffy came back damaged. Ah. Because she was in heaven. I'm sure Zordon was in alien heaven. Yeah. Rangers! I am the great and powerful Oz. He thought that you It is good to see you again, too. Did Honestly, they not say died in this entire movie? Huh? Did they, did they, can no, they not say die? No, they did not say die. He said, it's no late. Yeah. And then no I thought he was... Yeah, at no point did they say the word die. And at no point... And they said, and they said loot to your doom. So at no point has there ever been the use of dead, killed, whatever. It's stop them, destroy them. Whatever, but not kill, death, main, destroy, weak. I know. Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. 187. Oh, man, that's another good movie. It's terrible. Demolition Man. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. She looked like... She, with that hat, she looks like the one, the, the, the one uh, African-American friend... Uh, from Clueless. Yeah, you're right. Also, it would have been from this time frame. Would have been. Silver Ranger. Uh, it does have a certain ring to it. And later on, there's Silver Rangers! Yep. Also, Titanium Ranger. Yeah. He was, you know, Titanium Ranger was the first American original. Sixth Ranger? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Classic rock. Oh, yeah. Sing along. <laughs> You've got the touch. You've got the power. Yeah! Oh man, they should have contacted Hasbro. They should have. <laughs> you know what? When are we going to get Vulcan Skull as Rangers? Oh my God! No, yeah. no, no, it won't happen. Here's the thing. Next season has 11, is going to have 11 different colored rangers. Yeah, but none of them are an overweight guy. Yes, there what? is. Really? In the Japanese version, uh, there the uh, Cyan Ranger oh, okay. was an American bar- barbarian. American barbarian. Yes. They called him an American barbarian. He's an American, he was an American actor. I, I get that. But he was he was a barbarian, and he was big. He was big, and huh. when he transformed, he was he slimmed down. But it was still he's still bigger and bulkier than all the others. Huh. And he didn't show up in that many episodes. So we could potentially if they if they were smart if the if Saban were smart. By the way, the movie's over. Oh uh, yeah, movie's over. Wait a minute. Oh. I wish. Goldar is such a great villain. I know, right? Uh-oh. You're uh, in trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, Brian Spicer. You rascal, you. Okay, so that was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Yeah. The first of, well, the first and only 
theatrical out theatrical release to this date now to this date yes there is the the one coming out there's one coming out by Lionsgate Entertainment or and Pictures it's, and it's promising to be a darker grittier reboot it's not going to be great it's not going to be great nope because the now I I have faith Didn't in they the writer writer they got they had, they got two X Men writers the, the two of the two of the writers that um, worked on uh, X Men First Class which is good yeah which is a good movie but they're um, one of the producers and the guy who's going to help develop the story is Roberto Orsi. You'll know him as the guy who uh, wrote all of the Transformers movies. Oh, and God. And the uh, Star Trek reboots. I don't mind the Star Trek And reboots. what else? He's done... There was another thing that's that he thing. was... That's the thing. I don't mind the Star Trek. Egregious. Transformers? That's, that's, a, that's a war crime right there. That's... Yeah. That, he, he should be moving in for, for Brazil for that one. Roberto Orsi. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Spy- uh, executive producer on Spider-Man 2. Uh, Ender's Game. Uh. Cowboys and Aliens. Uh. Producer, writer on Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, oh, God. Harrison Ford, why did you do that movie? And he is going to be in charge of Power Rangers. You know we'll see it, right? Oh, we'll see it opening night. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> but, so this is coming. And there have been some reports that uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is in talks to be the Pink Ranger. Hmm. The weird thing is, uh, MTV reported it as fact, and it's not. Oh, it don't was, you? When people are jumping on yeah, that Yeah, oh, I hate that stuff. But, uh, yeah... Kung Fu fighting. Mm. Didn't they put this at the end of Mortal Kombat too? No, no. There's another '90s Wait, martial arts th- movie. Am I thinking of the song Mortal Kombat from the film and video game Mortal Kombat? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, that song gets me pumped. Hey, oh yeah, that's absolutely. on my that's on my unofficial workout track. If oh I ever yeah. Work out. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you freaking. Rode your bike to Upper? I did. Good I, lord. Hey, you know what? It's only like 14 miles from here, so I... Yeah, so you did 30 miles on a I bike. I did, did about 30 miles Real on a bike. 30 miles, not a gym 30 miles. Yeah, you know what? I didn't get sunburnt, although, check this out. My uh, uh, MP3 player that I had strapped to my arm heated up and burnt the sh- the crap out of my arm. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, it really bad. It hurts a lot. But it's not a sunburn. No, it's a burn burn. Yeah, yeah. It, That's like a first degree burn, yeah, bro. Yeah, it got overheated and, and burnt the hell out of my arm. Oh, man. When I put, when I take my bike to the shop, I'm put, I'm getting a little tattoo oh, on my yeah. handlebar. That's a good idea. Which I'm probably going to be taking my bike to the shop sometime when I get in the wedding again. Yeah. And sit in the attic for like two years. <laughs> okay, no, but I'm pretty sure. the song? Yes. I think this needs to be the new opening of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm tagging the end of this episode with this song. Oh, like in the one episode when we had the birthday song for uh-huh. Zach. Uh huh. Happy birthday, baby! It's your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> wow, fantastic! This would have been a reason to buy the soundtrack. Yep. Yep. Huh, okay. Huh. 
Well, hey, thanks again for uh, for tuning into this uh, this commentary. I hope it wasn't too too boring or anything for the yeah. Because honestly, we really didn't talk about the movie all that much. Well, there's really not much to talk about. No, there but, really wasn't. But I, I think we were entertaining. I think it worked out. So uh, yeah, so if, uh, again, if you're listening to this, thank you for supporting the website um, nerdoverload.com. Uh, you go over there uh, just about every day, at least five days a week. We try to get something on the side, whether it's a news uh, interview or interviews. <laughs> oh, well, you never know. We might. Uh, Eventually. News, uh, reviews, uh, opinion pieces. Josh uh, had a really great piece about uh, the, the changing times and uh, women and uh, the comic comics. book culture. Yep. Comic book culture. That's, that's changing. Um, let's see. Uh, go over to iTunes. You can listen to... Uh, uh, our podcast, the Go Go Power podcast, and our main show, the uh, Nerd Overload or Nerd Overload Radio, whichever we end up calling it. Uh, things are happening with that. We promise. Yeah, exciting things. Exciting things. Um, let's see here. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Robot Caveman. I've been trying to put more stuff on lately. Oh, there's I I I Alpha Song. <laughs> oh man. Performed by Power Project. <laughs> All right, and I am uh, I'm Josh. I'm kind of on Twitter at Bearded Midgetor. Not really on there much. I'm trying. I really am. Yeah. I really am. But I do not expect much. Okay. All right. So again, thanks for tuning in and uh, check us out. Oh, uh, email us staff at nerdoverload.com. Give us uh, give us your opinion on this on this uh, commentary. Let us know what you think. And again. Thank you for the support, and thank you for listening to us. Well, until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Sam. And may the power be with you. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, wait. Oh, bonus. Oh, man, a CD-ROM game? Oh, the CD-ROM Power Ranger thing. Oh. The Power Ranger Interactive or whatever. Oh, man, a digital puzzle. The print kit. Print kit. Screen saver? Oh, minutes of enjoyment. <laughs> Create a movie. Oh, wow. You're ready to get wired. Oh, I gotta get these. I'm not even sure they are. They probably wouldn't work with, with computers nowadays. 95. Windows 95. Oh, yeah. That'd Which I it. think I have a Windows 95 disc at home. Oh, I think I do, too. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Well, that buzzing means it's about time, so... Yep. All right. Take care, folks.
This show is a part of the Nerd Overload Podcast Network. Listen to our other shows and much more at nerdoverload.com. Nerd Overload.